Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. Featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the show, the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Live on a Monday night from Las Vegas. Beautiful, beautiful Las Vegas. Anaheim 3 has just ended, and we are pumped to have everybody listening. Again, Steve Mathis, Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Uh, please support our sponsors, and they'll support you in the manner of paying us to do this show. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tekwon Designs, FMF Racing, and Brop Bar all on board with us. And thank you, everybody, for listening live on a Monday night. Right outside the, the lines, then, with me for this show, a special guest. Uh, the man's been there, done it, won a championship, former factory Yamaha rider, now heavily involved with the sport in Supercross Live. The guy's done everything he can possibly do, and uh, it's Jim Hollywood Holly. Hey, thanks, Steve. It's uh, it's good to be here in Vegas. I mean, uh, I, I always enjoy coming on to the show. Um, uh, well, it's good good to have you here. Let's uh, let's run over, talk to the man who's producing the show and uh, doing everything live uh, from Vegas here. None other than the Tish Legendary. Tish, what's up? Hello. How are you? I'm great. You're great. I am fantastic. You're great because <laughs> you are why? wearing my, why are fav- you great? my favorite shirt in the entire world. You got it for me you, for Christmas. You could not have made me any happier than I am right now. You got now. it for me for Christmas. I did. I, I hate thought, this shirt. I, I thought it was going to sit in the sit in the closet or no. in your drawer forever, and you did it. It, it will after this show. <laughs> I had to wear it for you. You got it for me for Christmas. Thanks you a lot. What? You made my dreams come true. That's all that matters. I mean, I do have a MacBook and an iPhone mm-hmm. and an iPod and a MacBook Air. I'm an Apple guy, Holly. Yep. It looks good on you. Ah, thanks, bud. I, I like yeah. it. It's a good fit. Pull your mic a little bit closer up there, Jimmy. A little Jimmy. closer? Yeah. Um, hey, we got your voicemails. We got your emails. You can listen to this show on Stitcher tomorrow. You can listen to it on iTunes. You can uh, listen to it live right now on Pulp and on the uh, Pulp, the TuneIn. You search TuneIn, and uh, you'll be dialed there. And uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. We've got uh, some giveaways uh, to announce right now before we get too far into this. Tits, uh, Fly Racing has uh, generously donated a set of Trey Kennard race-used fly gear mm-hmm. uh, right off his back and off his butt. Uh, from Anaheim 3, and uh, we're excited to have it. We did an open um, mailing contest. Just m- send in your email address to pulpmexshow at gmail.com, and we did a complete and utter random draw. Well, mm-hmm. you did. We had we had 480 emails that were sent in, mm-hmm. and the winner is Gary Forrest. Congratulations, Gary. We'll be contacting you, but congratulations, you win. And uh, how was the random draw done? Through a bucket? Through a hat? Can you can you explain this process? It was a very super scientific uh, method where mm-hmm. I had all the emails in a big long list. Yep. And I closed my eyes and I scrolled up and down and up and down and down and down and up and up. And then I clicked and Gary was the winner. I think people will be upset that you use that process no matter what, though. I think they'd be upset no matter what you did. 
That's yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thank you, <laughs> Fly Racing true. USA, for uh, for that. We got uh, Chad Reed on the show, Matt Lemoyne, Vince Freeze, Jason Thomas will be on later from Sweden, but in the studio, Jim Holly once again. Holly, if you had told a 15 year old Steve Mathis that one day, gentleman Jim Holly would be doing a radio show with him side by side, <laughs> he would know him by his name, he would do a webcast for Montreal Supercross with him. I would have said no way, not possible. Well, it's all true. We've, we've done both. Oh, I know. <laughs> One of the best guys in the industry, Jim Hawley. Let's, let's get to the business. Uh, first of all, you yourself, doing a webcast with Wygant for years, doing a great job with Jason Wygant. Um, unfortunately, economics dictated that it goes away, that it went away, and that's a shame because that thing was great and they should still do it. But you kind of floated around the races for a couple of years, looked for stuff to do, felt kept you busy. This year, you and Kevin Barnett uh, have teamed up for a three-hour Supercross live broadcast from practice. And I got to say, not always a fan of everything Feld does. Sometimes I'm critical. Home run. Home run. Great idea. You and Kevin are great on it, and uh, it's working out fantastic. Talk about it a little bit. Well, thanks, Steve. I, I think, you know, with uh, you would mentioned Feld and everything, and I think why the show went away that uh, – uh, Jason and I were doing was because of the fact that the way social media has taken over, you know, I mean, everybody's tweeting, everybody's got Instagram and all that. And, you know, the fans in the stands, if, if somebody goes down in the first turn, they're updating everybody all over the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of made sense in that respect, because I was like, you, I was going, why, why are you getting rid of the show? I mean, we have, you know, we had XM radio at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a lot of international riders, even though it's live on TV, it still gets broadcast all over. But, uh, you know, I, I think with the when they figured out everything and then they said, hey, we want to do practice, I was kind of going, hey, you know what? Nobody's ever done that before. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people, the enthusiasts, really enjoy, uh, you know, watching practice because, I mean, that's the whole basis of, of how people get there. You, yep. you kind of see what they're doing. You know, they try to do a hot lap. They look at the board. You know, I'm going to have the top spot. No, they'll come in. They'll make some changes with the mechanics. They'll go back out again. Mm-hmm. you got to remember, I mean, you've been a mechanic before for Timmy Ferry and everything. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of time out there. I mean, it's just basically you get one free practice out there for about 10 minutes and then two uh, time practices. And yeah. if something happens and, and you don't get it done, I mean, uh, it, it's hard on people. It it uh, it's also hard to talk for that long. How, how's that going? <laughs> I mean, you're looking for angles, you're looking for new new things, you're looking for. Well, I think you know when you have the guys behind us, and uh, you know, uh, Dave, our camera guy, he does a great job on uh, you know picking up on things. Um, uh-huh. You know, down on the floor. So you know, with that, it's easy. the The hardest part of it is when we have that little intermission. It's uh, it's an intermission for the guys because they're doing track maintenance yeah. and all that. But for us, we got to fill that airtime. And, uh, you know, we try to have guests on, but, you know, there's commitments. Uh, Kevin Windham's been on. He's been doing a great job. Nick Way. Mm-hmm. And then we have some of the riders come up. We've had a couple dirt track guys, Brad Baker and Sammy Halbert, come up. And yep. I think it's interesting that you look at that and, you know, the dirt track guys are really into Supercross. Yep. I mean, they, they know all the guys. Oh, are and, they really? Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they watch the Monster Energy Cup. They watch some because yeah. that sport is very hard to make money in dirt track racing. Yeah. Yeah. And they just see the Supercross. And, and let's face it, you, you can't take a 750 Harley out there and go, and go on a mile. <laughs> <laughs> and practice, so they right. got to get on some sort of bike, and uh, it was pretty cool that I, I saw, I was at Milestone uh, after uh, one of the rounds, and uh, you know, I, I saw this guy in a Kawasaki ride by, he had an Arai helmet, and he had an easy gear on, you know, uh-huh. motocross gear, I'm going, man, that reminds me of when I was a teammate with Eddie Lawson, you know, when Eddie and I would go out and ride, you know, he would have that Denise gear on, but it was Nicky Hayden, so he came over, and we were talking a little bit, but 
a lot of those guys, road racing and motocross, I mean, road racing dirt track guys, they practice on motocross bikes. So, right. And, and they're good riders. I mean, they're great riders. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're champions in their sport. And I, I think if they were on a supercross track and you gave them a little bit of time, I think they could figure it out. Yeah. The, uh, the, I think that it's the, the sport of supercross is really grown and really blown up. And, and just like a college game day or whatever, um, you, you and Kevin doing the pregame show, I mean, are the numbers good? Do they, do you know that they told you, I can see this being a big thing. Our sport is getting bigger and bigger. Oh, I, I think it is. I and mean, each and every week it, it's getting uh, bigger. You know, the numbers are going up and everybody, you know, seems to really enjoy, you, you know, watching, uh, you know, Supercross live and watching the practice. I mean, mm-hmm. We're kind of hoping maybe, you know, Kevin, myself, we're, we're hoping maybe we can get a stage out into the middle of the pits or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. or maybe, you know, it, 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 there again, it's a money thing, like where Kevin could be in the booth maybe and I could be down in the yep, pits yep. with a camera guy and go in and, and talk to Chad after that practice. I think the people yep. would like to hear that. Or one of the technicians, because right now it's it's a little bit hard for him to come from the pits all the way up to the top of the press box where we're at. Where we're at. Like you were going to have uh, the Tim Ferry on, and he was like, I can't find a place. I don't know where to go. You know, and that, that's one right. obstacle that you run into. Well, and, you know, let's face it. I mean, Timmy's busy, you know, with Trey Kennard. I mean, the last thing yeah. Timmy wants to do is come on to the show when and, you know, he's trying to get his right. rider a win. And, and, and those guys have done a phenomenal job over there, Timmy and uh, Trey. I mean, uh, you know, when I, when I, you know, kind of, kind of got a little, you know, not teary eyed that first Anaheim man, seeing that yeah. guy come back because, you know, I, I went and visited him in the hospital. I have a, my wife's an RN and, and mm-hmm. we know people that are doctors over there at, uh, you know, downtown LA at the hospital where they were at. And so, you know, I went over there and, and both visited, uh, you know, uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Morris and, and Trey, yeah. just to, you know, let them know if, hey, if you have any questions or anything, this is uh, Dr. Marouge. Uh, you know, he, he's a good friend of ours. Ask for him and yep. uh, if you have any questions. But to see, you know, those guys battle back. And, and you know, what's also interesting is those videos they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I rode and I got broke up, last thing I want to do is have a camera guy in there trying <laughs> yeah. to film me and everything. They'll pull x-rays up on the screen, yeah, you know, it, from two I'm, years ago. But it's it's gnarly. Yeah. I mean, it, it shows, you know, what these guys – I don't even think the NFL does something like that, yeah. you know, yeah. on, on opening ceremonies, showing an injury like that and just showing what these guys have gone through to yeah. come back because, you know what, that's how, that's how intense our sport is. I mean, they love it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to get your point. Before we get into A3, I wanted to talk to you about uh, – you're a former uh, factory rider and raced for a long time. And I, this is this is one thing I'm, I think I'm, you're the only guy I haven't talked to about this. Um, Kevin Windham uh, rides one practice at Anaheim and pulls in and calls it a, calls it a career. Uh, you know, he dropped a lot of hints to myself and other media guys that this was what he was going to do and it's what he was thinking. What's your take on that? Uh, As a rider, how do you how do you know? What, well, why do you ride one practice? What goes through your mind? I, I'm okay with it because I I know where Kevin's at. You know, I was in that same position. And, and my how did you hang it up? Well, I, basically like that. Yeah? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just went out there, and I, I was thinking about doing the triples. Where at? Where, like, where, where? It was Dallas, one oh. of the Dallas Supercrosses. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, I, I just, I didn't want to be in the way of anybody else. And, uh-huh. and I, more so, I wasn't too worried about me crashing and getting hurt, but I was worried about my bike or myself injuring one of the other riders. And, uh-huh. you know, my, my thought process was when I started to have to think about the triples, and it didn't come naturally, and, yeah. and I had to think about things, it's just it's 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 over. I mean, and that's it. that's what you did. In yeah, Dallas. That, that was it. Yeah, I just I was thinking about it. And, you know, you're kind of leading up to it. You know, yeah. and and you can ask Kevin yourself. I mean, I did an interview with him uh, at at the press yeah. uh, at Anaheim, and afterwards I said, Hey, Kevin, you know, just to let you know that you know um, you know when I hung it up, it, it's when I had to start thinking about things. Yeah. And, and I think that that 
not not mine, but I think that you know Kevin knew mm -hmm. that that one timing section uh, coming uh, down the third base side at Anaheim, you know, it was pretty gnarly, and he just goes, "Nah, I'm, I'm yeah. done." Yeah. I, and I got to respect the guy for it. I mean, right. I, you know, he could have milked it along, and I mean, he got tenth and eleventh the first two rounds. Nothing to sneeze at. No, not, nothing at all. But Kevin's Kevin's a great guy for the ambassador. I, I think it's great that he's uh, staying around and yeah. doing the transitions and, and saying goodbye. Yeah. You know, instead of just. Walking away. So many people, when they retire, they just walk away from the sport that yeah. was good to them. And Larry Ward, gone. Yeah, yeah. Gone. Every, every once in a while, you'll see him come, come around or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. He's out yeah. hunting. Yeah. No. He's a big hunter. Uh, um, it's interesting to see what happens. I mean, I was surprised. I, I was definitely – I knew he was thinking about it. I knew he wasn't happy with his riding, but to just – Right of practice. And then well, you know, he's got that number 14. He wanted to go to 2014, yeah. 20 years in the business. Yeah. You know, but he just, he just, and I think really last year, I, I think Houston, when he got off there, I think that took a lot out of him. You yeah. Know, he yeah. knew that he had to push it and, you know, he scrubbed that one jump, caught his foot, came off and mm -hmm. he went down hard. And then he came back to the Monster Energy Cup this year or last mm -hmm. year rather yeah. in October. And, uh, you know, got off, hit his head yeah. hard there now, again. Did you see that crash at Monster Cup? I missed it. Me too. I yeah, missed it. Everybody, I think, It seemed like everybody it. missed it, right. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you look at that and, it, and you, you have an off season and, and you come back to it. And he, he was hoping to get through those Anaheims not getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And that, that you're thinking of it. I mean, you shouldn't. If you're going to a Supercross main event and you're thinking about not getting hurt, yep. it, it's time to get out. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you can't, you can't have that on your mind because, you know, things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with it. I mean, I think Kevin's in a good place now. And, and, you know, he says, man, you know, once I retired, you know, I'm busier now. And I yeah, say, yeah. Same with RC. Yeah. You know, busier now than when, when they were racing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. Hey, uh, Tits, do you want to put out a tweet saying our app, our mobile stuff isn't working? I did. For some reason? I did. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm not sure why, but I did. Yeah, so we're not able to stream on our mobile devices tonight. Oh, well. Um, Sorry. Let's get to the Anaheim 3 um, Hollywood. And... I guess, first of all, Dungey, we'll talk about him. But to me, Anaheim 3 really signified that Davey Millsaps, I mean, if we didn't think he was for real before, this is it. I mean, this is it, right? I mean, he goes to LCQ one week, doesn't matter, pulls a good start, you know, finishes uh, on the box. Um, you know, crashes, he's in third, he wipes out, Reed gets him for the third spot last weekend uh, or the weekend before. And this weekend, again, another great ride. He's now extended his points lead, 17 points. He could win this. Oh, he could. Yeah. And I, I definitely know that Dave Gowan and all the guys over there are, are thinking about that. I mean, uh, and I've said it right. before to Davey on interviews on the podium. I said, you know what, Davey, it looks to me like 2013 you came to race. And, and that's what yeah. he's doing. He, he's here to race. He's here to race for that championship. And, what a and turnaround. It shows. What a turnaround. Yeah, everybody knew he's got the ability yeah. and, he, and he's got the uh, he's got the talent. It's just, you know, yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, I think something changes when you become a dad. I, I really do. You know? Really? Huh? I, yeah. I think yeah. I think, yeah. it, you know, your, your focus and everything you're, you're looking at. It, he's had a lot of factory rides. Mm -hmm. And like if he didn't turn it around, you know, it, it's going to go downhill. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think by him, uh, you know, coming prepared. I mean, you, yeah. you, I. I've been there and I've done that. I can look at a guy when uh, I can look him in the eye and do an yeah. interview with him, yeah. and I know if that guy's ready to go. Mm -hmm. You know, just in the way he carries right. himself, in the, his confidence, and you know how how in shape he is. I mean, right. you look at Davey; he's in shape. I mean, he's yeah, no, you he's know, other years yeah. he, he's kind of been a little heavy coming in, right. and but he's he's ready. To, he's definitely the real deal in 2013. I talked to the JGR guys for a while, and they were basically saying the same thing: like he's got a family he has to support. He wants to maintain a certain standard of living. 
And the best way to do that is to go fast and win races. Turn the throttle on. You know? Uh, and the only certainly way it's going to happen. You yourself, who once told me that you were doing the math in your head as to whether how much money you were making in the race and whether you needed that spot. or You know, right, you yeah. can relate to that a little bit. Oh, I, I like, mean, yeah. I mean, this you, is your living. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's your job. I mean, yeah. if, if you go out there and, you know, sometimes I'd be running fifth and I'm thinking about the YZ bucks and everything. I'm going, yeah, okay, well, now if I push it and I can get a fourth – you know, maybe I'm going to go down and I'm going to lose all that money. Yeah. And I go, well, you know what? I'm okay right here with fifth. I'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah, with it, you know? Right, right. Uh, hey, we, our lines are lit up, though. This is what Jim Hawley does right here. Uh, Chris, what's up, man? Well, thanks for listening. Hey, Steve. Uh, hey, by the way, the show is better without Kenny. Is without Kenny? Yeah. Dude, you, but you're a Watson <laughs> guy. Better. You're a Way wa- better without Kenny. Oh, wow. Hey, Watson, take that. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Uh, Love this yeah, I was guy just right gonna here. ask if um if you'll uh divulge on what you were talking about on Twitter a little bit ago. Uh, like with um GGR and uh and Ralph and all that. And Jim Holly's uh, oh, uh oh, um, um take on it. Yeah, well I just I just I tweeted to Ralph, Ralph and Ralph Sheen and I were going back uh-huh. and forth on Twitter. Um and I said how awesome was that that Roger DeCoster for the live race. Did you watch the race on TV? Did you go back and watch it? Yes. No, but Jimmy Holly, did you? Uh, yeah, I, I did not. Okay. After Dungy Shockspring failed, right? They brought Roger out live TV. What happened? What's going on? What? Right. And he explained it, you know, the best way he can. And sure. And I gave him props on Twitter, like a lot of team managers would hide or say no, they can't talk about it. Roger was up front. We had a failure. It was clear, you know, it was obvious. Well, yeah, I mean, Roger's a class act. I mean, and and you know, he signed that new contract. He's going to be around yeah. a few more years. Yeah. And uh, you know, Ro- Ro- hey, you, you gotta you gotta describe what happened. Yeah. I mean, you but, know, but hey, we had a mechanical. You know that. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. They try to hide it and say, "Oh, something happened." This, that. You know, it, bottom line, we had it. And, yeah, and, it and here's the thing. I mean, think about this. Better to happen there on the starting line and running down in oh. into the first turn than yeah. on the approach to one yeah. of those triples. I mean, that could have been catastrophic for uh, Dungey yeah. if that would have happened. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to come back with that uh, yeah. with that uh, rear shock. With uh, I think they're going to go with the spring. I'm I with think. you on that. Uh, so yeah, Ackerman. What I was saying was, I felt like the producers held Ralph back a little bit. And what I was referring to was, remember two years ago when James had. The wheel speed sensors on his bike? The track control, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they talked about it. They reported on it. Kind of didn't have their information straight. But that that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was they were listening to the JGR radios, and I thought that was an awesome idea. But because Yamaha got upset about JGR talking about another Yamaha rider, Stuart, that the in the in-radio thing was canceled. So that was my point, was that it was an awesome innovation. We got to hear what the JGR people were saying over the um, – Radios, but because of Yamaha complaining, that was it. It's off the show. So that's that's, that's what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, in NASCAR, that would never happen. No, I agree. I agree, and that's and Ralph. You notice Ralph did not reply after that. Yeah, uh, Ralph was. Ralph was, he seemed sort of Ralph, Ralph asked at me the what, beginning, and yeah. then it just got worse. Ralph asked me, "How do you feel the producers are holding us back, Mathis?" That's what he said to me. Right. And I like Ralph. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. But I said, "Here's here's an example, Ralph." You had a great thing with the JGR radios right. and reporting on spiel, on wheel speed sensors. That's all awesome reporting. Sure. You reported it, and all shit broke loose, and away. the radios went away. Yeah. So that is yep. the, the dog wagging the tail, uh, which I don't, I don't feel we you know, should watch as viewers or as, but isn't it as interesting. So that's my point, Chris. So. Right on. Hey, thank you for, yeah. uh, Thanks, man. for talking about that. Make sure you tell hey, Kenny. One other make, co- make sure you tell Watson. One other comment? Better about him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh was uh, I was gonna tell you thanks for eating all that. 
off a hot dog to the uh, Cali Cat on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she bought us hot dogs. It's awesome. <laughs> Dude, you ate like 10. No, I didn't. No, I had one. I really had one. I gave the other one to Jordan. I swear. Wygan had two. You're a liar. I hey, swear. He, hey, 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 Chris, he's in training yeah. now for that Nathan's. He's going to go up against yeah. uh, the Kobe. Japanese Kobayashi. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, well, well, Watson did tell me he could deep throat. So. Now, there we go. We'll see what... <laughs> All right, thanks, no, bud. No gag reflex. <laughs> hey, what up, guys? See ya. Uh, Thor, what's up, man? Thanks for listening. Hey, hey Matt, this is Thor. Uh, you know, I'm hearing y'all talking about the back shock, and, you know, I don't know if y'all touched on it earlier. I just tuned in, but in the LCQ on on the live TV, the camera zoomed in on, on Dungey's rear shock, you know, showing that he had the regular rear shock with the spring. And uh, forgive me for not knowing all the terminology, but, you know, the, the big rubber uh, bump stop or whatever to keep the, you yep. know, the shock from completely bottoming. Uh-huh. Uh, the camera zoomed in, and, and before the gate dropped, he, burned, he held the throttle wide open, and that bump shock expanded and, and went vertically up all the way, covered the complete shock shaft. I don't know if anyone has called or noticed that or what. I, I replayed it you know, on my DVR over and over to make sure before I called in, and there's something weird going on with that thing. Uh, you know. I, I, I saw it on TV, what you're talking about, but I didn't notice it, to be honest. I'm going to go back and look, though. I'm going to go back and watch uh, and see if I can figure out what you're talking about. Yeah, interesting. It, yes, it had the rear spring was there. Maybe but, maybe Dungey shifted his weight forward as the card went sideways. No, Matt, this, this thing okay. moved All right. several inches. All right, yeah, I'll take a look. Let's take a look. Okay, maybe, on, maybe on commercial break, I'll, I'll play it back on the DVR for me, me and Hollywood. Yeah, it was it, it was very interesting to me, and, right. and I, like I said, I went back over and over to make sure. But yeah, all right, thanks, Phil. Thank you, Matt. See ya. Uh, you know anything about that? Like starting like a starting device activated or something by? No, I mean no. I haven't. Uh, you know, like a like a start hook. Or, yeah, yeah, I mean it, it could add something like that on there. You never know, but oh. I, I know sometimes like when you rebuild the shock or whatever, and you put the bumper up automatically. You don't always put it That's down. That's true. So, yeah. So maybe it kind of you know slid down. It was down. loose and it went and the, the yeah, bumper. Yeah, I mean, maybe, good idea. maybe that's yeah. what you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen that happen. Because you know before. they threw it on in a hurry, like that. You know. Well, what I mean? yeah, yeah, and you know, always uh, anytime I've been uh, testing with suspension guys, they always put that bumper up. I don't know why. It, it's going to automatically go down. I don't know why they leave it up. Yeah, not the guys I've worked with, but yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. Um, uh, let's. Th- in your recollection, and you've been doing this a long time, has anyone come from second in the LCQ to winning a main event? You know, I, I mean, McGrath, McGrath won it. Yeah, RV McGrath. Indy 2010. Yeah. RV won it. Yeah, uh, Bradshaw. Yeah, but not, but not second. Yeah, no, second. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, second. Yeah, last gate pick on the line. Dude, I mean, and he won the whole thing. Yeah, it was it was a pretty incredible. You yeah. know, and uh, you know I, when I did the interview with him uh, on the podium. You know, a lot of people. I don't. I don't know if they caught that, but uh, before the thirty-second board went up, he was on the outside, and I, I looked over at him and I said, "Hey, Dungey, I did the same thing you did one time. I won an LCQ in in, in uh, uh-huh. Seattle, uh-huh. and I hole shot it from the outside. Oh yeah, I go just drive yeah. it in deep, man. Right, right. And, and that, that first turn was good too for that. It was yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certain tracks will lend itself to that. Yeah. You know, where if you, you know, when yeah. everybody's shutting off and trying to dive that inside, yeah. you leave it on that split second longer, you can get around. Yeah. And and he he came out of there. I believe he was in like third or fourth. You know, yeah. from my vantage. Yeah, no, he point, was. I, I went, went back today, and he was in fourth. Right. And then he, that crash helped him out. Yeah. Um, if before Anaheim three, 
what would you have said about Dungey's season? How was it going? It was okay. Was, was it okay? Yeah. I mean, he he's right there. I mean, okay. Dungey's always going to be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I go back to Phoenix when he had that problem in the heat race and, and hit the camera and took it out and everything. I mean, he was lucky he didn't get injured mm-hmm. on that. I mean, he was okay. Dungey's always going to be there. Yeah, I mean, so you weren't worried? You no, weren't worried about worried. Okay, no, no. I was. The only thing I was oh. worried about is, is, is the, the thing that had me worried a little bit is just changing back and forth. Sometimes I'd see that air shock. Sometimes I'd see the yeah. spring. They're going back and forth and back right. and forth. And you know as well as I do, Steve, that – you know, once you get into the racing, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta go with what you know with works. Yeah. And 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 I understand the development side of that 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 rear shock. You mm-hmm. have to go out there under race conditions. Yeah. And, and get some time on it, but I just don't. You know, they were going back and forth, so right, that told right. me that, uh, you know, they're unsure of that rear thing, and they're trying to get it to work right. The, 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 you must have been laughing, I'm sure. Uh, although you, maybe you don't go far this far back, but you probably do. Uh, you must have been laughing when all this Air Force crap started coming out. And you're like, yeah, did it in 79. Used it yeah. in 70. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks it's, uh, you know, a lot of people I mean, it is pretty me, trick now, but. Well, yeah, and a lot of people ask me, you know, what are they feeling? Why well, I, I can't honestly give that answer because I'm not at that level that they are. And nowadays, you know, with the spring versus the Air Fork. But I remember when I was a factory rider and we had conventional forks yeah. and we went to the upside down forks. Yeah. I was in that era where it was very hard to, to get used to that, but just because the rigidity yeah. of, of the, the front Lots fork. Lots of feedback going. to your hands, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it was horrible. I mean, you know, we just, our arms were pumping up our wrists, but, you know, they got it worked out and everything, and, and I, I'm glad for it because you got to remember that uh, the conventional fork, when those ruts in the outdoors and stuff, yeah. your fork hangs down, it catches those ruts, so yeah. when you get rid of that, you could go a lot faster going into the corner. Did you know that your appearance here today is brought to you by Atlas Brace? Did you know that? Yeah. They're born and fueled from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer and refined over a three-year period by a team of engineers and biomechanical experts. AtlasBrace.com. Villapoto wears it. Weimer wins it. Wears it. Weimer looks like broken ribs. Going to be uh, probably yeah. off, out sideline for a little while. Yeah, that's too bad. I, yeah. I know the weekend before in Oakland, you know, he was sick and they yeah. had to make a decision on whether or not, uh, you know, to ride and they made it just... It's yeah. just he's on an up and down season right now. That that's a guy that yeah. you know you, you hope that uh, you know he knows that last year uh, in uh, 2012 in Phoenix he had a, he had a second. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's yet to make the podium in 2013. Um, what's your take on this whole season so far? What are we seeing? Um, this is something I'm going to ask Chad Reed about because I know he'll give us a great answer. Uh, we got Barsha. I don't know if Millsaps where Millsaps falls in, but you got Barsha. You got Kennard. Um, you got uh, these kids coming up. Then you got Stewart and Reed maybe struggling a bit. Dungey's kind of in the middle. Ryan's in the middle. But is this where a guy like Chad or Stewart, they're on their way out? I mean, this new guard, a new series of kids. Are, are you? Well, there's definitely a new series of kids coming in. That's yeah. for sure. You got Wilson and Tomac coming it, too? Yeah, Wilson and Tomac. But, I mean, as far as Chad Reed and James Stewart, are they on their way out? I don't, I don't think so. I think they still got a lot of fight left in them. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at uh, – the, when James was uh, up doing an interview after Anaheim, you know, he's clearly disgusted with the, the fourth. Yeah, well, um, second at one point. Yeah, second, but but he looked tired to me out there. And, and I the, thought so, too. And the I reason said it. why yep. he looked tired is yep. probably that knee. I mean, you're not able to 
go and, and run, you know, uh, six minute miles for, yeah. you know, five miles. He, he can't do that. anymore. Yeah. he can't go out on the bicycle. He's probably not riding the, the bike as much as he would like, you know. So, yep. I mean, I thought that was the fourth for James was a, was a, a, a great ride for him. I got to go back to Anaheim uh, the second round we were there and, and Chad was third and he was up on the podium. I, you know, see, everyone's got a camera and they're all looking at this. Mm-hmm. I, I got to wait for my interviews till after everybody's done. So I'm looking at people and, yeah. and Chad was pissed. Yeah. He, he was just pissed. He's not happy. You know, in, in, in looking at him with that third, he knows that Davey made the mistake and got him up on the podium. And hey, that's great he for might sponsors. Not have been there so, without, yeah. But but he's looking at it like, man, I'm still I'm still not at yeah. one with my motorcycle yet. But but Chad's going to be there yeah. and, and James. I mean, they're they're, they're by all what, means not on their way out. Lots of talk about James. You know, he tore an ACL in '08 on the Cowie, and immediately packed it in, went to got fixed, came up for the outdoors, went 24 and 0. Why is he riding right now? Should he be riding? What would you do? I mean, this is a guy that's, I mean, let's face it, that's his first top five of the year. And uh, this is not the same guy. So what's your feelings on all that? I like to see him out there, but this has got to be killing him. Well, you, you know, I'm dealing with something like that with uh, my youngest, Jared. Okay. He, he's at University of New Mexico, and he's a, a starting freshman at yeah. second base. He's got a shoulder injury. Yeah. My wife's a nurse. They, they had x-rays, and she wants an MRI. He had a cortisone shot today. Mm-hmm. You know, he really wants to, uh, you, know, you know, start at second, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got the job. It, it's a point where, you know, if his shoulder's injured, you know, you got to take time off, you know, and, and redshirt maybe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're James, I, I, I applaud the guy for riding, to be honest okay. with you. I mean, because let's face it, the guy's made millions of dollars. He could pack it in and say, you know yep. what, I'm done. This has and I'm going to kill him. It, it is killing him. him. But you know what? Hey, it's okay. I mean, you know, he's yeah. out there for his fans, and I, I got to give him credit for it, you uh, know, for riding. After the race, I see him signing autographs for everybody. It's late. He's doing interviews. He's got to be pissed. I admire, like, I I give him props for that. that yeah, that's, he's that's definitely something. a different James Stewart. I mean, I, I think that he, you know, he's maturing. You know, yeah. he knows that, you know, this isn't his, his last year he's going to race or whatever. I don't think he's still competitive or not. Yeah. But, I mean, is he going to go another 10 more years? Absolutely not. Yeah. And he knows that, hey, the, the, I've only got a few more years in this thing. He's not a 16-year-old kid anymore. I mean, he's been in the sport over 10 years now. And and your mindset, you kind of change on that. Yeah. You, you know, you, you you look at that. And, and I mean, even Reedy. I mean, if if you remember, like, when Reedy was coming up and stuff, interviews weren't. weren't oh, the, yeah. Weren't, no, weren't, I was on his team. Yeah. So you, so he, you, he was a dick. Right. So, yeah. but, but now, right. hey, he's got his own team. He knows if he's going to get sponsors and that fan base that he needs, he needs to present yeah. himself. Yeah. And, and he's doing a great job over there at 2-2 Motorsports. Uh, yeah, he is. No, no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Sinjin. Hey, what's going on? Hey, first off, dude, I support the sponsor so much. I bought an Atlas brace from BTO Sports today. Oh, fantastic. Like, Thank you. Well, I bought it. I actually bought it yesterday. Dude, I rode with it today. Honestly, I wear Liette. Like, it, it feels like you have nothing on. Like, I'm not just saying that. I could I bash everything. You, you do. But yeah. That, yeah. that Atlas is like, seriously, I've never felt anything so comfortable. It felt like I didn't even have anything on. Um, I can't believe Tits let you through, though. I can't believe he, you let him through after all his swearing and everything. No, no, no. I feel tits. I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm being clean right now. I'm good. Um, hey, where'd you ride at today? Uh, just a place called Piru over in Thousand Oaks area. Oh, no. I'm from uh, Chatsworth, so I know Piru over there, Kevin and yeah, the guys. Yeah, my, my uncle actually knows you. Uh, Chris Heiser. 
my uncle. Oh, yeah, I know Chris real well. Chris Heiser, the old yeah, racer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris the Heiser. guy who had his own bike, he invented his yeah, own yeah, machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete is uh, dad. Uh, yeah, they invented a That's bike. That's your yeah. uncle? Yeah. Sinjin? Yeah, he, he actually uh, it's like helps train me. Yeah, he, like, he's with me. I hang out with him every day. I mean, he, uh, he helps him train and I went to Sinjin. Supercross together. Yeah. yeah. He helps how, train how's, he, how, how's he doing, though? He did a little stint in jail, I heard. Uh, yeah, he, he had like some, some stupid stuff go on, um, but he's doing good now. He's actually might try to make himself back into the motocross industry. He kind of uh-huh. wants to squeak back in. And what about his son, uh, Cameron? I've been riding with Cameron a few times years ago, but he got out of it too. Yeah, he was like really, he was, he just got his pro license and was doing really well. And then he kind of just, he, he was over it. He didn't really want to do it anymore. He just kind of got out of it, was over it. Hmm. So he's just contracting and stuff. He's not doing anything fun either. Okay. Okay. What's your question, Sinjin? Thanks okay. For, thanks so, for support, um, oh, dude. Not, well, this also goes with my question. Jimmy, uh, I was hanging out with him today. Got sitting in his motorhome. Me, Jimmy, Georgia, Borky, just hanging out, having a good time. But this, um, this is, uh, this is funny what I was going to say was, um, what do you do? You think Jimmy could get an outdoor ride uh, with his performance? I mean, he's doing a lot better this year than. He's I mean, all, yeah. he would have he would have made it into the uh, main event through the heat race, but he had. Did you see his start? He was kicking yeah, his bike when ki- the gate dropped. Yeah, we got Matt Lemoyne on too. Another guy who was kicking his bike when the gate dropped. Look, if Jimmy's season ended tomorrow, if he cartwheeled horribly and was out for the series, he would still have a much better year than he did last year. Right now, yeah, exactly, right now. exactly. Um, yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. But I, I mean, he's got a ride. He's got sponsors. I don't know how that works. You know, a lot of these guys don't want to ditch the guys that got them to where they're at. You know. Um, I don't know what Jimmy's in Jimmy's case. I'm not sure how he how he would react to that. But I mean, dude, he's riding great. He's doing great. Yeah, but you don't you you don't like you. Do you think he would even get the offer like for the outdoors? We all know he's a better outdoor rider. Like, well, you I think mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's definitely would be in the, a name to to say, hey, Jimmy, you know, can you leave this quote unquote team you're on right now to to come yeah. here? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what's HRT Honda got? What how? I, I don't know the deal, but I mean, I would think. You know, from the outside looking in, the team looks like they're helping him a lot, and it helps like like it looks like a good deal. So yeah, that Polatelli's doing well too. Yeah, he is for sure. So X Brand, X Brand, yes, and Jimmy right, Jimmy uh, Albertson is beeroptics.com. Yeah, you hear? I like again. I like that beer optics X Brand on the podium. Double double save. double whammy. Brilliant marketing. All right, have a good show. See you, bud. Uh, he's been banned from the show a few times. He swears a lot. Yeah, well, he, he, he likes was, to swear a lot. He, he was good today. Yeah, and, and our phone screener there doesn't like swearing. Oh, okay. So he's banned him, but somehow he let him through. Um, Interesting. He, he was uh, related to Chris Heiser. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. I didn't even know that. And he's been calling for two years. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't even know. Um, so, okay, so Chad Reed's coming up, Matt LeMoyne, Vince Freeze coming up. Uh, and Jim Freeze, Hall- you mentioned Freeze. He's been doing good also. He he's has made been, every yeah. main event, and uh, he's riding consistently. He had yeah. that ninth in Oakland. Uh, real, real good year for him. I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to do on that East Coast. Yeah, and then one of my questions for him is, like, he's going to 250 East Coast. Right. Does he maybe regret that? Like, maybe he should stay in 450s, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it just depends. I mean, you definitely make more money in the 450 right, class, right. that's for sure. Um, and uh, so we got all that coming on. We're going to uh, restart our stream during commercial so that the apps work. Is that correct, my technical assistant there? That's what I was just told. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So we're going to make our apps work too, so people can listen on their mobile phones. I blame James Listenmore for that. Um, <laughs> Speaking of apps, <laughs> yeah. uh, apps. Monster Supercross. Oh we yeah, have, we have an app now. I heard. So I waste. Didn't. Oops, sorry, I didn't waste. Nope. I spent a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents on this AMA app. <laughs> bad move. Stuff. Different stuff. Bad different. move. No, not a bad. Well, no, not I, a bad I don't move. Know if it's a bad move, but it's so, the, stuff. so the monster. What is it? Do you know the official word of it? Title. 
It's uh, I believe it's the, just, it's Monster, the Monster Supercross. Super Super yeah. okay. And you can yeah. listen to uh, Supercross Live, myself and Kevin on it. You can uh, go to the timing and scoring. You can get that also. Uh, okay. There's uh, trivia stuff in there. I mean, it's a great yeah. app. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And, and Holly, but you are still not doing the smartphone, are you? No. Where are you I, at on that? No. I mean, we had uh, Jason, <laughs> well, well, let's see the phone. J- Jason Ellis was on the show, and I had, he, he was making fun of my phone. But I'm okay with this. Hey, I'm 52 years old, and I'm not changing. This is... <laughs> This is this is it for my you know I'm, I'm old school. Um, you know? All right, let's let's keep going um, for the uh, well. Hey, let's let's squeeze in. We always get to the end of this. Let's let's. I got more talk about you. I want to hear some rollerball stories. I want to hear about the races. Uh, but let's do uh, tweet at tit segment btosports.com. Tweet at tit segment uh, before our first guest. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Okay, so these are real live questions uh, sent in to at Tits Legendary for myself and Jim Hawley. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I got one question. Yeah. How, how did he get the name Tits? You uh, speak. You can speak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, long mean, story short, yeah. I'm, I'm a big uh, Honda Acura guy. And my first car was a, a TSX. Oh. And my brother-in-law joked that the T stood for tits. And the S and X didn't stand for anything. But then after that, I got a TL. And it was the tits legend. And then it became tits legendary. And then I just liked it. And that's it. Okay. So, cool. Nothing Nothing exciting. Hey, I got a bunch of people very angry about that. So can you <laughs> – not about the, the app thing. So can you say that we're going to restart it and I'll retweet it so people will – Yes. As soon as you guys are answering this first question, I would do that promptly. Let's do that. Okay. So these are real questions from real listeners for yourself and myself. These are ones I think are good, but uh, that may or may not actually be the case. A lot of times people accuse him of asking stupid questions. Oh, you're right. (laughs) So uh, Willie Nico wants to know if any of the 250 guys are running Air Forks, and if not, why not? Does that make sense? Uh, Well, there's rules in 250 Supercross for suspension. Um, but they can run the production. No, wait, 250s don't even come. I would guess you could put production 450 air forks, which are totally air, onto the 250s if you wanted to, because those are available for anyone. But, um, but I'm not sure that would work, though, because of the weight and everything. You, you know, like when you set up a 250 versus a yeah, 450, yeah, you got yeah, different yeah. spring weights and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure that fork would even work on a, 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 yeah, a 250. Um, but as far as using like what the works guys are using in the 450 class, you can't do it. There's a suspension rule in Supercross. I think it's Seven thousand uh, dollars the forks have to spend or something. There's a, yeah. there's a price limit on on the forks and suspension. Outdoors, it's wide open. You can do whatever you want for outdoors. This is the reason why Brock Tickle ran Showa Air Forks last year, and the two guys kept their single spring single sided spring ones. So uh, no, there's not. And if you would have known the rules, tits of AMA Supercross, <laughs> you would not have chose that that that. Casual, that casual fans don't know that type of stuff. Oh, and you're uh, a casual it, fan? Well, that's that's what I am told. You are. Well, a that was a great question, though. I mean, yeah. a lot of people. No, out Jim, there don't, didn't know. don't, Jim, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't give him problems. All right. While we're on the subject, uh, Mark Pardoski wants to know what the chance build is that you guys think Dungey will go back to the air shock, and if so, when? What do you think, Jim? I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just that's just me, though. But uh, you know, I know Roger and Ian and all the guys over at KTM. They're always constantly testing things and. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see it again, but I, I hope he doesn't. I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe it needs a little bit more time on it, but and possibly maybe the outdoors. Maybe they might bring it out for the outdoors. Yeah. Like you mentioned, too, 
uh, very scary moment if it did it uh, coming up to a jump. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be in everybody's back of their mind, yeah. you know, looking at that. I mean, they got away with one that could have been catastrophic for, for and, Ryan. You, do you have an own, your own instance through your racing career where a part failed and either your mechanic or your sponsor was like, you need to keep running it, and you were like, no way? I mean, anything that comes to mind? like Yeah, bike season over a double, but, I mean, that's just yeah. – it, it happened, you know. And, but it wasn't because of a faulty piston or a faulty – No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it was just one of those things that right. happened. I mean, let, let's face it, things happen. I have a kid, uh, uh, Yusei Otsuka, that's at my house right now, and he was riding a 250F, and I was out at uh, Joe Sutter's in, in – uh, out in Somas, California, and the bike was working great on Wednesday, and I cleaned the air filter and everything, changed the oil in it, and he went out on Friday, and he went two laps, and the thing locked up solid. Mm. So, I mean, you know, the, the yeah. valve could have broke. Who, who knows? I haven't pulled it apart yep. yet. But uh, Richard Epper and myself will get in there and look at it. But, I mean, things happen, and that, that's why they have hour meters. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, I, maybe we had a little bit too much time on that motor, and, yeah. and that's why it broke. But, All right. uh, yeah. All right, next question. Okay. Um, this person's Twitter name is just simply Husqvarna. Um, the question is for you, Jim. Do you remember racing in Guatemala at a track called Florencia back oh, yeah. in the 80s? Florencia, sure. Yeah. You want to elaborate, talk about it? Oh, I mean, I, I, actually, I just I just got off the phone with Hochi, uh, a good buddy of mine down there in Guatemala, and Louis Caneo and everybody. And we had to go down there with Jim O'Neill and, and – you know, they have a lot of gorillas in the mountains and stuff. And I remember. And in the mist, too. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting on the starting line. And there's like 14 year old kids with machine guns. You know, I'm just thinking, man, am I. Oh, am you didn't I, mean like gorillas, the, the animal, like gorillas, no, no. the people. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, people, yeah. You know, yeah. They, they would come down because <laughs> yeah. we were there for a race yeah. and they would steal the bikes or something. So they had to have protection. And uh-huh. it was, a, you know, 14, 15 year old, 16 year old kids with machine guns around us at all times. I'm just going, oh, man, I hope my bike don't backfire, man. I just you, really don't. Have you ever counted the countries you've been to? Have you ever uh, actually no, sat really, down? No. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah, I had a great time. I mean, I, <laughs> well, you have a great time anywhere. Hey, if, yeah. I mean, if, if, if someone wants to pay to, to go race a motorcycle in a, in a foreign country, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not a high school graduate. So, I mean, uh, you know, to go experience another country like that instead of reading about it in a yeah. book. I'm all about that. But, I mean, I, I have really good time in, in Costa Rica and Guatemala, Panama yeah. even. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, talking about bikes breaking, I had a motorcycle that uh, it didn't make it down there. It was one of my, uh, you know, uh, a good factory Yamaha bike, and it was going to be shipped down there. Well, it didn't make it, and they had a dealer down there, and he had a, a TT350. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to ride that thing, you know, today. Yeah. And, and, and I rode that, and I ended up, the guy didn't put oil in it, and it broke, you know, the four-stroke <laughs> back then. So I said, you know what? I'm done here, yeah. and, and I got a chance to go down to Panama City and hang out for, you know, 12 yeah. hours and watch a ship, you know, how it, yeah, yeah. you know, fills Love up it. the water and goes across <laughs> and everything. So, I mean, you know, I, I got my history lesson right, for the right. day. All right. All right. Um, Jonathan Lee, another question for you. You want to know who the hardest or most frustrating rider there that you've had to work with as far as training goes. Oh. Can you blow somebody out? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the – there was one Japanese rider, Koji Okara. Uh, he was pretty hard to work with just because uh, he, I, I like to call him the Damon Bradshaw of Japan. Uh-huh. I mean, and you probably remember, remember when oh, he yeah. rode. Yep. And yep. he was really – it was really uh, really difficult to work with him because he was always changing stuff. And, and you know, Steve is being a former mechanic that – you know, I mean, my dad would change – 
you know, handlebars in between heat races yeah. and semis and last yeah. chance, three different. You can't do different that. Different bends? Different bends. Oh, yeah. And, no. and he was complaining of arm pump. No, you know, like, no, no, He's no. got a sweep that's five <laughs> millimeters back, five yeah. millimeters up. That yeah. Always, uh, you know, no, hey, put, put, put the forks up, five more millimeters, <laughs> drop them down, five more <laughs> millimeters, this, that. And, I mean, I just, I mean, it, it was so frustrating to us. At one time, we were at Yamaha's test track. And we had a bunch of cylinders we were testing. And I was actually riding there, too, because, you know, some riders can't relay information. Yeah. You know, and the way how you find out is you make a change and you go back out there and, hey, how'd that work? And the guy's, oh, man, that thing's the best ever. And you never made a change. Yeah. So you yeah. don't right oh, away well, that that We've guy, done that. Yeah. yeah oh, well, yep. That's what yep. I'm saying. Yep. He, he was one of those guys. So we had some cylinders, and, and the race was in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl we were getting ready for. And uh, he liked the cylinder that was a little bit more mellower. And he didn't like the hit. And I said, well, I, th- I think the one with the hit is going to be a lot better at, at San Diego. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, Pasadena. Pasadena because of the fact that we're, we're here. It, it's hard. It's dry. You're feeling the bike, the wheel spin, all that. When we get into Pasadena, it's kind of in a bowl. The moisture is going to be up. You're going to have a lot of traction. So, yeah. you know, I, I, said, I told my dad, who was, uh, you know, the mechanic at the time, I said, Dad, just be prepared after that first practice. practice yeah. To, to do a cylinder change because Koji wants the one that doesn't hit as hard. Well, he went out for the first practice, and, and you know, the triple, he was barely getting over it, you know, mm-hmm. and just really struggling because yeah. I knew that motor didn't have it, you know. Right. And so I asked him, I said, Koji, can we put the – yeah, Jim's on. So we put it on. The first lap, he overjumps the triple, <laughs> flat lands it. But he came back with a smile yeah, on his yeah. face, and he was happy. Yeah, so yeah. to answer your question, yeah, I think the Japanese, just because my Japanese is okay to get around in their English, but they're just coming from Japan. The tracks over there are a lot different than the U.S., and they have to rely on somebody and trust somebody who's been there and, and done that to, to help them out. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Next question. Uh, Scott McElroy. Another Scotty, question for what, you. What, what, nothing for me? Just, just Hollywood. He's Bull. a popular person. Bull. What can I say? <laughs> Bullshit. All right, go Sorry. Um, he wants to know if you think that the riders today should mix it up a little bit more, like, you know, more rubbins racing, you know, get a little more physical than, like, they did back when you were racing. Keep in mind, Jim Hawley here was voted with Ross Pedersen as the <laughs> hardest rider to pass in motocross history. Well, maybe pass, and also if we did get pass, we were going to pass you back <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the next corner. It was, just, uh, you know, with a big capital A, absolutely. I, absolutely. I think so. And, and I talked to Bob Oliver and Mike Garrett, and, and I like all these riders. And, I mean, I, I like everybody, but I watched that first heat race uh, at Anaheim, and, and I saw three Yamahas up there. I saw Phil Nicoletti, Canari, and, saw, uh, Canari, and I'm thinking of uh, Ben LeMay. Yep. And they were all up there, and they were all in a transfer spot every uh, Nicoletti crashed on his own, which that, that's unfortunate. But then I just watched the other guys, you know, come up, and, and especially that last lap. And, I yeah. mean, I just didn't see the fight in him, and you need that. I have a scoop, though. Talked to Canari today. His mechanic told him he was seventh. And he was like, okay, so last lap, one guy gets by me. I'm eighth. I'm eighth. I'm yeah. in. Like, I, I, I've had that happen yeah, before. Yeah. I mean, that's a legitimate yeah. uh, he, he thing. He was like, because, kinda... uh, you know, he's a fighter. Oh, no. And, 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 uh, I, was I found it strange, too. Yeah. I'm like, Bobby, that's ninth. Yeah. You're out of the main. Right, right. Yeah. No. So. I, I mean, I, I talked to Mike and, and Bob right. Oliver after that. I go, man, what was up with that? Yeah, yeah. And then you got the next heat race, and it was Yamaha 1-2. Brayton, Brayton Grant, yeah. Yeah, I, I just went, well, okay. But yeah. I, I just think, yeah, to answer the, uh, the question, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they need to get a little bit more aggressive and, and show a little bit more passion, a little bit more fight, especially because I, I wouldn't want to be in that last chance race. I mean, yeah. you look at those last chance races, you know, you had Dungey in there. Dungey yeah, got yeah, second. Yeah. So I don't want to be in there. They only yeah. take two guys, but – yeah, definitely uh, I like a little more rubbing. Right. Okay. Uh, Nathan Rosicki, 
You can answer this one if you'd like, Steve. There uh-huh. you go. Okay. Was um, it for Steve or was it for me? You're just being nice to him now, right? <laughs> okay. This particular was not aimed at anyone in particular. Uh-huh. Um, wants to know if you would kindly elaborate on the issues that Reedy was talking about with his bike setup and what the radical changes were going to be. You know what he was talking about? No, I mean, I don't. We, we, we spoke to Chad after the race, and he said, compared to Barsha and Kennard, they're in another category for suspension adjustments for whatever it is. Um, well, know, they're, the, they're the factory guys, and Chad's got his own team. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, there's not enough parts to go around. Maybe there's not enough, uh, you yeah. know, testing on, the, on that fork. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know what exactly he, uh, he meant by that, but he did say those kids, meaning Kennard and Barsha, right. they don't know what they're doing. Right. They're just twi- twisting the throttle. And unfortunately for me, Chad said, I'm older, I know what a good, a good bike is, and I know that I need to go in this direction. Right. So, so that's right. all. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's about it. Well, that sounds to me like right. Chad wants to go left and these other guys are going right with the suspension yeah. settings. Yeah, yeah, and which happens. And, and, yeah, whatever and, works. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and, and I don't know if Kennard and I don't know if Barsha's tried Chad's way, but maybe they might because he's got the experience. He's got yeah. two Supercross championships. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Maybe that, that's like with the Japanese. Hey, let's rely on a little bit of knowledge here and a yeah. guy who's been there and done that. Maybe it might help the bike the other way. Other way. All right, and uh, we got to – let's go to commercial, but – Okay, we'll do um, last one then. All right. Rob Rand wants to know why the Dirtworks guys or whoever it is that do the track layouts and designs, why don't they recycle tracks from previous years that the riders you know, really liked or that promoted good racing? It always seems like they're trying to mix it up and fail more often than not. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. They just never told anybody. What do you think, Jimson? Yeah, I mean – I wouldn't want the Dirtworks guys. I mean, think about it, how long Rich Winkler and the crew's been around. I mean, trying to design tracks and everything. You wouldn't and want their job, you mean? I, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. want their job. I mean, it's, it's you know, so There's only hard. one guy happy with, yeah. the, with the track. It's the winner. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and not, and I, I've talked to guys who've won, yeah. and they really weren't, weren't yeah. happy with the tracks. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that uh, they're trying to design. But I, I think it's a great question. As a matter of fact, I'll ask Rich. Hey, yeah. say this track two years yeah. ago or three years ago, this design worked. The racing was great. Every, why don't you just duplicate it and put yeah. it in for 2014? I love that retro Anaheim track, 86, eight, mm-hmm. three years ago, whatever. That was great. Yeah. And everyone complained, but you know what? It was great. It was good racing. So, um, And with that, let's take our first commercial break of the night here on the Pulp and Mix Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We still have Chad Reed, Matt Lemoy, Vince Freeze coming up. But we do have Jim Hawley all night long, and uh, he will tell us some rollerball stories as we go on. Here it is, first commercial break. Listen to these sponsors. Support us. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time. Because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. 
This gear eliminates non-essential features such as rubber TPR badging and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I have ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. 
your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners 5% off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kirk Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. 
FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Essie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Drop the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Drop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Drop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more. Drop Nutrition Bars use high quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.dropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-DROP today. Mention Pop MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Drop Nutrition Now. Drop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. Welcome back. Paul Pomex Show. presented by BTOsports.com. Coming at you! Some Van Halen. Hollywood. I'm going like to ask, ask you a very important question right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth? Uh, you know who's a big uh, Van Halen fan is uh, Dave Osterman. I know. We've talked about this, but you're okay. avoiding the question. No, no, I'm not you're avoiding You're avoiding the question. I'm going to say uh, David Lee Roth. Okay, I'm going to ask you to leave now. Okay. I'm going to ask you to leave. Right right. now. All right. I'm out of here, guys. More number one records with Sammy. More album sales. Everything. Any way you want to slice it, Sammy Hagar was the better singer. Anyway. Well, now, wait a minute. You said, you said. More number one? Better singer. Better singer. You didn't say who I liked. Yeah, Sammy Hagar is definitely a a better singer. He is a better singer. Yeah, a a singer. But I, I think for stage presence. I like David Lee Roth a little better than Sammy. Now, as a singing, if you would have said who has the better voice, I would have said. Uh, I always like Rollerball better than you. Uh, well, that's uh, all right. That's, 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 hey. nah, it hurts, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs> it hurts hey, to see that jersey when I walked in here uh, and you took it off and showed me that number one. Say, so, hey, you remember that thing? I said, yeah, I do. Hey, did you ever use Race Tech Suspension in your day? Uh, is Mike Byers still over there? Not anymore. Not over no. there. No. 
No, I never have. But okay, I, but if you did. But I've ridden it. I've ridden it, and yes. it's good stuff. All right, because Chad Reed's appearance here on the show is brought to you by Race Tech. Been around since 1984. They're building suspension for the fastest riders in the world. Their, uh, their rider, Derek Anderson, made his first 250 main event this week, Race Tech suspension. Uh, 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. They offer gold valve kits. They have technical edge suspension seminars. You know, I did a podcast with Paul Thede. Pretty smart guy. Yeah, I know. Paul's um, a very intelligent guy. And you'll get 20% off on uh, anything you want at Race Tech uh, through uh, 2012, through 2013. Just put Pulp Show 2013 for a discount, and you will save the money doing that. Um, let's get uh, let's get our next guest on the phone. Yeah, the Team 2-2's Chad Reed is going to come up and uh, talk to us about uh, everything that went on with his race. Uh, two weeks in a row for him that his main events has basically been uh, ruined. A little better this week, though, with the 5th yeah. as opposed to yeah. the 12th. But, you know, had he, had he not crashed, he looked like he was going to make that pass on Brighton, and he would have been in the lead. Well, yeah. Or maybe the 800 would have been there, but let's face it, he, well, he Mike's went, been riding okay. He, but He went down after yeah. that. My, hey, Mike had a scary – Mike's crash could have been really bad. Yeah. He was he – was, uh, he got lucky. See, you're still up in the press box when that – 450 main drops. Yeah, I'm yeah. down on the floor because oh, so I did yeah. the lights interviews, right. and I miss a lot of stuff. I mean, anybody who gets a seat at a stadium and wants to get low, you know, you got to go up to the upper right. level, it, it, and you just see everything. You see things develop. Uh, you know, that's one thing that uh, when we were doing the live broadcast with Jason, he'd always, how did you know that was coming? Because yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can see it developing. But when you're on the floor, it's very hard to see. I've, uh, I've worked with you in the booth in Supercross. Like I said, Montreal Supercross. And, yeah, you have a knack for sort of seeing what's coming up. Uh, probably the former racer in you slash announcer. Let's get to our next guest. He is a two-time Supercross champion. He is f- uh, fifth in the points this year so far. And uh, he, he is Chad Reed. Chad, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for uh, thanks for doing the show. Jim Hawley's in studio. What up, Jim? What's going on, Chad? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How's the kids doing? You got them all fed? Everything? They're ready to go to bed now? Yeah, I wish. Uh, <laughs> they're eating right now, and they're uh, they're night owls. So um, yeah, right off they the stay up a little longer than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right off the bat, Ben, what's your question for Chad Reed? This is better. You hey, want- I have a question. Okay, go ahead. I have a question for you. Uh, why do you win so much at San Diego? Why do I win so much at San Diego? I'm hoping that I live up to that this weekend. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's always been a good thing to me to always lead up to it. I, you, you, you know, you've had a lot of success there, so you just have a good feeling going in. And, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we've been we've had a lot of baseball fields to race on, and then uh, it's kind of like the first uh, real football stadium that we race at and for me i don't know why but my style seems to tend to be a little better for that there you go ben thanks for calling cool one more question yeah <laughs> um do you have any lingering effects from last year's supercross injuries uh, unfortunately i do actually um kind of got to feel things going on with my knee still so mm. But uh, yeah, nothing that can't stop me from doing what I need to do. I just gotta oh. gotta deal with it and try, try to find some time to to get it fixed. Ben, these are really good questions. Uh, you're gonna be put me out of a job. You could just keep this up. So. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna cut him off, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna, actually, I just hung, I just hung up on it. Suck it, Ben. He's 11 uh, yeah. years old. He is 11. Seven. In case you couldn't tell from his those voice, those were good questions. Yeah, um, really good. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight. Yeah, I know, huh? Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you have a question for Chad Reed, but if you ask him better questions than we do, we will cut you off. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's talk about a three a little bit. Second week in a row that a, uh, a second or third turn crash has uh, wrecked it for you, which is unfortunate. Um, I guess picking up your or when you went down there, where you just like shit. 
deja vu? Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't really believe it. And, uh, I mean, the fact that it was a blue JGR bike, you kind of feel like the whole total deja vu. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously been a lot quieter this week. There wasn't a seven involved. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like not a big deal. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just a bummer. Both instances were, I, you know, there were nothing that I could blame anyone. I mean, in, yeah. in Oakland, um, you know, I just came together with Davey, and, and I exited right into JG, and JG couldn't do anything, and then suddenly we're all, all you know, trying to gain control of of it, and yeah, you know, it ran out of racetrack basically, and yeah. Stu was Stu was on the end of, it. but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bummer. Both weekends kind of sucked. Um, well, yeah, exactly. You know, we were just talking before, and maybe you heard us or not, but um, you don't go down there. You make the pass on JB. Now you're in the lead, or at least you have the 800 to deal with. And, and while Mike is a great rider, I like my odds, if I'm Chad Reed, to, for you to get by him and into the lead. Uh, could have been a, a serious turning race for you. I don't know how much you dwell on that or how much you thought of that, but that was a really good chance for you to get out front for the first time. Yeah, I mean, when you put it into that contents, I mean, you know, reality is if I go into second – uh, pretty much a straightaway and a half away of the whoops. Um, I'm going to pass Alessi there for sure if I don't. <laughs> right. um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, I mean, really what happened was, is, you know, I had a good start from, from the, you know, just out on the right side of the box um, going into there. And, uh, yeah, just tried to put myself on the inside of uh, JB. And, and honestly, he just had the same thought that I did. I mean, mm-hmm. he tried to, Kind of, he kind of tried to jump across and uh, and 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 put it up the inside of Alessia, and, and I was already there. So yeah. um, I just had nowhere to go. He had nowhere to go. We we, we met, and um, you know the rest is history. That's why I mean, you know, I'm not mad or bummed or yeah. or anything. You know, and more than anything, I'm happy with how I rode. Um, I was bummed because for the first weekend, I felt that we had you know a bike and rider combo that that could win. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice. It was, I gained a lot of confidence out of the weekend, even though it was a fifth-place finish. Yeah, uh, and talking to Brayton after the race, he said racing incident, although there were some people in the pits not happy with you for uh, for the for the wreck. Uh, the guy who you actually collided with was like, yeah, just racing, no big deal. You know, Brayton uh, wasn't upset at all, unless he was hiding it. But uh, I, I tend to agree. Jim, do you think that – what what you see in that crash? Uh, yeah, it's I mean, just racing. I mean, you know, Ch- Chad, you know, he, he's he's sitting there in third, and he sees the lesson, he sees him going to the corner, he goes, hey, I see an opening, and he shoots in there, and then Brayton's thinking the same thing, and boom, you guys yeah. come together. I mean, it's just it's just a racing thing, and, and the people that are mad have never been in that position before, so they shouldn't be talking, <laughs> in my opinion. Right. <laughs> Unless you've been there and done that, you know. Hey, Chad, yeah. how, how much do you... I, uh, not so much this, this week. This week I haven't really gotten anything, but... You know, anything that involves the seven and I, uh, you know, we it just turns into immediate just, you know, bench racing really. And uh, I, I wish, I wish I could have just retweeted my stuff and some of the stuff that I get. It's just, it's actually hilarious. Like I didn't, it doesn't bum me out. I actually enjoy reading it. I think it's unbelievably funny and entertaining when you're sitting on airplanes and you're bored. So. I appreciate the haters still. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're better. You're a better man than me because I get people, and I don't get nearly as much as you, of course. But I get people who are like, "Mathis, you're the worst rider in the world. Uh, you suck. Uh, you're terrible." <laughs> and I get, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm bummed." 
but I can imagine the, the crap that you get. Um, yeah, they just want me to, to retire, and yeah. I'm washed up. So, hey, how we were, but that's what motivates you, right, Chad? I mean, when people say that, uh, you're, you're you're washed honestly, up and you're done. Upon, yeah, once upon a time, it maybe it did, but it doesn't even like it doesn't even phase me enough to even think about it anymore. You oh. know, like I just I find it entertaining. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really take much from it. It's just it is what it is. You, you hear the same crap year after year, and eventually you just kind of right. become numb to it. So, um, no, nah, I mean, I, I still feel good. I still feel like I can win races and win this damn title. So, you know, we'll, we'll show Yeah, yeah, the, the the series is boiling to be – it's getting to be really good. And uh, we were just talking about that before. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting the rest of the way. Hey, we, we and Wygant were talking in the press box. Wygant and I were talking in the press box. How worried or how not worried do you get about your practice times uh, per session? I mean, it, it doesn't phase you in the least, does it? Or do you, do you just, I mean, sometimes you're not there. Sometimes you're on the board. Sometimes you're not. Um, do you ever panic about that? Uh, no. No. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to be on the board. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, I think. Uh, you know, sometimes you're feeling it, and you're on the you're on the board all day. And sometimes, you know, you're still feeling it, and you still feel like you're close, but you're you're off the board, and then you kind of scratch your head. But um, I think for the most part, you know, I try to use practice for what it is, and it's practice. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, sure, especially this year, you know, with so many competitive guys, you know, gate pick is becoming a little more important. Um, so you know, you kind of have to put a little more emphasis on trying to be up there on the board, but I think this past weekend I was pretty much the sixth fastest guy mm-hmm. in every practice and ended up seventh. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, so to answer your question, it doesn't really bother me, but yeah. it's, you know, it's nice to see your number up on the board. Yeah. You kind of strike me, like you've said a few times, I know when I'm riding good. I know when I'm on it. Yeah. yeah. Like if I can put laps together and I can, you know, I feel good. Um, I, I really don't care about the time because when the gate drops in the, you know, the 20 laps, I'm, you know, typically I'm going to be there. So, um, yeah, not not too worried right. about it. There's a just I just I need a certain feel for the bike and the track, and I just try to achieve that. Not necessarily, you know, see my num my name, my show me a number, number on top of the box. Well, the other thing too, Chad, is like, uh, you, you know, you talk about the times. You can't let it phase you. I mean, it's just one of those things where. You know, you're not there to win a championship against the clock. You're 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 there to win a championship against uh, 19 other riders on that starting line, and a lot of things happen in those main events, and and the track changes a lot from uh, you know when you're out there practicing to the main event. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally changes. I mean, that you know, the last couple of years we've had those three practices, and I think it's a total waste of time, especially when mm-hmm. you know the first two practices are. A one almost one track, and then you go out after the, you know, because for the third practice, there's quite a bit of time between uh, the practices, so they typically go out, water it, um, make the track all nice again, and then you know the fastest laps normally typically come from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you you know you pretty much find out where you're at in the third one. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at look at who's been fastest the most throughout the season, and this he hasn't won a race, so um, you know I don't think it's super important to be, you know, on top of the board, you know, week in and week out, right. although it does feel pretty nice. <laughs> hey, who's been your biggest surprise at the Supercross Series? I mean, Davey Millsaps, I, I would assume. I mean, is there 
somebody else that's really taken you by surprise and stepped it up or, or, or the other way as hasn't performed the way you thought they would? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm surprised by Davey if or, I'm, or okay. I'm not. You know, I mean, he, he has the talent to, to be there, I think. I think he just is deserving that. And I think he's showing six races in that he can be there. He's the, you know, he's being the most consistent guy. He's taking points when he needs to and then minimizing getting second places when, you know, when he's not. Um, being there, done that, and that's it's what you need to do to win titles. Uh, we're six races deep, you know, got 11 races to go, and I think that everybody has to look at him as a threat. You know, you can't just keep pushing it to the wayside and, oh, uh, yeah, it's Davey, you know, you're not to be too concerned about it. I think he's a great, great guy. I think he's actually better on the East Coast um, than he is the West, so I think he's going to be a legit guy, you know, week in and yeah. week out. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's exciting to have a guy – step up like that, you know, totally turn it around for a guy that's kind of hot and cold um, to be able to be there week in and week out. I mean, it just shows that when you're on a on a good program, you're on a good bike and you got some good people around you, you know, good things happen. And yeah. that's that's kind of what I see, you know. I mean, a couple of years on a Yamaha and he jumps on a Suzuki and suddenly he thinks the motorcycle is probably, you know, the most amazing thing ever. So yeah. he's just... You know, he's probably found a comfort level that he hasn't had in a long, long time. That's a good point about him being better on the East, too. He is. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime we get to tricky ruts and, you know, it's typically, you know, where where it's really technical, Davey's, Davey's on it. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson has a question for you. Tyson, what's up, man? Thanks for holding. And what's your question for Chad Reed? No problem. Hey, Reed, thanks for taking my call. Uh, question is, it's interesting to watch everybody, you know, kind of with the Honda guys, Suzuki guys, and even Cowie guys dealing with the air fork. And it seems to be kind of a widespread issue with trying to figure out what the best settings are. What's, what's been, what's another example of that that most bikes have struggled with? Like, has there ever been any other example two, three, four years ago where a new innovative thing has happened with most of the dirt bikes to where, everyone's kind of struggling to find their, their mojo with the new settings, or have you ever had to really deal with a big innovation like that? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, you, you you put me on the spot where I have to answer something. But, I, I mean, I always try to be fair to the fans and answer. Um, I'll get myself into trouble for this. But I think that the only thing that comes close to this is when we all changed from Bridgestone to Dunlop. Um, yeah. Bridgestone, we, had, we were on an, an amazing tire, uh, far better than anything else. And when we went to Dunlop, they had a lot of work to do, um, you know. And what we're like four years later, and we're we're there. We we got great ties now, but uh, you know, I think immediately every team, uh, other than Factory Honda at the point, were on Bridgestones, and uh, we all struggled a lot. So I'd have to probably say that that's really the only other time that I've, um, you know, kind of seen this problem. Um, and and even when you back up to that, I mean, from a test testing point of view and from a rider that, you know, tries to work closely with a team and, and get a better side up quickly. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's it's hard when you rely on comfort, but then if you, you know, stay on it and you get the team and you get in a better position, I think then later on in the season you can, you can be better off than the people that just can ride it, you know, because they can only ride it and be unhappy for so long. Right. Thanks, Tyson. Cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Chad, the Air Fork, uh, I've done a lot of talking to Bones and, and Ross Maeda and, and different Shane Drew, different suspension guys. 
my understanding early on was that it was a big weight thing. It was a huge weight issue. That was what was going to be the benefit. But all these guys have corrected me. They're much smarter than me, of course. They've all corrected me over the last couple of months, and it's really a better functioning fork when they nail it. Do you agree? Traction-wise? Uh, okay. <laughs> never, uh, never mind. Uh, I, well, Brian was saying I, they went I away mean, from 90 tires. A lot of guys aren't using 90s anymore. They, they, they can go back to an 80 because of the air fork, and, and they can get a positive feel in your hands. But, yeah, we can skip that question. I, I think, you know, in my personal, my own opinion is that uh, I think that the, the reason why we're on them is because the manufacturers, it's it's a lot, lot cheaper to make them, and therefore making putting them on motorcycles, I think motorcycles become cheaper and easier to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's less parts involved and all that kind of stuff, so that's my opinion on that side of it. Right. Um, I think the, the reason why we are all currently racing with it and and speaking from my own personal uh, you know, team and everything like that, uh, the reason why I'm on it is the carrot's big enough to keep them around, and, and it's, right. there is enough there is enough positives to to have to stick around and, and keep trying to develop it week in and week out. Um, it's not a perfect scenario. I think that you know when you look at all the teams, Bones has the most time on him, um, yeah. but he currently doesn't have a 450 you know guy out there in Supercross. So, um, but you know if you look at Bones last year, I don't think that their Supercross bike was very good. They struggled, then outdoors they started getting a little bit more of a hanging for it. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look at everybody now, uh, like I told you in, on the podcast, um, I think everybody's bike looks unbelievably horrible. Yeah. I mean, they're just not not one bike out there do I look at and go, wow, that thing's doing really good things. <laughs> right. um, so I think that we're all struggling with similar issues, um, but they are, you know, they are better. I mean, you know, I have the option to run. Either fork, so that right there tells you that that there's there's more good than bad. Um, there's definitely a lot to learn about them, and and then that's really what it comes down to is that there's more good than bad. So therefore, you to stay even with your competition, you have to gamble and go with it. I mean, look at Davey Millsap. One race is being consistent, and then suddenly this week he's had to make that change to the mm-hmm. air fork because he needs to stay, you know, current with the development otherwise he's going to kind of you know he's going to get get left behind basically i was surprised so, at that um, switch I, I if i'm him don't why do you switch cuz don't you just go with what's working i think you you, you know like it's exactly what i just yeah. said i mean yeah. there's there's more good than bad uh-huh. um the the bad's getting less and less you know each week and and it's not that they're horrible they're really not like i think you know rc comments on them and Fans take his opinion really serious. Um, they see everybody struggling, myself and everybody like that, and it suddenly it becomes this big problem. I just think that they're they're a fork that is very difficult to read from a rider's point of view. You get a lot of traction, uh, but then you get a soft spot, hard spot. So, mm-hmm. uh, and if you see an air curve, you know, opposed to a spring curve, um, they're very very different. Um, so yeah, I mean. There's a lot to learn about them. That's why we're trying to push data and try to learn mm-hmm. as quickly as we can. I think, I, I think we're ahead of the curve. You know, I think that this past weekend we tripped across some things that that made our bike a lot better, and uh, I'm hoping that that puts us ahead of you know the yeah. current guys and and we can be better at it. 
Um, yeah, interesting. You ran some suspension data acquisition stuff this weekend in practice. So, uh, yeah, always, like you said, one step ahead. And, and, and you can ride a Tuesday afternoon at the Honda track, but, uh, you know, practice at Anaheim 3 is much different. So a smart move by your part and your team, I think. Um, yeah, I think it worked. We're trying to, trying to be proactive, trying to, yep. trying to figure things out and you know, just uh, yeah, trying, to, trying to win, man. Uh, questions for you here. Jared, what's up? What's your question for uh, Chad Reed? Hey, Chad, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, we've been talking about the Air Force, so uh, I'm wondering what you think about the dual exhaust that Honda brought back to the 450s this year. I, I mean, I personally, I like it. Um, for us, we have more power with it, and we then have a bike that looks ridiculously stupid with a three-foot exhaust on one side of the bike. You know, we, we have two short ones that are tucked in there, uh, so if we were at a cartwheel or anything like that, they're not going to, get broken or plugged up like Villapoto a few years ago. So, I, I mean, my personal opinion is I like it. I think it's a mm-hmm. good idea. Um, the FIM AMA rules next year, uh, we're going to drop to 112, which is going to be ridiculously hard to pass. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're, we're going to have a massive advantage at Honda um, next year. There you go, Jared. All right, sweet. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Question. Samuel, what's up, man? Hey, Reed, huge fan. Um actually from San Diego. I'll be rooting you on this week. All right, so my question is, um, do you think you have that same feeling that you had, like, going into San Diego? Like, I saw the battle and everything between you and RV. And then going into Arlington, do you think you're going to have the same feeling that you had last year? No, oh, good, good, good questions. All right. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that feeling's coming back. Um, you know, the comfort level that I had, you know, last year with the bike and myself, I think, uh, you know, that, that feeling's coming back. So, um, yeah, I'd like to think that San Diego is the place that we can turn it around and, and then uh, carry momentum into the East Coast. All right, man. Good to hear. All right, Samuel. All right. Uh, hey, real quickly, Chad, I, uh, I don't even know if you know about this, but, like, two years ago, maybe a year ago, a fan of the show here from Australia – was going to see you race at the race after Dallas where you tore yourself up. So he didn't get to see you race. So then right after you got hurt, Astafan, your agent, Steve Astafan, was on the phone. And yeah. he said he would fly that guy from Australia back to watch you race. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. I don't. Okay. I think he did it. Somebody on my Twitter, was some guy was talking about it. Like, Astafan made it happen. He got the guy back. No way. He got the guy back another ticket. To come back to America to watch you race, I just that's pretty cool. I want to good job, Steve Astafan on that. Um, hey, pulling through. Right. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear that story. So yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe about, I was on too many drugs at the time. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking maybe he brought you in to meet somebody, but then you meet a ton of dudes at the races, and then JT's now bugging you for all the VIP meet and greets. So there's a ton of dudes that you meet, you know. But I think this. JT's always at the worst time. It's like you're always just as you get. Just as you get finished with everybody, and then you just sit down in the lounge to eat dinner and watch video, JT walks in, and I'm like, oh, dude. Oh, dude. So, <laughs> typical uh, JT. Right. It's always slow and oh. late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question for you from Briggs. Briggs, what's up, man? Not too much. Hey, Reedy. Just want to congratulate you on your program, uh, everything from the wife and kids and how awesome you guys are to uh, your successful race team. So, First and foremost, congratulations on that. 
And uh, I'll segue right into my question. Uh, With you being so successful, uh, not just as a team owner, but a rider owner, what do you uh, kind of advice or some suggestions to the industry as far as helping out these uh, teams stay on board and and keep their program strong, kind of like uh, you've done with two two motorsports? You got a few hours breaks? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just a couple things, but... Yeah, we, we, no secret. We've seen some teams. Yeah. We've seen some teams go through some rough times. Uh, uh, you know, Larry Brooks' team, McGrath team, and JDR's announced that they're done. We did have Mike Genova on the show last week, and he vented pretty good. Uh, so, without getting yourself into major trouble, Chad, what do you think? I uh, I'm in good contact. I think Mike Genova is a good dude. Um, I think from a business point of view, I think he has some some smart ideas. And uh, he's pretty pretty vocal about it. Um, I talk to him on the regular. He bounces things off of me. Um, and I tend to side with him and agree with him on a lot of things. So I didn't hear the show last week, but uh, I would probably agree with a lot of things he said. Um, I will say that there's there's, uh, there's definitely some people that are making a lot of money in this industry, and it's not themed. So, um, you know, piece of the pie needs to be definitely – Divide it up a little more, and uh, you know where the monkeys on the handlebars, and whatever we as team owners and, and riders continue to do it the way we do it, then we're the ones at fault. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Until hey, until you guys well, get together. One more thing, if you yeah, don't mind. Um, obviously, you're in the full swing of the racing season, uh, Chad. Um, at this point of the year, do you kind of step back a little bit from? You know, team owner stuff, and that kind of Astafin and his group take care of it, or uh, are you still preparing for you know 2014 and beyond? Uh, yeah, I for the most part I take a step back, um, pretty much prior to this, you know, to Supergrass. Um, you know, the, the the main things I I'm obviously well in tune with um, as far as two four, you know, 2014. Um, you know, this is this is my last week in California, so definitely making a few visits to some people this week that uh, should be interesting to see how those conversations go. But, uh, yeah, I think um, for the most part, I, I take a step back at this point and just try to con- you know continue to be the athlete at this time. Thank you. All right, Briggs. Thanks, man. Um, all right, Jimmy, anything else for Chad? Uh, just, you know, with his son Tate, I see him around on the bicycle in the pits and everything. Uh, you know, if Tate wants to race, uh, you know, Chad, your, your, your thoughts on that? I, I know how I was with my kids and stuff. I mean, you, you know how dangerous the sport is and how hard it is. I mean, just your thoughts on that if Tate says, hey, Dad, I want to become a professional motorcycle racer. I mean, if things continue the way they are, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like that's uh, You're powerless. That's kind of the, <laughs> I, I think that's the road that we're going to go down. But uh, uh, for, for me, I've always maintained that uh, I, I want Tate to do it because Tate wants to do it, not because he looks at me and says, oh, cool, Dad does it. Um, I, want, I want him to have the passion that I did as a kid. Um, you know, I, I never had any body forcing me or making me or or doing anything like that um you know so if he really wants it and i think i think you should be able to tell at least you know being around it my whole life i definitely think that i'd like to think that i could see that he can do it to the level that he needs to do it or not um i'm not going traveling and letting him do you know this dangerous sport if you know half-assed so mm-hmm. i definitely want him to commit to it and want to do it himself um, on top of that, 
I want to say that uh, I think the the KTM Junior kids back to, at Supercross this weekend was was pretty damn cool. Um, it was. I know that yeah. Tate. I know that Tate was pumped on it. You know, we went around the pits and saw the bikes there, and you know, and he's like, "Me, me ride, me ride," <laughs> and I was like. And uh, I actually was going to sit him on the bike, but uh, they were all having a meeting. This was on a Friday. They were all having a meeting about the, yeah. you know, the program, obviously. And um, but yeah, I mean, he was he was pumped to see that. And uh, when I was walking track walk, um, you know, as we're finishing our track walk, they begin theirs. And uh, I will say I've seen one of the coolest things ever is that, you know, a son and his dad walking a track, and his dad pulls out a tape measure and starts measuring the jump from yeah. peak to peak and he's like yeah kid you got it no way you know? really and, I, and then ironically the first person that i see after that is tony alessi and i just told tony uh, I, I you know i feel like i have a pretty good relationship with tony and right. i said to tony i said dude you're slack and I, do you have a tape measure in your pocket right now and he's like nope why i'm like dude i just seen a mini dad that has you covered right now so um yeah i think it's I definitely don't want to be that guy, but uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. And and I, I would love Tate to race. I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool uh, with my go kart track and everything like that. I'm certainly gonna give him uh, the opportunity to drive a go kart and uh, and maybe maybe push him a little harder on that side of things. But <laughs> right. if he wants to ride a dirt bike, then uh, yeah. then yeah, I, I support him 100. percent You know, Atlanta KGSC. You know who's going to be racing that? Debuting. Under the Supercross lights. I heard, yeah, I heard. Um, oh, Evan, Evan I heard Terry. Evan's going to do oh, it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. A new generation right. begins. Well, you, uh, I mean, the reason why I asked you that question, Chad, is because I, I went through with, uh, you know, my, my son and, and James. He's at San Diego State. He's on a golf scholarship, so I, I was okay. But you can see as, at a young age when those kids, you know, they mm-hmm. ride. They, they have talent, you know. And, and when James yeah. was racing, he, he had a crash and some – you know, the dads, I see him run down, and I just stay up there in the stands and watch. And, you know, I really don't go over, and I'll ask him, hey, do you know why you lost the front end? And he says, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't up far enough, and mm-hmm. I washed out. And I said, okay, great. And, you know, I, I just try to stay out because it's more of their kids. But the thing for me is, you know, I, I, I held back so long from letting him race. And and, and he did the uh, uh, KTM Junior race and everything, and I said, you know, what an asshole of a dad I am if I don't let him race and experience that. Because yeah, yeah. a kid really wants to do it. Right. I, I would be – I couldn't live with myself if I didn't let my kid. That was his dream. Yeah. And like I said, un- unfortunately, uh, he, he did a crash on an 85 where it was a big step up. And I was barely getting over it on a 450. And it was a practice day in private. And I heard this little 85cc bike come and just wound out. And you, you know that panic rev, Chad. And, and wham, oh, and yeah. he gets off. And I run over to him. I go, you all right? He goes, I think I broke my – my collarbone, I fell around. I go, yeah, yeah, you did break it, James. And, I, and then I went I went into the dead one. What were you thinking? Well, I thought I could do it. I go, man, you need to check with me, and I'll tell you that you couldn't do it. <laughs> but after that, it was, you know, he, he picked up on golf because he was injured, and, and uh, you know, it, he went in a different direction with his life. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the main thing, as I thought, is what an asshole of a dad if I don't let him experience right. racing. If he wants know? to. If yeah. he wants yeah. to. And he wanted My other one, he didn't want to do nothing with uh, racing. Yeah. It was all baseball. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and you, and you just think about the things that you've been and seen, and the things you've experienced for for good or bad. Um, I think it's it's quite neat. I mean, you know, I just rewind to being an eleven year old kid and jumping on a plane and going to Indonesia and New Zealand and you know, off to England and to the U.S. And I mean, you just look at the life that you know motorcycles has provided for me, and you know, it's definitely. I, I, not, at no point do I hate it. I just. 
Yeah. You know what's involved. You know the commitment that it takes. Um, and it's it's massive. And I just I, I want him to have the passion because at no point did I feel that I had to do it. I just wanted to do it. That's what I really, really wanted to do, and mm-hmm. I chose to do that, and I think that that's why I've been successful. Um, so, yeah, I just want him to have that same drive and that same feeling, not not just do it because, you know, I, I did it. That's, yeah. that's my main thing. <laughs> it's interesting you said Indonesia because I'm here in Vegas with uh, an Indonesian uh, guy, and uh, Dion, he was like seven-time Indonesian motocross champion. He remembers those trips when you were coming into uh, Indonesia mm-hmm. racing and stuff. That's funny. Yeah, it was, all, it was awesome, man. It's, uh, I never knew that there was a back of a plane. You know, they used to fly us first class, and <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, this flying thing's pretty damn cool. And I think uh, maybe I was like 16 or 17 when I bought my first ticket, and I was down the back of the plane with the smokers back then, and I was like, wow, yeah. what's going on down here? So, wow. Yeah, I mean, definitely some neat experiences that I, I mean, get, to, get to live. Even myself, a uh, tubby media guy, I've, been, I've traveled a lot over the world. Here I am in Vegas with a moto show. And, and like, motorcycles have given all three of us a great life, you know. So, it's, it, it, you're right. Yeah. You know, it, not, uh, you know, just saying for myself, too. Uh, I wouldn't be here I if it wasn't for cool. motorcycle racing. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, talking to Tony Lessie, Michael, he let me know. Michael Lessie won the first ever KJSC. And he also let me know that Tony, back then they were allowed to make modifications, and Tony went in. Yeah, I had this conversation with him, too. Yeah, yeah, he told you? Yeah, yeah, he told me that. He's like, Mathis, they didn't care. You could do anything you wanted. Oh, so I got in there, and I got my spike. <laughs> I'm just like, of course you did, Tony. Yeah, he was telling me that he, like, reset the sag and did all these crazy things, I and I was just laughing. It's pretty funny. Uh, all right, Chad Reed, thank you for coming on the Pulp of Mech Show. Uh, appreciate it. Always a great interview. And uh, good luck this weekend in San Diego. Man, this 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 will be something special if you can pull it off again. An eighth win in San Diego. That That's that's something else. Uh, Impressive. Yeah. Thanks. Seventh, I think. It's seventh? seventh okay. Six. Yeah, you have six. Yeah. All right. I need, them, I, need them, I need number seven. That's it. Seventh win in, in one building. That's pretty gnarly. So, um, yeah. thanks a lot, man, and uh, we'll talk to you this weekend. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Later. All right. Chad Reed, everybody. Team 2-2's Chad Reed. Always a good interview. Yeah, Always. He, he's a great guy. I mean, I, I really, you know, admire what him and Ellie did, you know, mm-hmm. leaving Australia and racing over in Europe and then, you know, coming over here to the Yamaha Troy team and winning a championship. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the thing about – you, you know, broadcasting, you know, I've been around the sport a long time. I've seen a lot of guys grow up yeah. through the sport, and, and, and I got a chance to see one of the best, Chad Reed, grow up and, and win championships. And I, I thought he was going to say when the, the, the caller called in and asked what the big change was, mm-hmm. was that making the transition from a two-stroke to a yeah. four-stroke because yeah. you ride them totally different. I mean, there's yeah. two different types of motorcycles. And, and uh, you know, for me, um, you know, I started out on my career at uh, World Minis and stuff on a Honda XR75. Well, you're dating I, yourself there. Yeah, right? yeah. Then, then, I, then I had to transition over to Yamaha with the two-strokes. Yeah. And, you know, when those four-strokes came over, uh, it was it was pretty – I was pretty happy. You know, I went to uh, Jingu Stadium in Japan, and me and uh, Jean-Michel Bale introduced the YZ400 to the Japanese crowd. And Why would Bale introduce the YZ400? Well, because he was riding uh, for Yamaha on the road race. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Right. So we, we were over there, and they and we got to do a lap, and I, I got to take James, and he was probably like, I can't remember, five, six, seven years old or whatever. And, uh, you know, he'd never seen me race, you know. And, oh, and yeah, I guess Tate so, right. gets a chance to see his dad race, and when he's on the podium, yeah. he's up there and stuff. But, uh, you know, he says, Daddy, you can do the – 
triple jumps like McGrath. I said, <laughs> yeah, I guess I can, James, but maybe no knickknacks. But, uh, right. you know, it, it, was, it was interesting because, you know, I adapted to the four-stroke because I, I knew how to ride them. I yeah. mean, a lot of guys on the two-strokes, they drive it into the corner, they shut the throttle off. You know, four-stroke, well, you shut that thing off, it, it's shutting down. Interesting. I was at Yamaha when Chad switched. He was, you know, when we brought the bike out. Um, I was there when Timmy had some problems with the carburetor on the 450, switched to a two-stroke because he was a little stressed, and then switched back to a four-stroke. Um, so I really feel like I have a good handle on that. And I've said for years, Chad denies this, so perhaps it's, it's not, I'm not correct. Uh, I've said for years that I thought moving to a four-stroke was the worst thing for Chad because of his riding style. You know, he pins it. Right. And you use the clutch as a governor on a two-stroke. You right. really would. And, and I was always like, man – and he gets on the four stroke, and of course he looked great. I mean, he's Chad sure. Reed, but I thought he lost something. I thought he missed something in that switch. Uh, he denies it. You know, he said it was a better bike. Everything else was better. Um, but it was funny because here's how they did it. Here's how the Yamaha did it. They wanted to push the four stroke. Sure. Everybody knew that was yeah. the future. Yeah. So they go to Chad. He goes, "I want to ride a two stroke." They go, "Look, ride the four stroke for a couple weeks." So he did. So then we bring his bike out from the year before, his championship winning bike, out to the test track, and I go, "Okay." Here's the showdown. You know what I mean? Right. And, of course, after riding a four-stroke for a couple of weeks, he was faster on it than the two-stroke. Oh, yeah. He got on the two-stroke, and he was like, oh, man. Like, oh. Yeah. And, and they go, okay, perfect. Sweet. You're going to ride the four-stroke. You're faster. Right, and I'm right. like, guys, guys, yeah. really? Like you, that wasn't a real test. <laughs> could you really push this agenda anymore? Right, right, right. Uh, so that's how it all went down. Well, and but, it's interesting to see Chad, listen to Chad talk about the Air Forks and, and this and that, you know, and, and that was the progression back then. I mean – you know, if, if if you're going to be on a two-stroke, you're going to get left in the wind. Yeah. And the same thing with that air front fork. If, yeah. you, if you're going to run a spring like Millsaps has changed, yeah. you're going to be left in the wind. Yeah. It's just the progression of the way the motorcycling is going. Uh, talking about um, Wyndham earlier made me think about this and then talking about Chad uh, maybe hanging it up coming in the future. When was your last pro race? Where was it? What year? What was it? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you yeah. lined up for some World Vets here and there, I think. But, I mean, like, well, your last, like, well, as a pro. Well, what happened was uh, um, it was uh, it was one of the Daytonas. Uh, I was working with Koji. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he, he really struggled a lot in practice. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get a, a, a license and, and a number. And I had a three-digit number. Really? Yeah. And, and I rode Daytona. What? what, what? Practice. Just to, just to go out there with him. It what was, year? I, I want to I can't remember exactly – what well, this would have been like '98. Yeah, it was probably right what? around there. Yeah, yeah, '98 or so. I rode Daytona. Just I just rode practice. That was it. Yeah. I wasn't there to to race or anything, but I just wanted I had to no get idea. practice because for some reason Koji really wanted to to, to beat me. He, you know, at the test tracks <laughs> yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just figured that. But I, I think Dallas. It was uh, probably one of my last Supercrosses. Like I, I was telling you earlier in the broadcast, when uh, you know it was taking me, I, I was thinking about the triples, and that would have been. Uh, I think 88. Okay. And then after that, Yamaha came to me. And no, but I even meant the, the ultra crosses and everything. Like, when was well, the last? Well, yeah, the ultra. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Yamaha, yeah. at that time, the ultra cross was coming in, and they said, look, we, you know, why yeah. don't you try this for a couple of years, and, and hey, I could race a few more years and make some yeah. money and, and have a good time at it. And, uh, but 90, uh, 93 was my last 93. Year. Okay, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when Bradshaw rode practice for the, works, for, the factory, for the factory connection guys on a CR 125? Yeah. That would have been right around when you rode it. Yeah. Yeah, the it, things it, you knew. Yeah, Does Wygant know this? I, I don't know if he does or not. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so funny. I need to look into this. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Not yet, but soon. Uh, you've got a few more questions for the btosports.com. Tweet it to the segment. 
that you didn't get to. Correct. Let's let's wrap those up so we can get and probably more for Holly, of course, than me, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, Gene Houston wants to know why did Jake Cannon not race on uh, uh, hit his Saturday. head um, hit his head in uh, Oakland uh-huh. and uh, rode once during the week didn't feel so good came to Anaheim to try it out you know got dizzy got sure, just yeah. packed it in rode one practice or whatever and just was like I- I'm good you know so yeah. no idea if he's gonna be back next week or not but uh, probably a smart move by Jake. Yeah, no, I mean, any, anytime you hit your head like that, and, yeah. you know, you, you go out there riding, you, you feel sick to your stomach. Yeah. And he's not in the just, points. You yeah, know, he's had a tough year, so, right. we'll, yeah. All right, uh, Chris Ackerman wants you, Jim, to give us your best. You can choose one, either Brian Manley or Ray Somo. Give us your best story. Ah, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say I think Brian Manley, uh, one time we were at uh, Gainesville, Florida, at the Holiday Inn. We always used to stay down there and uh, – we went into the bar and we weren't drinking or anything, but they had a um, a best buns contest. And uh, of course they did. Y- you know they had like uh, <laughs> they had they had this Asian gal. I'll never forget. She she was an Asian gal, and uh, she was feeling all of, you know guys. Oh, she was butts. a judge. Yeah, she was a oh. judge. You know, yeah. and, and so I think me and Manly, we we got up there and everything. So you know she's feeling Manly's. Then she comes to mine, and I have my pants down. <laughs> and she's feeling my butt. She goes, oh, this one feels different. This one have no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, my Brian Manley. Uh, uh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Uh, Jason um, wants to know, this is for either of you, why would Fro and Ralph say that Leslie's Suzuki backed but not actually mention any of their sponsors? So they did a double whammy. They got the wrong sponsor. And they didn't mention any of their actual sponsors. Got any insight on that? Well, uh, I don't, we don't want to get Jim in trouble here. Because Jim works for Feld doing the Supercross Live thing. But I did receive an email today about this. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. Uh, this is from Thomas at NFAB. Thomas owns NFAB. Yes. Jeep and Truck Parts, sponsor of our show. Uh, in case you guys didn't notice, a filthy Phil Nicoletti led the LCQ for a long time. Until mm. the last lap, actually. Yep. Um... Thomas says, my only hope is to win a race as a team is the LCQ. But they won't even say my sponsor's name on the TV coverage. When, when they talk about Dungey during the same race, it's Red Bull KTM. The one chance you really have to get vibe, viable exposure on national TV, and it's almost a blatant disregard. My dude was winning, and it's unmentionable. This is Thomas from NFAB. Uh, how does a rider get a fan base like the 20th place NASCAR with no identifiers for a fan to rally around? NFAB is a brand in the automotive industry and I'm sure is exposed to the masses somewhere out there. If it is exposed to the masses, somewhere out there will rally around that guy because they identify with him through the products that they have on their truck or something else the fan has a passion for. Really makes me side with all the people in the past who have come on, come and gone in the Supercross, the show. If Fell pays for the TV, you think they would be on point educating the correspondents. It's the only reason to be, to be here is to get the one mention that will justify the whole year. Uh, really disenchanting for the whole process and for the sweat to equity ratio. Supercross racing. Thomas says that he's here for the long haul, one way or another, but he has to get exposure for being in the show. And uh, then he makes a joke about throwing Fro out of the press box <laughs> to see what that gets him, other than jail time. And and I mean, Jim, you've been the announcer, um, you know, and we've gone on about about this on our on our show. I mean, it's it's NFAB. It's the guy's only chance to get mentioned and. And I don't, it's not Feld saying, don't mention it. It's not them. I no. truly believe that those guys are not out to do that. But Carmichael, 
and Sheen and, and Emig, they, they seem to only know 10 guys. Go around. Talk to an Alan Brown. Talk to um, uh, Matt Tedder. Talk to um, Alex Ray. Alex Ray. I've did some interviews with yeah, Alex Ray go, and his team. Yeah, you, go find out so that when, when Phil Nicoletti is le- – Jimmy Albertson, you know, he hasn't got his, his HRT Honda team hasn't got a mention on TV, right. and he's won two LCQs. Right. Come on, guys. Like, this is what the dudes – this is – I don't know, Jim. Again, I'm not trying to – Well, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking trouble. at the results here. And, and usually, I mean, I, I know for myself when Jason and I were doing the broadcast – I would always kind of look over here at this, and, and they have the team sponsor down on, on the far right-hand side there. Uh-huh. So I, I would yeah. always try to go whatever's off of there. Yeah. And maybe they don't have that paper, and maybe it's a good idea if they get them up in the booth so they can look. Because you're not going to have always Dungey in those last yeah. chance. And I've always told Jason that I think those last chance races are some of the best racing yeah. around. Because, I mean, you could be sitting in, in, in fourth spot, yeah. and the guy in third goes and takes out the guy in second. Now you've handed – you know, a, you've a been in them spot. as a racer, and, and you've watched a million of right, them, so right. you know. So, so I mean, but if if they can look on on the side, if maybe that'll help well, them. I I don't know what the deal is. Like, like again, I don't think it's a conspiracy. But no, when it's not. Thomas hey, Thomas from Nfab is sinking a lot of money into the sport. HRT Honda guys sinking a lot of money in the sport. This is their shining moment. They are leading the LCQ against Ryan Dungey and his factory KTM, and it's just crickets. And I don't understand, and I think Thomas from NFAB has a perfectly great point, n-fab, by the way, dot com, um, cheap and truck parts. I, I, I agree. I, you know, yeah. I don't remember the question, but, oh, Michael Lessie. It was just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had Mike Genova on the show last week. They're giving the wrong sponsors, the guys are. Or yeah. no sponsors, but they are saying they that just, Suzuki They just seem to know them. 10 guys. They know the JGR guys, the Cowie guys, the James Stewart. They, they know 10 guys. Uh, Fro knows the Fox guys and the Cowie guys really well. He's in tight with them. Ricky knows his own team, obviously. Come on, guys. And if they don't know it, pay someone to write some index cards and right. be like, here you go. Here's yeah. info on Blose. Here's info on Nicoletti. Here's info on Jimmy Albertson. You well, know? and I'm always amazed at, like, the uh, NFL and the Major League Baseball and all the stats. I mean, they got a statistician right there that hands them that stuff. A four-string O-lineman goes in the game. They know, they, they know everything about them. Right. So, I mean, that's that's something where maybe our sport needs to, uh, you know, get educated on. And, and, and I and like Fro. I like Fro's oh. a good guy. Tries hard. Ralph's a good guy. Right. Tries hard. Um, they just need to know more. Come on. These teams, this is their moment. Yeah. They want to have Ralph Shaheen say NFAB Yamaha team. Right. I'm, I'm going to look on their lineup sheets, you know, this yeah. week in San Diego and see on the, on the last chance race if – because I'm not so sure that they have all the sponsors. I can do that right now. Uh, on, on the uh, on the side for the lineup sheet for the last chance, but if they could get that lineup sheet, you know that might help them out also. But I like your thing and, and going down. I mean, as a rider, you know, if, if you're a three-digit guy and a Jeff Emig or a Ralph Shaheen comes down and introduces themselves to you and just wanting to know a little bit about your team, that that's worth a couple positions right there. You know, yeah, it's Nfab Tyloob Yamaha on the sheets. Yeah. So I mean, it's there. I just I don't get it, man. I, I like I said, I don't believe it's a massive conspiracy on anything. But I feel for Mike Genova. I feel for Thomas Victor from NFAB. They are putting a lot of money in the sport. Well, and, and we need those guys. That's what I we mean, need. We, we need those guys. And, um, and he, absolutely, he should be emailing and uh, you know getting this out there. And, yeah. and you're getting it out there, so hopefully we can get it addressed. All right, Ronnie, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Um, long time listener. I've called in a few times. Uh, just kind of want to 
kind of what you guys are talking about right now. I was at the Oakland Supercross, and uh, you, you guys may have covered this or went over this before, but what do you guys think about how they introduce, you know, the, the 10 450 guys or the big names or whatnot? What about doing something like that for the 250 guys, but not only the top 10 450 riders, okay, do them, big ceremonies or whatever, but then let's bring out the rest of them and just spout off their names and their sponsors. You know, it would only take 15 or 20 minutes to do each one of those. You know what I mean? Well, that's the key yeah, right they, there. They 20 don't. minutes. I mean, that, that's a, that's a lot. You'll lose the crowd. The show. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you gotta, you gotta get into there and you gotta get into the racing. Cause that's what the crowd's there to want. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're trying to say. Cause I always think that, but you know, and I always I, I thought maybe you were going to say the top twenty guys, but th- that's always when I was racing. That's the reason why I want to be in the top ten so yeah, I can yeah. be presented to the crowd. You yeah, know, that was yeah. a, a you know a goal of mine to make well, sure I stayed in that top ten. Yeah, but it, well, top ten is important. Okay, but let, let's go with that then. Let's go with just top ten. But let's also do the two fifty guys. And, and I understand time and everything like that. But I was at Oakland, and there was a lot of downtime. You know, they could have started the ceremonies or whatever a good 45 minutes before they did. And there's a lot of time where we were just sitting and chilling and, you know, nothing really was going on. Right. Um, well, again, Ronnie, I, I think it would take too long. I, I think you'd lose the crowd. But here's the best thing to do. Well, and, Get up front in the race. Well, and the other thing, too, Ronnie, is I think that you got to remember that 250 class is that first heat race after opening ceremony. So maybe they yeah. don't have time. Yeah. You know, for, for those That's guys, maybe, maybe the riders are saying, hey, I don't want to come out for opening ceremonies. i I, I got to get focused yeah. on trying to get a good start. Where the 450 guys, they can come down there. they got jackets on. You see all that. they got to take I, yeah, I just yeah. think it's it's too much for the 250 guys. Yeah. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, you, you, you got a good point. Good good, uh, good cover in this. We, we do need to get something kind of going for the sport and the sponsors, though, definitely. Uh, yeah, I agree. Thanks, Ronnie. You, you guys have a good one. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's get to commercial here on the Paul Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com. We got announced that fly racing contest. You were supposed to remind me, but you have not. Well, it's still early. You're the producer of the show. Can you produce the show correctly? Do I need to get Sometimes. Do I need to get chunks? Maybe. Where's chunks? I miss, I miss chunks. Where has chunks gone? I don't know. Poor chunks. I don't know. Um, may have scared them all. Scoops, chunks. Guys that have people have been gone forever. Mm. Uh, thanks for listening. We're gonna come up with Matt Lemoyne and Vince Freeze, and we got Jim Hollywood Holly here. Which is uh, really awesome and incredible all at the yep. same time. See ya. This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. 
For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. 
The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners 5% off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Micah Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kirk Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Showy's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 showy.
Yeah, welcome back. Pulp Mac Show presented by BTOsports.com. <laughs> uh, Jim Holly. Yeah. Uh, what is up with your song choice tonight? You don't Adele. like Adele? No. She's got some pipes. She, she does. does have pipes. Yeah, she, she does. does. I, I just, you know, anytime you see her at the Grammys or something, you know, she's just so happy to be there. And yeah. This is a gal that made it. I mean, you know, she's not she's not glamorous. She's not. She's a little bit overweight. She's not, you know, thin. And she just, I, I don't know, I just, I, I think, I, I just like If you story. had asked me. I, I know that Jordan Burns had strung out, the drummer. Yeah. I know he's going to be pissed at me, too. I, uh, I know he listens to you a lot. Does he listen? And he's listening. Even, oh. oh, he's listening. Okay. He, 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 he texts me already. And um, I said, wait, wait till you hear the song that I picked. If you had given me a thousand choices of music that Jim Hawley would pick for his song on the Pulp Show, Adele would not be on there. Would really? not be on there. I, I, no, I, I like everything. I mean, I, I you know, strung out uh, country and western bands. I mean, I, I, Michael Jackson. I, I go all over the board. Van Clearly, Halen, everywhere. Clearly, I go all over the board. Just most, depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Most whacked out song choice of 2013 so far belongs to Jim Hawley. Congrats on that, Jim. I'm, I'm um, glad. Hey, we're gonna come up with Matt Lemoyne right away. <laughs> But before we get to that, I want to announce a contest we're doing with Fly Racing USA. The folks at Fly Racing are uh, big supporters of the show, and thank you, those guys. Uh, the gear choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, many, Jimmy Albertson, many, many guys. Top quality stuff. Our own Jason Thomas works there at Western Power Sports. They are giving you, the listeners of the Pulp MX show, an opportunity to get on Shorty's ass. That's right. Oof. You can literally get on his ass. Oh, man. What they're doing, Holly, is they, they will put a butt patch of the winner on Andrew Short's butt for a race, and you will win the pants that he wore, signed, and everything else, and it'll be your design on Andrew's butt. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. Thanks to the guys at Fly Racing USA. Here's the, here's the rules that will no doubt be broken by many, but <laughs> uh, it's got to be an Illustrator file, so a .ai file. Tits, are you with me on that? <laughs> Is there tits, anything else? Tits, Adobe, I hope, Adobe I, Illustrator, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but uh, tits, is there I any hope, other? I hope you're with them because I'm lost. <laughs> is there any type of other file there can be? It was Swiss course out plowing, but. Well, yeah, you got Photoshop files. Okay, and they're, they're, something that other... can be used as a graphic file. Right. Uh, and basically that's it. Uh, enter them. Send them into show at gmail.com. Correct. Um, we're going to go for uh, a couple weeks probably. Okay. I don't know, a couple weeks. Let's, let's say two weeks um, from yesterday. Yeah, two weeks. Sunday. And uh, your your draw will be your drawing will be looked at by myself, by Tits Legendary, by Andrew Short, by the folks at Fly. And, oh, we, will, yep. and we will pick the best ones, the best one. And you will win that gear, uh, signed by Andrew Short. So thanks to Fly USA for getting on that. Make it creative, make it simple, make it short, make it sweet. Whatever you think can look good on Short's ass. Is Moser eligible to enter? Um, if he can figure out how to use that software, then I think he should be eligible. Okay, Moser can enter. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. an Andrew Short super fan. There you um, go. And Andrew, he, you know, he's he's battling. You know, he's he's having a hard. What about year. his his situation? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I try to talk to him a little bit, and I, and I, I, I talk to him. You know, I, I've even talked to Jackie, his wife. I said, look, Andrew, if, if you want to call me, just give me a call, man. Yeah. Not as a bride. I'm not trying to yeah, get yeah. any insight. Yeah, no scoops I, or whatever. I'm just letting right. him know that, you know, I, I've been through that. And, and, and you know, in 19, uh, I believe it was uh, 1979, I went to Yamaha, Kenny Clark. And uh, Kenny Clark was the team manager back then. And I said, look, my dad doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. We don't have a lot of money. Um, I want to go out and, and I need help. He says, well, here's some bikes, three bikes. Yeah. You go out and prove yourself in the Golden State Series. Oh, I heard this story. Yeah, go on. Okay, there. Yeah. The Golden yeah. State. 
And that was when there's 40 guys on yeah, the Supercross season didn't start till the right. end of January. And, and, and that was a big deal. So I said, you know what? I, I got to make the commitment. I have to leave Los Angeles. I moved out to Henderson, Nevada with my Uncle Bob, working construction, plastering. Um, so I, I made the commitment. So there wasn't any doubt that, you know, I went out and I, I won the Golden State Series. Mm -hmm. So my dad and I, we went back to Yamaha. And we're sitting in Kenny Clark's office, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, he's going to hook me up for the outdoors, either with Moto X Fox yeah, I mean, you proved or, yourself. or LOP or one of those companies. And I'm right. there, and, and Kenny says, I got some bad news. I said, well, what, what's the bad news? And he says, well, I can't get you on with one of the, the other teams. And so that's one, one, one blow to yeah, me. And yeah. I, I, I okay, said, all right. Yeah. And he goes, I got another thing bad. I go, well, how, how, how much worse can it get? He goes, well, you know the three motorcycles I gave you? I go, yeah. And the parts? I go, yeah. He goes, I need all that back. So basically, I, I won the Golden yeah. State Series in 1979, and I didn't have a ride. Yeah. I mean, I'm out. Luckily, in engineering, Mark Porter and uh, uh, Great guy. Tad O'Connell – they backdoored me a Yamaha to get me started. Yeah. And then uh, Johnny O'Mara broke his back in a car accident. He was riding the Mugen that year in 1980. Mm -hmm. Or 79. I, it was either 80 or 79. Yeah. I can't. But anyhow. So um, Al Baker comes to me and asks, hey, we need you to fill in for Johnny. Southwick's coming up. Yeah. Never been back there. If you go out and prove yourself and you run in the top 10, you know, you can have a yeah. ride with the white bike until Johnny comes back. He gets the white one. You get a production Honda with the Mugen kit. It's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. And uh, so I go back there, and I finish in the top 10. Everything's going good. And, and uh, you know, a couple nationals later or whatever, Johnny's coming back. So I'm in the, my garage at, at my mom and dad's house in Northridge, California, and Tom Halverson is the mechanic. Johnny is Johnny mechanic, yeah. And he's getting the white bike ready. I'm getting the red bike ready. And he, uh, Al Baker calls him and says, hey, i got to come over and get that red bike for Johnny to practice on. And yeah. I said, well, uh, <laughs> what, what do you mean, Al? That, that's, my, uh, that, that's, my, uh, that, that, yeah. that's my race bike, you know. You yeah. can't, yeah, what, what, you, I go, that wasn't the deal, Al. He goes, well, i got to come over. I go, well, you can come over, Al, but you're not taking that bike, I can guarantee you, because I'm thinking earlier. First Kenny the, Clark, F me, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he comes over, and I said, Al, like I told you, man, you step one one foot into this garage to try to grab this motorcycle, you're gonna, there's going to be some consequences. <laughs> so he steps a foot in the garage, and I just, boom, hooked him with a Al left. Baker. Dumb. Al Baker on the ground over the uh, safety clean parts yep. washer thing and right on top of him like a lion ready to nail him again. And my mother comes out screaming, don't, Jimmy, don't, you know. And I said, He's, he ain't taking this bike. Well, bottom line, he never took the bike. I finished out the year. Right. I finished out, I believe, ninth in the, the, the yeah. uh, series, you know. Jeez. And I just, you know, I mean, and I was just telling Andrew Short that. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? That's how bad I wanted to race a motorcycle. I mean, I fought for right. my motorcycles. Um, all right. Let's, uh, hey, Matt Lemoyne. What's going on? Do not try to take Jimmy's bike away, Jim Hawley's bike away. <laughs> well, that's definitely not nothing that I'm planning on doing. So uh, hey, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Thank you, man, for coming How's on. I appreciate it. Uh, Matt Lemoyne, 11th this weekend, 17th in the points, qualified for all five main events, Hollywood. Uh, one of the surprises of the year, no doubt. Definitely. I mean, he, he's put in he's put in his time, and he's prepared. Uh, I was just curious on, you're going to get ready? Uh, are you going to stay on a 450, or are you going to go on, on the East Coast and ride a 250? Um, no, the plan is to ride the whole series on the 450. Nice. And uh, they actually gave me the option to ride the East Coast Lights, but um, I dig the 450 a lot more. So I think I'm just going to stick with that, and I think some good, bigger things are to come. But can we... Can we talk about the rumor I heard? What's that? That you were approached by a big team to jump on a 250 for the East Coast? Uh, no comment. Okay. 
<laughs> all right. Um, I didn't want to, like, nobody listens to the show. Don't worry, Matt. No, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I need. Um, get, well, some, uh, get some stuff stirred well, up right no, there. No, that, no, listen. Listen, there's, there, hey, you, you did this to yourself by riding so damn good, Matt. So you did this. Well, that's a good. Hey, that's a good problem to have. I know. I'm, I'm happy to have that problem. Um. Uh, well, we'll see what happens when it comes out. But I've heard some rumors. Anyways, uh, great job this season. And so my que- my first question for you, uh, and we spoke a little bit at um, a two, I believe, or maybe it was Oakland. You you've been in the mains. It's been super hard to make them all. You've been in them, but until this weekend, you hadn't been able. You had a few things go on to to for you to not put in the great results. Once you get into the main event, uh, has it been frustrating for you to to do that? Yeah, you know it, it's definitely frustrating. I, um, you know, I know I put in all my time and I do everything that I need to do, and just going to the weekend and coming back with, you know, obviously it's an accomplishment to race against all those guys, being in the top twenty into the main event because that's a task in itself. But as far as getting to the main event, it feels like kind of like the pressure's off more so. Let's go out and do a solid twenty laps, and if you do it, if I do it the way I know how to do it, then the result will come. But um, definitely Oakland. I don't know what I was doing. I was kind of floundering around out there. I ended up crashing, and mm-hmm. I was just lucky to get away with being healthy. And then. Actually, this weekend was my best result, but I was sitting there kicking my bike on the start yes. line at the gate drop, yes. and uh, <laughs> my heart sank, and it kind of uh, scared me, but, you know, it got fired up, and what? actually got into a little um, uh, crash with Weimer, which I feel really bad for that, for hitting him, but... Um, oh, did you start that? Go. Did you start that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. They, um, I think Reed and a couple guys had crashed, mm-hmm. and then I was obviously coming dead last in that turn so i was like oh well, well i'll pick up a few spots here and then right. jake ends up falling right in front of me and uh that reset my dead last start <laughs> again so, um, <laughs> right again in a but, half a lap you've now been last twice <laughs> yes exactly so but after that i just uh the track was a little slippery you had to be a little cautious mm-hmm. but uh just rode 20 laps and came out with 11th and i'm pretty happy with that and i think within the next few weekends um, get some top tens in there, and that'd be awesome. Um, what happened off the start? Did you, what happened to the bike? And and did I you... think the idle was just too low, okay. and I was sitting there, you know, revving it up after the hot lap. Yeah. Then uh, I was just adjusting my goggles, and then I was like, "Oh shit, there goes my bike!" Like, oh. and I'm sitting there kicking, and I just seen the board five, oh. four, three, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> kicking. And finally, the gate dropped, and it kind of put put running, started running fine. The bike ran fine, and uh. I don't know. It didn't even run through my mind twice, like, holy crap, like something could be wrong with yeah. the bike. I just, yeah. like, once the gate dropped, it was just like, okay, let's go. If it's, uh, 702-586-7857. Yeah, if you've got a question for uh, Jab Motorsports, Matt Lemoyne. Uh, Holly, you ever had that happen to you? Bike on the line quit? No, no, no it's got to freak you out, definitely. I mean, like you said, your, your adrenaline's, uh, you know, flowing at that point. Right. I'm sure, Matt, you were doing the same thing, thinking, man, I, I got to get this thing fired. Once you got it fired, the gate drops, and, and uh, away you go. But like you said, it's not even in the back Two, of your mind that something could have caused that to do that. 2001, Glenn Helen. I'm working for Kelly Smith on KTM's concrete start pad. Board. Uh, 30-second board, probably 15, 10 seconds left. I'm holding his rear fender up. He's lighting up his rear tire, and the crank lets go. A stuff, part of the stuffing and the crank. Bike seizes on the line, like 15 seconds. 
just er, well, locks up. Just thank God that we don't have concrete starts anymore. So. I know, right? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been you've been riding very well, I guess, and uh, looks like the, the the jump to the 450 has agreed with you. What about and and I know we talked about this in our post race uh, race uh, podcast a couple weeks ago, but what is the difference in the 450 class? Do you find you've been a 250 guy for years, uh, and this is working out for you? What's the difference? You know, it's it's a huge difference. Like the racing is a a lot. It's it's hard to adapt to because the bike where the lights bike, you have to be so aggressive on everything, even just to do the obstacles on the track is a task in itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 450 has a lot more power, so you could be. People say you can be a little bit more lazy, but at the same time, like through the whoops and like this weekend, a long section of whoops. When that thing is so heavy and it has so much power, when it starts going, you better just put one hand in the air and start riding it like a bull because it's not stopping. <laughs> but uh, the lights bike, you can kind of pull it back a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think it just it takes a smoother riding style to ride it because it's so easy to make a mistake. But at the same time, you can make up for the mistake because you have a little bit more power underneath right. you. Right. So I think it's more so just that the longer heat races, the longer main event. You know, it doesn't seem like five laps is a long time, but, I mean – that's one third of the lights main, so or almost the heat race. So it definitely takes a, a little bit of toll on you. And not to mention the longer series, which I'm looking forward to, is uh, it's it's just a lot a lot of things going on at one time. Not to mention you have 20 guys that are all like either past champions or you know everybody's like a bad dude on the start line, which is pretty awesome. So even though you get 15th, 10th, 8th, you know everybody's going to have a bad race here or there. So right. it's um, it's definitely awesome just to be up there racing with those guys. Well, and, it, you know, it's a 17-race series, so one bad race doesn't kill you like in the lights class, you know? Like you have time to make it up. It's a, it's a marathon. Yeah, definitely. And I think that just um, staying healthy and just being motivated to go race every single weekend and just having fun with it is the whole goal because – once you start being like, oh, man, i got to go race this weekend, you know, then right. that's when it starts. The season gets even longer rather than me. I've been looking so forward to going to the races and just taking it all in and enjoying it, which is what kind of I went back to. And it's just, man, I, I've just been having fun riding my dirt bike and mm-hmm. riding with different people here and there and um, having some people come ride at my track. It's just I couldn't be more thankful to be still riding a dirt bike especially the way everything is and yeah all the teams doing what they're doing so i'm just very grateful for that uh speaking about your team a little bit can you talk about jab motorsports where it came from who the principals are behind it how you got hooked up with them and everything um talk a little bit about that because you guys have gannon audette and um van martin who is is he is he healed up i don't even know but um he's supposed to ride the east coast so you're gonna have some east coast yeah, guys coming up Last I heard, Van's, uh, he's riding again, okay. so that's good to hear. Um, Gannon's been down in Houston. He's also, he'll be ready for Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, we have Adam Smith is our pretty much backer, a guy that I couldn't think enough. Uh, my dad is what they like to call the facilitator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I hear. Yeah. But uh, he pretty much handles everything when we go to the races. We got Bill and uh, Tom, which is our truck drivers, our brothers, and pretty much keep everything where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, John Mitchell is a big part of it. Scott is a humongous part of it. So, um, I don't know, just everything seems to be kind of clicking. The whole Everybody's getting 
what needs to be done, done. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole team itself is just such a positive. Everyone's so positive, you know, like even being in Oakland, I was so disappointed in myself. Like no one even had to come up to me and tell me, hey, man, you suck, because I knew <laughs> I sucked. Right. Like it didn't take anyone to go over there and tell me that. So, yeah. you know, just come back, regroup, and put in a solid week and get ready for the next round and don't dwell on it too much because, like you said, there's so many races that bad stuff can't happen, but mm-hmm. there's also so many races that good stuff can happen. And you learn from it all and uh, just look forward to racing next weekend. How stoked were you on your 11th in the 450 Supercross class with this with this number of guys uh, racing on the line every every weekend? You know, cool. it was awesome. It was it was pretty sweet to um, just come through the pack and pass a few guys that like I've always been right there where I just want to beat these guys, and I know I need like I need to be up there, and I know I belong up there, and I know I put in the work to to be able to ride up there. And I say all these guys are bad dudes, but mm-hmm. now looking at it, like I'm among the elite few that are. A bad dude, also. So <laughs> it's um, I guess I don't know. My dad tells me all the time, you just need to believe in yourself and be more confident and know you belong up there. And now I think it's all coming together, and it's it's awesome. I mean, there's not really a better feeling. But like I said, there's more. I think more better results to come than an 11th place. Like I'm stoked on it, but it's not yeah. like oh, I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish for the season. Let's throw in the towel. Yeah, yeah, Matt, I mean, you know, you've been around the sport a long time. I like your dad. I talk to him every once in a while and stuff, and, and he's been a big part of your uh, racing career. It's just nice to, like you said, you, you guys are one of those bad dudes. You know, you're a top 20 guy in Supercross. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, um, it's, I don't like to, I'm not a type of person that's going to be walking around the pits and be one of those cocky people or whatever. Like, I'm too cool to talk to you and you and you. Like, it's it's all fun. Everybody does it for fun, for the love of the sport, and that's what I just want to inspire people, train with people, and try to build a jab motorsports image, kind of like Reed's doing with his 2-2 deal, you know, and mm-hmm. I want the team to build from this, and hopefully um, Gannon and Van come in and uh, do the same thing, you know, and we can all do it together as a team and make it grow, and that'd be rad, especially for all of us. You know, something else I, I notice, uh, you're not in those last chance races. Uh, you're getting good starts in those heat races, and you're putting yourself in good positions to, to make those main events. How important is that? Let me go ahead and knock on wood right there because I don't <laughs> want you to uh, to jinx me. And uh, <laughs> But, yeah, it definitely the heat race, you know, obviously when you're on the start line, you're a little bit nervous. You're, your adrenaline's going, and you definitely want to get a good start in the heat. But – this past weekend, I had to actually – I passed four or five people to get in the position I was in. So that was definitely cool to know that, hey, if I really have to, you know, hammer down. But it's just crazy knowing, like, Dungey getting second in the the uh, LCQ and then – or barely making it from the LCQ to win in yeah. the main event. So that just goes to show you how tough it actually is. And seeing people's tweets and stuff from this past weekend, dude, I never want to be in an LCQ again. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like it's something you definitely don't want to go to because yeah. it's, there's a lot of fast people, and it's just you don't want to put yourself in that position. And knock on wood, thank God, 
I haven't had to be in that position, and hopefully I don't have to be. Man, since they eliminated semi-races three, four years ago, like a lot of heavy hitters have missed main events. Uh, You know, Brayton, uh, uh, Villapoto, Burner, uh, Ferry, um, on and on. Like, there's no, you know, you you have a shitty heat, you start on the outside in the LCQ, you get a bad start, you're done, you know? Um, I really thought one of Barsha or Millsaps at A2, I thought one of them was going home. Like, I'm like... I don't think they're going to go one, two. Right. Something will happen. Well, not, not even that. The crazy thing is it's six laps, which is two less than the heat. And if you get a bad start, and not to mention the life class is only four. Right. So, I mean, yeah. if you, by the time, if you get a start, you're already out 20 seconds on the first lap of the guy, yeah. you know, the guy's behind. So if you can just hold it together for three laps, you pretty much got it. Right? Yeah, and I, I look it's at not- I look at a lot of those uh, last chance races, and 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 you made a good point in the uh, two fifty class. Only four laps. If you look at four laps, if that uh, four fifty last chance race is only four, Dungey and a few of these guys oh, yeah, aren't yeah. making it in. They need that extra couple laps just to make it happen. But the other thing too, I mean, with you in the four fifty class, financially. You got to be stoked with the money you're making because it it pays a lot more in that 450 class. Oh man, it's it's way nice. It's way nicer than the life class. <laughs> I'll right. tell you that much. Coming home, making a couple thousand dollars a weekend, rather than two hundred dollars a weekend, it's it's definitely a big difference. And I feel for the life guys because I was there the whole time, and I was like, after this year, I'm like, dude, what the heck was I thinking the whole time? Like. <laughs> No wonder all these guys are racing the 450 class. Yeah. I think we read the like um, the payout sheet. The 450 LCQ pays more than the lights main event. Yeah, no, I think it's I think crazy. I think oh the win you mean to get third? No, no, no I'm just saying the overall money oh, from the oh. LCQ like is um, I think it's like twenty five thousand dollars, and then the lights main event is only like sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I know that if you get third in the 450 LCQ. Want to say that's like a third in the main in the lights class, third or yeah, fourth in the main. Yeah, roughly about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's being the first guy to miss the main event on the 450 side. You know, so um, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, do you? You're from Texas. Yes, at sir. least I think you are. Um, do you go? You go back and forth every week. Yeah, I have been. Um, what's the Adam weather? What's the weather like? The, uh, yeah. the opportunity to do that. My um, my fiance works and does everything over here, so it's good to be able to come back and. I love riding at my place, and it just feels – I like being home, hanging out with my friends and stuff to where it kind of takes my mind off of being um, at the races at all times, and I like to have fun and do stuff here. So I'm definitely thankful for Adam being able to give me the opportunity to fly back and forth. A lot of people ask me, why are you staying in California? Man, to be honest, I nothing against California. I just – I hate traffic. I cannot deal with <laughs> – traffic all day every day like that and i just i love being home and i like to be home as much as i can um yeah how's the weather though how's it nice is it okay we've had we've had some few days where i didn't get to ride because of rain or Mm -hmm. whatnot but right now it's sunny and 70 so i know like um there's a few times where i could have punched mother nature right in the face but other than that the, uh, the reality of speed um the reality of speed guys, you know, when they rode for um, uh, that team, uh, Hall- Michael Hoggins team, that's what they complained about a lot was the weather. They couldn't practice, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's an issue it, or not, but 
It is sometimes, but the days that I don't ride, I just work out twice as hard. Where, right, right, right. You know, sometimes it's good. Like this week, my body's feeling a little bit sore and everything. Like I went to the chiropractor and whatnot today just to, I need a rest. You know, after the season, it's mm -hmm. just going, 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 going. You actually, it dwells on you. So like maybe some days that you you didn't ride is actually a good day to right. recuperate and get ready for the weekend. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, well, hey, Matt LeMoyne, thank you for coming on the uh, Pulp MX show. Uh, thank you guys it. so much. Um, no phone calls for you. I don't know what's up. Maybe tits, yeah, are, are you screwing? people just don't like me. Are you screwing the phone lines up, tits? But, hey, um, yeah, Mom wanted me to tell you that he did hook me up with some infab steps on my truck. I so did? Give a shout-out to him. Oh, Tom, yeah. Thomas did. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thomas and infab. Jeep and truck products. Nah. Quality guy. Quality. Um. All right, so what? what is the – before we let you go, how much are you looking forward to Dallas, your hometown race? Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah. Not only do I get to get to ride a little bit more and stay home the whole week. Yeah. Because um, I've been flying out on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll fly out Thursday afternoon where well, I, this time – well, actually, I'll feel home – like, I'm home freaking for an eternity because I get to stay home for a week and a half. Why do you fly, home but, on, uh, why do you fly out on Thursdays? Uh, just so I can go out and help my dad or whatnot on the weekends and get everything set up. And, um, oh, wow. just so I don't have to, um, on Friday be like in such a hurry or whatever. Someone brings to the airport or whatnot. So. Okay. Well, all right. So, um, you can always use the extra hand. Yeah, for sure. We do have some questions for you now. This is what happens when you <laughs> claim that there's no calls for you. Uh, Ben, what's up, man? You got a question for Matt Lemoyne? Yeah, I do, Matt. Good on you, mate. Good season this year, buddy. Uh, just a quick one. Is that you actually playing uh, Mad Skill Motocross, ML47? Oh, yeah, yeah, that is. Actually, I'm not, uh, no, no uh, what's, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, this track this weekend, Ryan Morris, nothing to him, but yeah. I'm not digging the one lap deal, man. We need to put in some five or six lappers in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Good to see, you, mate. You're killing it out there on the on the actual track, plus uh, in the game too. Any tips on how to do those wheelies, mate? Oh man, you need a wheelie bar. <laughs> <laughs> Good on your oh, buddy. Man. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Ben. Uh, yeah, uh, the the mad skills thing. It's out of hand with you. Some of you people. Yeah, it does. You know, I actually haven't been playing that much this week. I um, I've been pretty busy going back and forth and whatnot. So. All right. Right. I, I need to get on that, though, because I think it ends on Thursday, so I need to get that. Sinjin, you have the last call for uh, Matt Lemoyne. All right, hey, Matt, what's going on? Um, my question for you is uh, I know back in the amateur days you were, like, pretty big, and then when you went to the pros, what, what happened? Uh, like, it, you kind of faded off the map, and now you're kind of, you know, coming back into it, but what, what happened when you uh, went to the pros? I think it's just losing focus. I think losing um, – enjoying riding motorcycle where it's just like you need to ride 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 train ride 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 and i think so much pressure is built up where you lose the actual love for riding dirt bikes where now i think coming not saying i'm old or anything but coming with a little <laughs> bit of age and everything else going into it I, it's just i have so many friends that don't have rides or you know are working a real job or you know stuff like that so it really makes me appreciate things a lot more now and definitely going back to um riding for myself like going to every single race in a van 
like that changed my whole perspective on everything. So, so pretty much just gone back to having fun and love riding dirt bikes. So if if you were to be able to redo it, would you would you have spent like whoever your parents or whoever at, like tried to get less pressure on yourself, make it more fun when you were younger, or do you, are you glad that that all happened, or would you, no, you wish I'm you could change it? The best the best lesson is the learn lesson. That's what my dad always tell me. So he you know he never really put that much pressure on me. He let me people were telling me pulling me each and other way, telling me what to do, what to do, what to do, and. He just kind of stood back and let me learn it all for myself, which was I, I wouldn't take it none of it back for anything because I'm perfectly comfortable where I am now. And uh, like you said, just now putting putting in the work and doing everything a lot smarter is definitely key. And my number one thing to riders coming up is keep it fun. Like if you're not having fun doing it, then it's not worth doing it anymore. All right, good, good to hear. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. Just don't get in Jimmy Albertson's way. I like you, but just don't get in Jimmy Albertson's way. Have a good night. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> He's really likes Jimmy Albertson. That's his guy. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy got 12th this weekend, so I don't know how close he was behind you. I didn't know. Yeah, but... he, he wrote good. I, he actually came up on me like my dad put on the board um, four laps to go, and like I heard someone coming up on me, and I was like, Dang, that's Jimmy. I better get going so I don't lose a spot because <laughs> he was coming in hot. So uh, yeah. now he rode good. I like Jimmy a lot. So um, yeah, props to him too. I'm stoked that he's he's doing everything because I know he's a hard worker himself. Right. All right, Matt. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Keep it up. Uh, you've been riding good. You're you're definitely a surprise this year. And uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. That is Jab Motorsports. Matt Lemoyne. Uh, definitely a surprise uh, this year. Yeah, he's definitely uh, definitely riding good. I mean, like he said, and, and and you know that's why I asked him about the money thing because I yeah. know you can make some more money. Like he said, you know, the money it, stuff with you. Holly? Well, well, I mean, you, you know, you look at <laughs> no, it, a kid I'm that's not, been around yeah. a, a long no. time. I mean, you got four races in a month. If you can, you know, make uh, you know twenty five hundred dollars a weekend or so, that's five grand a month. That's yeah. not bad. You, you, yeah. you heard him talk about some of his friends back home working a real job. Well, well they're, not, they're not making that kind of money. And this kind of goes. We'll maybe touch on it in the next hour, but this does kind of go like. There's a lot of complaining by some people about the racing purses and everything, but like, like I, I added up what Weston Pike was making last year, if you know, with some contingency, and yeah, basically he's making about eight to nine thousand dollars a month. Yeah, uh, if you make four mains, I'd like to make that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, you probably do. I'm okay. Yeah, Jim Holly, <laughs> but um, <laughs> hey, uh, Rocky has this email. If he, if he could offer a suggestion to the show. He said, please eliminate the call-in portion. Many TV talk shows and radio shows have call-in segments, but they're always, without exception, the worst part of any and every show. Bringing in the fans is great. It makes their day, and they sometimes have fun questions, but there are so many times that they don't. Tits does the best he can screening the calls, but invariably the majority of calls turn into overlong, extremely awkward situations that totally bring the show down. Hmm. Um... Thanks and keep up the good work. You guys run the show. You come up with I don't know. I like the I like the fans calling in. I do too. I think that's what makes the show a little yeah. different from some other shows out there. You know, so that's what I think. You know, there was an interesting thing when Matt Lemoyne was talking. You know about his dad on the yeah. pit board and stuff. There's going to be a, a on uh, CBS after uh, oh, yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Uh, CBS at nine o'clock out on the west. Uh, Ryan Villapoto. It, it's I, I like to call it his story, but it's going to be on CBS. 
really in depth on on the sacrifices that, that the parents make, and and this is something that I notice more in in motorsports and, and supercross. The sacrifices are a little bit more than mm-hmm. stick and ball games, you know, because the stick and ball sport your mom can take in, and yeah. you go out there and you got coaches, but yeah. you know, y- you have more of a family base in, in supercross. It takes a lot more financially to get you up to that point, but a, mm-hmm. a really good uh, show, and it's going to be on CBS well, nine o'clock. You know, Ryan's no stranger to some family friction, no. which is what we've seen in the pits uh, between families and riders and. You know, I think at one point him and his dad weren't talking, and I don't know about the mom, and now, oh, no. now it, they're it, back. It, and, I it's, mean, all on, it's all on there. Yeah. And I've talked about it before. You know, you, you, you get a guy, and you build this big skyscraper, Ryan Villapoto, you know. Inc. Champion, yeah. yeah. It starts with the foundation, and, and who helped you build that foundation was your, your parents. And you take a little bit about that foundation away, and, and things start to crumble. You know, so I, I'm right. glad he made amends with his parents. and uh, But, you, you know, I How mean. Many- Something like that. I mean, it's happened in the past, and it's still going to keep happening. You know, yeah. there's just a. There, it's very hard to let your son, and, and he's making millions of dollars, and, and, and a girl comes into the picture. What you're going to have to let your kids make some mistakes and, and, and lay back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And with that, with all the NFAB talk, let's run into the NFAB banging bars segment. This banging bars brought to you by NFAB. NFAB, Jeep, Jeep and Truck Products, industry leader in making quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, and other off-road accessories. They design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, and best-looking Nerf bars available. Dude, it's supposed to not look like I'm reading off a piece of paper. Unless I'm more sticking a photo of this. I'm supposed to know this off the top of my head. Uh, NFAB.com team with Blos and Nicoletti, so supporter of the sport. This is where we look at one race that uh, you know was the most intense of the night, and I think we've already talked about it a little bit. The Nicoletti. And Fab Yamaha rider Nicoletti and uh, and Ryan Dungey, um, they didn't bang bars, but that was probably the most exciting thing of the night. Dungey with the white flag waving, he was not in qualifying position, and I knew, I'm like Jimmy Albertson or Nicoletti, one of them is going home, because you know in the whoops when that factory rider comes into the whoops with that bike and that suspension and those skills, they just eat him up. They do, they eat him up, and yeah. uh, so that, that reminds me of like Pac Man. You know, oh, like we yeah. just, just eat them up going down through the woods. Yeah, totally. And so that's the banging bars uh, battle of the night. Unfortunately for NFAB Yamaha rider Nicoletti, he didn't put it in the main. But Blos did. Yeah, Blos rode well. But he had a mechanical motor yeah. motor problem in the main. But Nicoletti so. had, a, he had a shot in that heat race, and then he went he down. Did. i got to ask him when we're on the track walk in San Diego yeah. what happened to that mistake because he All clearly right. was, was transferring out of that heat race. Let me ask you something. It's maybe a little controversial for you. I heard from a team guy that they're not happy with us media and this and they put I'm, I'm media and they now. put you in this. Sure. They're not happy with us media on track walks talking to their riders as much as we all do because they're there to walk the track, not talk to us idiots. How yeah. would, what would you say to that charge? And I know yeah. The guy's upset. I, 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 I give him the respect. And, uh, and I mean, uh, Chad, a couple weeks ago, we were on the track walk. I asked Mikey the interview, mm-hmm. and he said no. And, and I respect that. I mean, he's he's there to do a job, but we're also there to do a job. And, and we got to get the comments to the people. And, you know, a lot of times I'll try to hit them before they come out, yeah. before they start that track walk. Right. And, um, and a lot of times they say, get me afterwards, and then we end up losing it, and I don't get that interview. But uh, yeah. I, I think that uh, – Because you're persistent. You get those interviews. No, I, I am. Mean, yeah. and, and that's, you know – I mean, you're trying to do a good job. Well, and you, you mentioned passing and stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on it. I, I want to get that interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I think that, uh, you know, what really makes me a little bit upset, and not upset, just yeah. like disappointed, yeah. is when I see a rider and he, they don't want to do an interview with me, but yet I'll see him talking to another rider and they're not talking about racing. They're talking about something else oh, during the week, what yeah. they had for dinner yeah, or yeah. whatever. I'm just saying, I'm going, yep. well, wait a minute. I could have been getting yeah. that. You know, I, I just, you know, we, we try and, and, and everyone's got a job to do. So. And, and you, no doubt, were a showman, a great media guy. Probably made you an extra couple hundred thousand dollars in your career being the guy, maybe more, being the guy that you are. Selling the sport, doing the media stuff, you know, you were known for it. And, and, yeah. I, and I think that we had talked about with Chad earlier in his career when those guys are focused, they're not into the interviews. But now they're into the interviews because yeah. because they're owning a team. They're, they're seeing that side of the sport yeah. that, that, that wants Well, it. but in that case, he wasn't in the interviews because he told you no. Right, yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but I understood yeah, yeah. because yeah. here's the deal. And I wasn't going to ask you. He had his hood up, didn't he? No, no. And I, when yeah. he has his hood up, you can't talk to him. Yeah, right. No, for real. Well, no, I know. Yeah. That, that's his, his uh, Leave sign. Me alone. You yeah. know, when you go to the, uh, what is it, the uh, Brazilian, uh, you know, uh, oh, you can eat beef. Oh, Buca de Pepe. No, yeah, yeah. Well, not no, Buca no, de Pepe. No. Uh, Brazilian. They got the green. Tits, what is it? They got the green light the and meat the place. red. Yeah. You There's know, the a lot Brazilian of places barbecue. <clears throat> Brazilian, Sorry, anyhow. I, I don't know off the top of my head. You're fired. I think that. You know, Chad thought maybe I was going to ask him about the Air Force, yeah. and, I, and I wasn't going to ask him because yeah. everyone's asking right. about that. I just wanted to see how he thought, it, you know, the season was going, you know, so far. But, you know, a lot of times guys don't want to talk about the uh, suspension that they're Fogo running. Fogo de Chao. There it is. Fogo Fogo someone someone in the chat go. room. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, so anyways. Um, anyways, that's so some one team manager not happy with us. Yeah. And, I mean, I get it. Whatever. We got to get it, though. I mean – you know, so how many times have you um, gone back to try to talk to him after practice and they're like, nah, he's watching film or, or you know, whatever. I don't even go after practice. Yeah. It's just because I know that their, their, their day is already starting, you yeah. know, and, and um, yeah. you know, I, I just, I don't, and, and you know, I really don't ask him after the yeah. races except for when they're on the podium, you know, that's, yep. that's my job to get the interviews on, on yeah, the podium. Yeah. But, but uh, that's easy because they're happy because I did. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Oh, no? I mean, it's it's a thing that you know, like I, I knew when Chad got on the podium, he wasn't happy. So I told my camera guy Dave, I go, yeah. Dave, we got to get Reedy first because he he wants He's to get out of go. here. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wants to get you out can of tell, here. Right. I, I know the right. guy who won, like right. Dungey and and Ken Rocks, and they had both you know the history yeah. made with KKM yeah, yeah. winning. They're Supercross. all pumped, right? Yeah. So I, I can get him. And he, but I always try to pick the Dun- guy that I don't think that, Dungey you know, doesn't like to talk to me. Doesn't really? like to talk to me. No, huh. just didn't like some things I've written about him. Yeah. So, do you have anybody like that? No, I try to get along with everybody. <laughs> yeah, you do. You good know, point. Yeah. I, I You're try not to get an along asshole with like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get to our next guest. He uh, he's been another like Matt Lemoyne. He's been another surprise this year. And uh, Slayton Racing's Vince Freeze. His uh, his spot on the show is brought to you by Showy Helmets. By the way, Showy Helmets, fifty years of technology, and uh, Showy-Helmets.com. And I believe Vince. Yep. You run a showy. Yep. You love yep. a showy, don't you? Yep, I've been in showy since I was probably six years six years old, I think. There you go. Uh Vince Freeze, Josh Grant, Kevin Windham used Showy. So thanks to Showy for coming on the show. And Vince, all right, let's get to you. Slayton racing. Vince Freeze, hey, great job this year, man. Uh definitely Lemoyne's a surprise. You're probably a bigger surprise, I'd I'd say. Uh you've been riding very well this year. Yeah, I appreciate it. I've been uh been working hard. I really kind of took my whole program as far as training and everything to another level, and uh, it, it's kind of it's paying off. And it kind of opened up my eyes to see uh, how how much working hard is paying off. You know. Um, yeah. What What have you been doing? I, I talked to somebody um, <clears throat> that we a mutual friend of ours, and they, and he said that 
you've been working harder than you ever had before and perhaps more than you've ever realized you need to work. Um, talk about that yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Um, I mean, kind of the start the year, well, towards the end of last year, I was kind of, you know, getting a little bit frustrated and uh, kind of to the point where I'm like, all right, what am I doing here? You know, I'm, right. I'm you know, I'd be, you know, a 15th place guy, a top 10 guy every now and then in the lights class, mm-hmm. you know, six, seventh place. But it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not making, I'm making money, but I'm not making enough money that you know, I'm going to be able to retire on and do this. And it's, it's just not worth the, mm-hmm. the risk of going out there and, you know, risking my life or risking, you know, getting, getting hurt and, you know, being messed up for the rest of my life and all, all the, all the negative side to the sport, you know, that it's not worth that for the little amount of money that I'm making. It's kind of like, you know, we're either, we either got to go at this, you know, and give it everything we got, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I need to go to college or I need to do something <laughs> else because it's, you know, I, I need to be making enough money that I can, you know, I can, you know, retire on it or at least, you know, have a, have a decent life with and, and not have to worry about that after, you know, if I get hurt or, or whatever else, you know, could happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I was going through the motions, I was doing everything. I'd go riding, I'd go to the gym, but you know, it's just, it's, you know, this year I really just kind of took it to another level. And, uh, I, uh, me and, uh, Jake Canada have, have been kind of training partners and, you mm-hmm. know, every day we're, we're riding and training together and we've really kind of pushed each other. And obviously Jake's not having the best year, but I don't think that's because of lack of, uh, <clears throat> you know, being ready or anything. He's just, he's just kind of had a rough go of it this year. Yeah. But, he's got uh, speed for sure. His speed has been there, you know? Oh yeah. He, he's definitely faster, way faster than he was last year. You know, he, and I mean, Jake's, I mean, I, I really, I'm not too worried about it for Jake though, because he's, I mean, I think he's one of the most talented guys there is out there. And mm-hmm. I think he knows that he's got a lot of confidence too. So it's, it's, uh, you know, not a big deal for him. He's, he's had some bad races, but he, he's, he's a good enough rider that, uh, he'll, he'll definitely bounce back from it. He'll be fine. So, okay. So back to you, you just, just, re- I mean, do you think, do you think maybe, uh, you had a few, you had a ride with motor concepts, uh, you and Mike Genova, uh, our buddies, um, Maybe you took that for advantage a little bit. It's not, and it wouldn't be the first time a rider has done that. Yeah, no, I, I feel like maybe kind of, kind of, and I mean, as, still then, as I, I wanted it bad, and I, you know, I, I just, I kind of needed something to open up, up, open up my eyes to, you know, hey, mm-hmm. the harder I work, the better I'm going to do. You know right. what I mean? And, and yeah, I definitely, I mean, and Genova is an awesome guy, and he he paid me more money than probably what I deserved, or, you know, and he hired me when there's maybe a better guy, you know, for the job, but. uh mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really like Mike Genova, and that team is is awesome. They, you know, they they've done nothing but good things for me, and I I feel like yeah, I maybe did kind of start to settle in a little bit, and you right. know, all right, I'm getting a good paycheck every every month, and I'm getting you know, I'm, I'm making these bonuses, and I mean, Mike Mike gave me bonus programs that he didn't have to give me, and he gave me money he didn't have to give me, and mm-hmm. uh, he knew that, and I know that, and I you know, I, I respect him for that, and uh, you know, it's it just I think this year it's it was it was a uh, better for me to kind of do it the way I'm doing it and really open up my eyes to, to you know, all right, Hey, we gotta, we gotta do this now or, or I gotta go, you know, <laughs> buy at McDonald's or something like that. Start, yeah. start, learning, start go buy a spatula, trade my butt in and buy a freaking nice spatula or something, go down to Walmart <laughs> McDonald's and get a job, you know, uh, Jim, not but, the first uh, guy that's that, sorry, Vince, uh, Hollywood, uh, Jim Holly's in the studio here. Um, like you said earlier, we talked about, this might be the third time we've said it. Guys are like, Hey, I gotta make a living. I, Got to get my shit straight. Yeah, I mean, you know, listening to you talk, Vince, uh, you know, like you said, Mike helping you out and everything, you just kind of get too comfortable there. And I I see a different Vince Freeze, you know, riding this year than I've seen in the past. And, 
You're going to go over to the East Coast in Dallas, correct, on the 250? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm uh, going to be on the uh, 250F there, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pumped to be hopefully be able to be up in the mix, you know, there, up in the, you know, top five, top three, and uh, see see what we can do up there. I know there's definitely some, some good guys still left over on the East Coast that are going to be tough to beat, but... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I definitely, you know, I get good starts on the 2VDF, and uh, I actually I think I ride the 2VDF a little bit better, so I'm uh, I'm excited to do that, and I'm, I'm the lightest I've ever been, so I think my start should be even better, and my riding should be even better on the on the 2VDF, so I'm pretty excited for that, and uh, I mean, hopefully it'll be a be a good a good season, you know. Uh, any any thoughts about staying on the 450? I mean, I would think that that would run through my head with the start you've had. No, definitely no? not. I okay. Mean, I just I I'm not I'm not happy with getting you know tenth you know and I, even if even if I was top ten every weekend in the 40 class I don't think I would stay in there I, I just I'm not I don't want to be a, I mean no offense to any guys in the 40 class that stick it out there and are tenth place guys like I really don't even want to name their names but you yeah, know the yeah. kind of guys that are right around tenth place and they're just there every every year and maybe they're making a good salary and and they're making a living doing this but. What are those guys going to do, you know, in in ten years, whenever or however long when they retire and they got all right, maybe they got fifty grand in the bank, but what, you know, they're they're going to work, you know what I mean? Right. I want to be a guy that can that can win races, and I want to I want to make the big bucks, and I want to, you know, I, I want to win. I don't, I'm not here to, and I'm not risking my life and and everything else and putting, you know, all of my effort, all my family's effort, and everything into this to to be, mm-hmm. you know, a fifth place guy or a tenth place guy. I want to win and. uh you know, obviously, I, I've been doing it for a little bit, and it's it's kind of been coming close to a head where I'm like, all right, I got to do something, right. and I got to do it now. You know, and, and that's kind of what opened my eyes this year. To you know, all right, let's go and working hard, and uh, hopefully it'll pay off. And I'm not saying, hey, if I don't go get on the podium this year, I'm quitting. But yeah, you know, I, I know I got plenty of time. You see guys in the lights, guys Ryan Sipes and you know Davalos and guys like that still on factory bikes, and uh, you know they're 27, 28 years old, and I'm just just turned 22, so I got time and. uh you know, I got a lot of good sponsors supporting me. You know, my parents always always helped me out. They got my back. Luckily, you know, I've I've had a lot of good sponsors. They haven't had to fork out any money in the last you know four or five years to me. But they, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of always got them there as a, you know, as a backup just in case. That, you know, I can kind of all my money I make I, I I pretty much spend right back in my program. Right. I mean, I'm making quite a bit of money every weekend making the main, but uh, I pretty much spend every penny of it that next week on the you know keeping my two two DF program going and. Right. You know, I'm paying to build my own 250F, and uh, pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, putting a lot of money into that. You know, I, I'm lucky to have Slayton Racing and you know Marty Smith and those guys behind me helping me out, but uh, still, it's a lot of money yeah. out of my own pocket to, to keep it going. You know, I like to hear that. I like to riders that reinvest into their uh, business, and I, I look at Vince Freeze Racing as a business, and. You know, it doesn't matter if you're racing a motorcycle or you're building a home or you're a contractor, you, you know, putting your, your, your uh, you know, winnings back into your business, uh, I think you're going to uh, profit from that later on down the line. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's, I, you know, I, I see the money coming in, you know, the couple grand every weekend from the, from getting in the main event and every once in a while, you know, I got in that top 10, it was a, a little bit more, three, three or four grand or whatever. And it's like... Man, you you want to go buy nice stuff, but it's like, ah, man, I I got to go down to Temecula Motorsports and buy you know eight hundred nine hundred dollars worth of parts, and then I got to turn around and you know buy whatever, buy an engine or buy whatever else I got to get, you know, right. to get this thing going, and uh, that's just kind of part of it. But I mean, I'm, yep. I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking towards the future instead of trying to, you know, right now, you know what I mean? You know who's doing his motor? Hollywood. Yeah. Alan Brown. Oh, Alan's doing it? Yeah, <coughs> nice. Brown Motorsports. Nice. Doing you up a 250F motor, right? Vince? Yeah, yeah, he's got one getting built right now, and now right. we're, we're, uh, we're getting it going right now. I really, I haven't been, I honestly don't even, my 250F program, I'm, my, uh, my mechanic, the real deal, he's, he's pretty much fully taken charge of the 250F program, and I, it's all in his hands right now, and I, I trust him, and, um, I'm out here in my the race shop right now in my garage, and he's got engines torn apart and engines put together. And he's got crap going on, and uh, we're supposed to be riding the, the first first actually mod 250F tomorrow. So. Oh yeah. Um. Um. The, 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 let's uh let's talk a little bit about Marty Smith. Um, I know him a little bit over the years. You probably know him, Holly, yep, pretty I, well. I know Marty he, well. He's as old school as they come. I've yep. asked him about his opinion on different things over the years. Nothing about you this year, Vince, or anything. But uh, over the years, I, I've gotten the impression. He's old school. Uh, how is he as a manager, uh, as a guy to uh, to get advice from? Oh, he's awesome. I mean, I, I've honestly I've worked with a you know a lot of old time pros, and uh, mm-hmm. for some reason I feel like I've always kind of been put in a situation of being you know working with an old time pro, which it's it's awesome. You know, no, that's you know the best guy to learn stuff from. And uh, Marty's been honestly one of the best. And he's you know on this weekend I really I don't think I would have made the main event if it wasn't been for Marty sitting there telling me, hey man, you got to – you know, you got to sack up and hit these whoops a little harder and uh, kind of <laughs> yeah, help me yeah. with what to do. And, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been, been in the position to put it in the main if it wouldn't have right. been for him, you know, really getting it in my head yeah. how to hit those whoops and, and get through them right, you know. So, yeah, i got to give it up to him. And, and, you know, the whole Slayton team has been awesome. And uh, they've done everything that they can, especially, you know, what the way the sport is right now and the way everything is right now. You know, they, they've done a lot for me and uh, to get me out there. So, I, I, I got to yeah. thank those guys and especially Marty and you know so, it's been been good so far this year. Slayton Racing, uh, Nick Paluzzi wrote for them last year. One of those teams, uh, just under the radar, you know, yeah. from the big teams, but they're there and they're part of the deal and they're 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 giving guys uh, chances and uh, yeah, props to them. Um, hey Vince, let's talk a little bit about uh, your reputation, which you know would come up during this show. Um, you've got some enemies in the pits. You've got some guys that uh, love the way you ride. It's no secret you've been involved with some different things over the years. What's your take on that? And and talk about it a little bit. Um, is this stuff that uh, you enjoy? Do you like wearing the black hat, as it were? Um, or is this something where you feel like it's a little unjustified? I, I'll tell you what I think a little bit. Of course, I tell everybody what I think, good or bad. But, um, you know, definitely there's been some times that you've deserved the heat. You deserved the, the, the anger directed at you. But I've also watched you make a Supercross block pass and then heard that rider's team mechanic, rider himself, sponsor, complain about you. And I'm like, that's just a super cross block pass. There's nothing wrong with that. And you do get railroaded sometimes. Uh, but I guess talk about all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try not. I try to kind of stay out of the, you know, in, like the internet crap and all that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I've definitely I've done some stupid, some stupid moves. But, I mean, I think – for some reason, uh, my, you know, my reputation has kind of stuck with me a little harder than, than some of the other guys. I mean, I definitely feel like there's some guys out there that have been, I, I don't know if I'd say dirtier, but just as dirty as me or done, you know, those, those aggressive moves just as much as me. And, and there's definitely been, there's definitely been a few ones that even me and myself would, would look back and say, yeah, that was a stupid move. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they, I, I'd say 95% of them have been, you know, uh, a racing move and, and something that anybody, any other rider out there has done tons of times, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I definitely take more heat for, for any little thing that I do now. And that's, uh, 
I guess just that's kind of the way it is. I guess I don't know. Somebody's got to be the bad guy, and I'm you know I'm not trying to be the bad guy. Yeah. Everybody always talks about how I hurt people and how I'm you know I'm going to kill somebody. I'm dangerous, and I mean I've never once in my career ever injured a rider or you know caused somebody to to get hurt or anything like that. I, I, I've taken some people out, and I've you know I've slammed some people in some turns, right. but I've never cross jumped anybody or I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm just I'm I'm trying to do my best and uh, and. And I think so is everybody else. And I, I feel like my situation is, um, you know, especially in the past couple of years, I've been kind of on that bubble of either, all right, next year I'm going to have a job where I'm making money mm-hmm. uh, or I'm going to be spending, you know, that same amount of money. You know, I, I'm either going to be making a hundred grand next year. I'm going to be spending a hundred grand next year to go racing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's, that's almost just as, as gnarly to me as, going for a race win or for a championship, you know what I mean? Because those guys, I mean, those guys got a, a job guaranteed for next year, whether it's with the team they're on or any other team. If they're going for a championship, they have a job next year. Me, you know, I'm fighting for, you know, a, a paycheck. So, right. <clears throat> and I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I've probably done some stupid moves in the past, but, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the little stuff that I do, you know, I get a lot of heat from. I know like me and Weston got in a little deal at Oakland and mm-hmm. it was, I mean, uh, a racing deal and I know there's some people talking some talking about that and talking bad on me and it's Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, so I can't I, I did ask people around it. I got one guy who said it was a racing incident and I got one guy that said, Ah freezes a dick to cleaned him out. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, I got I mean it was one of those deals where it was I was in ninth place and uh I knew Weston was behind me, he was back there for a couple laps and he was a little quicker on one part of the track and I was a little quicker on the other part of the track and uh he made that he he was getting me in the whoops and he made the pass and he he had the pass in the whoops and he slammed me a little extra in the turn after and I you know all right I don't I don't care I'm never going to complain that somebody hits me because I've dished it out enough that you know I'm going to take it so mm-hmm. I you know I got back in behind him and we were coming up on the section where I knew I was faster than him at and you know I I got up on top of those two I don't know if you remember Oakland yeah. I got up on top of those tabletops and uh, he went over them and I went on on off and I got to the inside of him and instead of getting on the brakes and, and letting me go by, he decided to try to rush it and try to, you know, get back on when really he could have probably got on the brakes and got behind me and passed me again the next lap in the whoops, yeah. you know, but, uh, so I, I came up the inside and he, he tried to, he tried to keep it in there and, you know, he, I, I just took him, took him wide and, and uh-huh. he, I guess he blew off the track. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he crashed or what, right. but I, I think he went off the track, but, and that was, I mean, that's the kind of deal where, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that any different way ever. You know, if they, you know, I, I'm not going to race, if they're not going to let me do moves like that, I'm not going to race it dirt like the, or I'm not going to race it in the AMA because that's not, you know, that's just a part of racing and that's how things go. And I mean, you can go, you can go watch tons of videos and, and see well, people doing that kind of we, move left and right. But, uh, we might have the all time yeah. King here in the studio with us, Jim Hawley. Um, <laughs> I mean, you were an aggressive racer. You, oh, uh, yeah. We talked about it many times. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with aggressiveness. I mean, you did you know, have guys in the pits looking for you though? Like, did you? Were there people that were? Uh, you know, no, no, I, I, I was okay <laughs> with it. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> no one was. But I, I mean, what? What? I, I don't know what happened. I didn't see it uh, with you and Weston in Oakland. But did he come over and say anything to you, or it was just, hey, man, that, I would have did the same move on you. Well, actually, that was kind of the crappy part. After the race, he he we I, I pulled off and I was getting my mechanic on my bike and he I was rolling off the track like after the finish line. He t-boned me after the race was over, 
And, uh, I mean, that was kind of, I thought that was a kind of crappy move. And I haven't really, you know, I, I would, I'd like to talk to Weston and, and say, hey, man, I don't have a problem with you. And, you know, we're just, we're just out here racing. That's the final transfer spot. Yeah. You, know, you kind of got to expect that. And uh, I thought it was kind of crappy that he T-boned me. And, you know, I was kind of, I kind of thought about what would happen if, if that would have been the roles reverse and I would have done that to him. You know, that would have been kind of a, mm-hmm. I probably would have been, been drinking, burned in the middle of the track that <laughs> night. I mean, you know, but, uh, you definitely would have lit up um, the message boards, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and it's kind of crap that, you know, he can get away with, you know, he pulls off the track and, and after the race, you know, at least I'm doing it when we're in, we're, in, yeah. we're in race mode and we're going and we're expecting it, but I'm pulling off the track with my mechanic and, you know, if he would have broke my leg or my mechanic's leg by teeth, luckily he just, he hit my swing arm, but yeah. um, I mean, he could have broke my, my leg or my mechanic's leg and that, you know, that, you know that's just kind of not called for. I mean, get me back on the track, but not um, with me riding on the track with my mechanics on the bike, you know. Let's, uh, let's give you a little bit of redemption time. Which ones do you wish you didn't do? <laughs> Are there a couple that come to mind? Is there, is there something um, where you're like, ah, oh, shit, probably, let's, let's, let's air this I, out right I, now. Honestly, I don't even, I, I don't even know, but I know, um, I mean, there was a couple that probably this year during outdoor, I, me and Weimer, for some reason, came together a couple of times. Uh-huh. And it's kind of been, it's been, um, it's been kind of uh, like a crappy. He, he yeah. just kind of gotten the short end of the stick a couple times on, on me going out there, and I'm, I, I can't point the fingers at anybody, and I don't want to say, you know, hey, this person told me to go do this, but I, I'm, you know, it, it, 2010 at I think it was Colorado. We I, I went out there and I was kind of just being real sluggish in the 250 class in the outdoors, and I wasn't riding very well, and I was just kind of, you know. It's kind of out there riding around, getting a paycheck, you know, kind of how, how right. we talked about well, earlier yeah, from Moto Concepts. And, yep. and they were like, dude, we want to see you We want to see you get aggressive. We want to see it. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And, and, <laughs> and he just kind of happened to happened to get the short end of the stick on yeah. that one, you know what I mean? But I, I had my best race of the year on that one. I think it was, I got a top 10. And then mm-hmm. from there, there on out, I was, you know, I was getting top 10s right, right there, you know, 9, 10, 11 every weekend after that. And it kind of, kind of got me going. I, you know, I, and I do feel bad. He kind of got the short of the stick. Obviously, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I took him out, I think, in a corner, and then I did that again this year at one of the one of the races outdoors this year. I got right. me and Weimer got into it again, and I felt bad. But it's kind of like he comes over to the truck and yelling at me, and I, it's kind of like I want I want to say sorry, but at the same time, it's like there's nothing. I no matter what I say, he's still pissed. I still yeah. jacked his race up, and I still feel bad. He's pissed. You know, there's nothing to nothing right. you can do at that point. You know. Um. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. I guess all I can do at this point is, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, trying not to make make a mistake like that anymore, and I, you know, I've, I'm trying to race that race just to go faster, you know what I mean, well, and, and just try to pretty much try to beat my lap time every every time, and uh, just do the best that I can, and mm-hmm. not really worry about anybody else as much as I, I have in the past, and honestly, that's helped me this year, even even in the heat races where I feel like, you know, I'm getting past, I'm like, it's like all right, I can't let any more guys get by. I want to, you know, I I need to start flaming guys before you know it's just let them go and if guys faster latch onto him and right. follow him for a couple laps and you know he'll pull me up to a good you know to a good finish and it's kind of what i've been trying to trying to do and it's been working for me this year so i think i'll stick with that you know yeah, yeah. all right let's go chris has a question for you chris what's up man thanks for listening what's your question for slayton racing's vince freeze you know, I just kind of want to make a little comment. I, was, I kind of wanted to call in all week, and he kind of hit it on the head. You know, the, the sportsmanship has gotten a lot better, it seems, over the last four or five years. You see these guys after the races, they're shaking hands and patting each other on the back. But, you know, you love Ricky and you love 
Chad and James, but they were just kind of like enemies after it seemed like. So, you know, when, when it's over, when, it, when the race is over and these guys are, you know, dapping each other up and happy for each other and congratulating them, it's nice. But, you know, some guys, they can race a little bit cleaner than others, and some guys got to push it a little bit like Vince is saying. And, you know, if you got to do what you got to do when you're on the track, and if, if you don't like it, then don't get on the track, man. You know, that's a yeah. part of it. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you, you got to be like Alessi in that last race. I mean, he just cut him off right in the middle of the air. I mean, you're going to hurt someone like that. But if you guys are going to the corner at the same time, you know what time it is. He's coming and you're coming yeah. and you're going to back off or you're going to go for it. And that's it. So, I mean, as a fan, it's entertaining to watch that kind of stuff. But you don't want to see straight up dirty either. But at the end of the day, yeah. when you pull off the track and everybody's good and shaking hands, that's kind of, it's nice to see that good sportsmanship. Yeah, there's a fine line there. You're right. You know, the, the Hanson <laughs> Pass. The Hanson pass on Nicoletti at A1 in LCQ. Do you, do you remember seeing that? Yeah, oh. I, I missed yeah, that one, missed but, but I saw the Alex Ray incident. Yeah, well, the, the, the Ray thing was bullshit, no doubt. Right. The Nicoletti thing, people were all over Hanny because, you know, of course, you know, him and I aren't see eye to eye all the time. I, that's, that's the LCQ. That's the last spot. That yeah. wasn't – you got to yeah, do what you got to do. You that, man. You do. And, and, and yeah. I didn't like the move. It was a little bit dirty, but, hey, Nicoletti, you should have known what, what was going to happen. The guy was going to come in and slam you, but uh, – I I think there's room for aggressive racing, and there is room for, you know, that fine line. Well, and, uh, yeah, if you're not in the middle of a triple and cutting across the track in the middle of the air trying to just take a guy out, I mean that's just straight dirty. But if you guys are going in a corner and just fighting for that position, I'm not, that's just the way it is, man. Right. If you don't like it, go play soccer. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, Chris, you know, it's interesting to listen to Chris talk about, you know, the guys are on the podium, they're shaking each other's hand, but they're not going out to dinner afterwards, I guarantee you <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when Ross uh, Pedersen and oh, I, here we go. you know, yeah. when we used to race, I mean, yeah, we had a lot of uh, good knockdown, drag out brawls, but yeah. we were buddies. I mean, that was left on the track. And then after, we would go to dinner or whatever. I mean, we never ran into each other after the race or anything yeah. like that. We just, hey, that, that's racing. It stays on the track. And, you move on with it, you know, yeah. and, and you get over it. And, and, you know, it would fuel him and fuel me to get ready for the next race uh, that we had up in Canada or whatever. Right, right. Um, well, hey, Vince, uh, um, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I think it was a, a good interview. You got ninth in Oakland, 15th overall in the 450 class. I think you should stay in the 450s. But, hey, nobody called me a career counselor. Uh, you're, you're doing very, very well, though. Um, and, and we thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, let me ask you one oh, question, yeah. Vince. Uh, I don't know if it's, if you can still do it, but, I mean, you know, years ago, there you guys were trying to ride the, the 250 main event as well as the 450. Right. Can you still do can't that? Can't do it anymore. Can't do no. it anymore. No, oh, can't see. do it anymore. Yeah, I don't think see, I'm all about that money, like Mathis. <laughs> I'm all about that money, you Vince. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like those guys that did that, man. I'm going, these guys are all right. Jason They're Thomas. dipping out of both. Of, yeah, Jason Thomas did it, and, and I was okay with it. Why'd they get rid of it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they did. You know what? Because some guys weren't even starting the 450 race. They were just taking the last place uh, money. You know what I mean? They were just yeah. beat. Or they weren't racing the 250 class. You know, they were just taking the last place money right. and just concentrating on one the class. The last place money in the 250 class is nothing, though. No, I know. Maybe it was they just like class. they just get their money and, and just yeah. and and not race. Oh, yeah. man, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, if they'd let me do it, I definitely would do it. But uh, see, there you go. We can we can bring it back, Mathis. You can bring it back. But yeah. the yeah. rule is, you have to ride both main events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then no, they would say, "Well, I'm not in shape. Yeah, yeah, I'm not in shape to race. Uh, you know, 35 laps." Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, hey, Vince, thanks for coming on again, man. Really appreciate it. Um, do we have a call for Vince or no? Hey, producer. I think we got one. Do we have a call for Vince? Oh, we don't. Just a call. You just personal call. 
Just not not show personal. Time? Personal it's call? show call, but not for Vince. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, Vince, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. And uh, good All luck right. with everything. And, uh, yeah, keep it up, man. You've been killing it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thank you. That is uh, Slayton Racing's Vince Freeze. Um, already got an email complaint from one Corey Moser oh. about the Andrew Short butt patch contest. Why? Yeah. Uh, he can't work the design aspect of it. He's not so uh, good with the computer. Oh, I can, I can relate to that guy. I'm on his side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, just have him FedEx it over. Overnight yeah. delivery. He, yeah, he, want, he wants crayons and stuff uh, okay. like that. I guess he's on. just going to lose. Someone else well, will have their, so. their entry on there. <laughs> if, hey. if he were a Truesworth fan, he would hire somebody to make it for him. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, I do that a lot. Let's go to commercial. But okay. before we go to commercial, yes. the Circle Jerkies, number one fan group out of any fan group in the world, mm. has graciously donated two Derek Anderson shirts. Nice. Privateer Power Derek Anderson um, shirt T-shirts. Uh, number 63, Race Tech Suspension, by the way, made his first main event of the year. The Circle Jerkies have bought shirts for us to give away. Unfortunately, you cannot choose a size. I think it's all largest. But uh, we will send you two of the shirts, collar, whatever. What do you want to do, Tits? Three and six. Three and six. There we go. Right now, collar three and six. We're going to commercial on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. We will be back with Jason Thomas and, of course, gentlemen Jim Holly. The Pulp Mech Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I have ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All MFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy MFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. MFAB, truck products for truck people. 
tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners 5% off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulpamec Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summer Cross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways, don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Race Tech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits, and they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a race tech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. It's taught by Paul Feed. 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me. Listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars. He's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archive. You can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars, will help you become a much smarter person and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had where I was on the floor of a 
box fan for years and years. So please check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Showy's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Brop, the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free available in four delicious flavors honey graham chocolate chip cranberry and blueberry order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll free at 1-855-58-BROP today mention pulp mx and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes like us on facebook or follow us on twitter at brop nutrition now brop nutrition bars accelerate your body and mind
Welcome to the Pulp Link Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, tits. Yes, sir. You don't do many things right. You screw up a lot. But when I do, I do them really well. You did good on this song. Yeah. You did well on that song, I must say. Uh, good job on that. It doesn't make up for the previous 600 <laughs> mistakes you made. What are you looking for? What's wrong? Just my cord stuck under the oh. chair. I'm just trying to fix it. Sorry. He rolled there. over his court. Yeah. yeah. Moving around too much. Have you ever worked, Holly, with, like, sort of somebody who, like, just mails it in? Like, has no passion? <laughs> Have you ever had, ever had that? Have you ever had somebody where you're like, you're like, this guy does not give two shits about this, this job? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, sometimes some of the Japanese riders I work with, you know, okay. I, I yeah. just wonder why they're, you know, like, they'll grab a broom and they'll, you know, in the garage when... I like it when we load up the bikes, uh-huh. you know, to sweep the garage. Yeah. But they'll be doing it, like, so slow. They're like, come on. It's let's job let's, security, let's, man. Let's get into that's, it. Let's that's, go. That's tits on over there. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. <laughs> no, I mean, you, I mean you, you know as well as I, I like working uh, with my hands. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like yeah. remodeling houses. Yeah, you're gnarly. Him, you know, yeah. for Chad Reed, you know, the go-kart, that gives him a release. For mm-hmm. me, it was... You know, buying and building houses and, and kind of fixing them up. And uh, a lot of old motocross guys, you know, are, are into the uh, construction end of it. You know, Willie Simons, he's a has a successful roofing company. No, that's it, yeah. Simons yeah. Uh, Forks. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. This is uh, Willie Simons. He did all the uh, Dirt Rider uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Steve more. Simons. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, thinking yeah, of Steve right. Simons. Willie Simons, yeah, they're yeah, right. Yeah, right. Willie Simons, uh, Rob Peoples, a guy used to race at Indy News locally. He did does a lot of my tile work and, and, and good oh. – a good guy. You know, I, I think that a lot of the motocross guys get into well, Bad Friday as a general contractor. I mean, a lot of the guys that get right, in racing. Right over there. Yeah. Not into this job. And I was looking at tits, and I, I don't know if he's into construction either. I just don't see it. Well, anymore. look at his shirt. Yeah. Look at his shirt. That's family business. Actually, that's what I grew up doing. Stuart and Sandell Concrete. Oh, construction. nice. So you're, you're a finished. You used to be a laborer. Yeah, I did the cement mason stuff. Okay. And, uh, I had no passion for that deal. either, probably. No, no, not even a little bit. He's also a Mormon. Well, I, I was going to ask him, do you know what calcium chloride is? Yeah, chemical, yeah. yeah. A chemical, good yeah, one. C- good one. CACL, <laughs> element, I don't know, whatever. No, uh, it, calcium chloride, like on those big trucks, if they put a little CC in it, calcium chloride, it helps set up the, mu- the mud a little bit faster. Throw, throw him some other qu- tr- Well, no, I can just, I can throw, just throw, see. Throw some more. Let's see what he, really let's into see. The, into let's the see. How about, how about, in concrete. how about uh, spec mix? You like spec mix? Nope. Okay. Do you know what it is? Nope. Okay. Oh. Spec mix is a mortar that you can use when you're. We, we when don't you're use mortar. Brain, only ready mix concrete. Oh, so you only use the trucks then? Yes. Okay, okay so throw them some truck But, the, but the CC, like, yeah. uh, you, know, yeah. how, how, you know, usually on those trucks, how many, how many uh, yards of concrete are they hauling around? Ten's the max. Ten cubic yards. Oh, oh, nice. oh, he nice. does know. Nice. I, know I love it. I love it. You got another one for him? Let's, let's see. Let's <laughs> I was always the guy that ordered up, you know, like, I, I hate, 
my my uh, addition sometimes I get off and I'll be hate when I'm a half a yard short uh-huh. on a driveway. Yeah, you start throwing just, extra water in there trying uh, to make it no, go farther. No, 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 I won't do that. I won't okay. do that. I'll, I'll just always I always have extra. I always end up with a yard extra. It's of, what, what, uh, way better to over yep, order than it, it is, is to under order. It is. Yeah. Yep. Tits claims he you know used to go out early in the morning and work the the crews out on the strip and everything. Sure and did. Like, yeah. You know the family's got, got photographic got, evidence. The of family it. has you know con- contracts for the city of Vegas. Well, now let me ask you this. Okay. From being from Vegas and everything, okay. before you lay down the mud, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to be uh, almost have to have it watered down because if you have a dry dirt, Too dry. it sucks the moisture, sucks the moisture out, out and, right. and your finished guys are yeah, just yelling at you. Crack and yeah, yeah. see, ah, he, also, he knows a little bit. He knows he knows the stuff. I've been around. Yeah, yeah. F you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. That's been another edition of Tits's Concrete Facts. <laughs> uh, Briggs, what's up, man? Hey, not too much. Got a couple questions. You guys are both uh, all, all of you guys in there are obviously smart. Um, thank you, thank you. Does that include <laughs> do some more? Like, do you think before Supercrosses, like the videos that they run, if they did like privateer profiles, like Race Rex does, with videos of the guys and the teams at least, would help? You know, maybe get sponsors out there a little bit more exposure, and then run their commercials as obviously commercials in between those. And also for TV broadcast, what about like a comparison of like a private tier to a factory team? Take a team like JDR and show what the difference between them and factory KTM is. Have a back to back, have fun with it, and help get you know riders out there as well as teams exposure. Exposures. Yeah, good ideas. All good ideas. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, yeah. I, I, it would be definitely interesting. I think that. Uh, the fan base, you know, they see the factory guys, and they don't know really how hard those privateer guys are working no. and, and how much the bike is uh, different. I, I right. did a piece for uh, Toyota Tailgate Talk, and I, I did it last year with James Stewart's bike compared to Davey Millsap's bike. Oh, yeah, good one. And yeah. On all the different, yeah. you know, components that were on James's bike right. versus a, a guy like Davey. That's underneath the same tent, too. Yeah, exactly. But never mind James Stewart's bike compared to 453 in the back of the pits. You know? Yeah, oh, um, night and day difference. Thanks, Briggs. Good ideas. Thanks, Briggs. All right, see you later. Um, you still mad at Keith McCarty for dropping you in '87? No, you no. should be. No, I'm okay. <laughs> you I'm be. all right. You're a national number ten. <laughs> yeah, but I, you're I a longtime yeah. privateer. Yeah, you got a shot on a factory team. Yeah, you did better than you ever did. Yeah, national number ten. Yeah, and you got dropped. Yep, I didn't win races. I know you've said that to me before. That's and, that's yeah. insane logic, Jim Song. I, I mean, yeah, that's insane I, I, logic. Yeah, but I, I was paid to win races, and I didn't win races. You had never won before. Yeah. Did they think they were going to give you a factory bike and you were going to start beating Rick Johnson? Uh, obviously, they saw something in yeah. me to give me a bike. I don't know. You should be mad. No, um, I'm all right. I, I, I still enjoy everybody at Yamaha. And, and, uh, you you know, were number I, 10. I know it. You had no ride. Number 10. Yeah, I know. When it really meant something. Yeah, but it, but it made me work out much harder. And I, I, I still, uh, you know, that's the thing. I, I'm loyal to my sponsors. I you mean, are. I, yeah. I can no, still you get, were. Help from Yamaha and still yep. get some bikes and parts and things Dunlop like that. Dunlop and Scott O'Neill yeah, and, yep. I mean, all those guys. Yeah, no, I mean. I, Number okay 10. With, yeah, See you later, okay. Jim. Thank I, you for I, doing your I, career I, best. I, I, I tell uh, you. Fuck off. But, That's but, what they but, said. But, I, but I, was, I was definitely really hurt on the Kenny Clark deal. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah, was yeah, just yeah. a slap <laughs> in my right. face. I mean, that was like. And then like, you beat down Al Baker. Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, that. Probably I took a lot of that out on Al Baker from Kenny Clark because he's in a big corporate right, office and right. I couldn't, you, you know, they think oh, like, Cops all like Holly come. comes in here right. and just kills this guy, you know, or whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, Al Baker was a little different. He was on my property. You were on my turf. So, uh, uh, hey, uh, it's time to bring in our third uh, host of the night. And that would be mm-hmm. uh, other than Jason Thomas. Uh, 
ended his career, his racing career this weekend in Finland, a place you know well, yep. Finland, Sweden. He went 1-1-1 nice. against, I don't know who, but he went out a hero. He had six ones on his uh, oh, he tweet, did? by the way. Yeah, oh. he went 1-1-1, one, 1-1-1. One, one, so one, one, he's, one. he's in Sweden. I'm going to try to call him right now. And he put a lot of more zeros. Do you know Swedish? Uh, no, just a couple hey do, a few things, and a couple words that maybe can't say on the air, but... Uh, I'm sure he added a few more zeros to his bank account. <laughs> I respect J- JT for that JT money. That's why he's got that. Uh... I hope this works. <laughs> Do you want to talk to the Swedish hotel? Did you did you ask for did you dial zero one one? Yeah. Okay. What's uh, it, what's the country code for? Hey, och välkommen till Skandik Upplands Väsby. Nice. For information in English, please press nine. See, there you go. For bookning, welcome to Skandik Upplands Väsby. Uh, for oh, reservations, oh, press in. one. We're yeah. through. For front desk or restaurant. Press two. Two. Do you have to tell him that you're on a radio show? No. No. You don't have to no. relay that. You mean like legally? Yeah. No, we're in Sweden, Holly. Well, no, I, I just, you know, there's I, no, I don't know. There's no, this is like. Usually when you call somebody, you go, hey, you're on no. the air live. This is NOM. There's no rules. Welcome to Scandica Plans West, Danielka. That's Annika. Good day. Oh, how are you? Sorry? How are you? I'm fine. Thank oh, you. Oh, good, good. I'm looking to talk to a guest there. He is okay. He is the Finnish Supercross champion, Jason Thomas. Um, do you have him registered there? Uh, which name did you say? Jason Thomas. Uh, uh, one ro- moment. Please. Oh, room four one eight. Actually, sorry. Oh, I should have told her the room number. No, she's on hold. Yeah. Checking. Yeah. Annika. Yeah, Annika. I thought she said Annika. You know who else was at Anaheim? Pekka Vakonen. Was he? Talking about finish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Pekka was over. Former he's, world champion. Yeah, he's actually down in uh, Mr. Mexico. Mr. Coster's brother-in-law? Correct, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was nice to see Pekka. Do you think she just hung up on us? No, usually sometimes they play music, but I guess That's not. what I mean. Yeah. I think she hung up. <laughs> huh. What do you think, Tiff? Checking. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe Jason's asleep. Maybe she's trying to get hold of him. Well, it is what eight, eight or nine hours. No, he, he's ready to go. He sent me a, a message. He's ready to go. All right. Um, well, why didn't he call in? Why are we doing it? This is more it's, fun. It's more fun, and oh, it's, okay. it's on our bill. Oh, okay. you know, if we call him. There you go. Yeah. Um, fascinating radio, by the way. <laughs> I think she hung up. <laughs> Hello. Oh, oh, there she is. Hello. Yeah, I, I found him. <laughs> thank you. Where, where was he? I, I connected to him. Thank okay. you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, did you ever watch uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo? Yeah, sounds just like him. What? Nothing. She's still connecting him. What's going on there in Sweden? Is he in Stockholm or where? Gothenburg? Where is he at? <laughs> They're putting us through. I heard the Euro ringtone. You know? Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, he's talking on the phone to somebody else. Oh Here man! Here we go again. <laughs> So, Jim, while we're doing this, um, I have another name I'd like for you to tell me a story. Okay. If possible. Yep. Um, Paul Clipper. Paul, you know Paul? Nope. But <laughs> Nash does. Nash <laughs> wanted me okay. to uh, see hey. if you would do a... Hey, welcome to Skandik Upplands Väsby. For information... Yeah, Paul Clipper, he was, um, he was with Dirt Bike, Tom Webb, and all the guys over there, and uh, Rick Simon, super hunky and everything, and... We, yeah, Paul, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I think he's living in the Midwest. But, yeah, I had a lot of good, uh, good a lot of great times with uh, Paul.
Paul Clipper and the guys. And at one time, I think, uh, you know, he was, uh, we were at Rick Simon's house, and he had this dog named Tripod because he had lost a leg. And I was just a, a kid coming up, you know, just happy to be doing, you know, testing motorcycles and being on the cover of uh, magazines and things like that. And when I left Rick's house, I ran over the dog and killed the dog. I felt so bad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, I think, yeah, and I think Paul was there, you know. And uh, so now today I'm, I'm kind of uh, aware of, you know, where, where the dogs are and when I back out. But it was just an accident. But, uh, yeah, I think Paul was there on that, 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 that night. Hmm. Dogs, dogs made it through life with three legs. Yeah. Doing good, and yeah. Jimmy runs him over. <laughs> yep. yeah, Tiz probably likes that. He doesn't like dogs. I got a lot of respect for you. Yeah, now. He, he if I didn't that. before, okay. I really do now. <laughs> for information, yeah, no, we did a lot of neat things. Nine. I mean, over there at Dirt Bike uh, High Torque Publications, to it was just uh, you know, for one time I had to jump the Harley. One. You know, I thought they were for kidding. I was over, and he goes, "Yeah, you see that bike in the back of my truck? That full dresser? That's what you're going to jump today." I go, you're kidding me. We're going to ruin this thing. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot of, lot of great times uh, there. Uh, that's when Tom Webb was just uh, joining the business. And, uh, Wolfman's still there, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, well, he's been around, but, yeah, he's back, yeah, back there back now. There. Yeah, Wolfman. Yeah. Try, try this again. She, maybe she was in JT's room. So this court thinks. But the way she was rolling over, you know. Maybe. With the phone. She had to find him. Yeah. She said, I found him. How many short? It's probably because fin- she didn't catch you giving her what uh, what room number it was. Yeah, how many short Finnish Supercross champions are wandering around that hotel? You know what? I'm surprised that she didn't know off the top of her head. Oh, you mean Mr. Thomas? Yes, oh, yes. My apologies. He's in the champion suite. Look, she's not even answering now. <laughs> they have caller ID, something that we don't. Yeah. You have to tell her if she answers. Annika, we got cut off. What's up? Yeah. Say, I don't appreciate you hanging up on me. That's what. I- this is why you guys lose the wars. <laughs> oh, um, hey, btosports.com, fly racing, race tech suspension, X brand goggles, Atlas neck braces, NFAB Jeep and truck bars, showy helmets, free gun underwear, works connection, Tech One designs, FMF racing, and Brop Bar. Good time to get the sponsors in, I think. Key. Yeah, it is. Thanks, everybody. And don't forget the fly racing, uh, get on Shorty's ass <laughs> contest where you design, get to design his butt patch. Send your entries to Pulpamex Show at Gmail. Dot com, and we will get those on. They're, they're usually a lot more helpful in the, the Swedish hotels. I had an incident a couple of years ago. I, I was, uh, I'm a diabetic, and I was over there with Robert Kelly, and uh, we were over in Estonia and Sweden and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was on the bicycle, and I had plenty of water. And then I went into sauna, and I told Robert, I go, man, I don't feel so good. I, I'm going to go up to the room. And uh, I, I never made it to the room. I passed out in the uh, elevator. What? Yeah, I passed oh. out and. and black eye and cuts on the face and everything and the elevator opened up and you know how europe they're pretty small yeah. hotel rooms yeah. no, not a big lobby and some ladies there and she must have thought i was drunk or something she goes oh excuse me i go no help i'm a diabetic i mean first time i've ever passed out and what it was is i was so dehydrated that i, I just uh passed out and uh yeah not not a good feeling i mean if i was going to be walking down some stairs or something i would have been yeah. history you would have been done yeah I, i've wow. never felt that in all of my my whole entire yeah. life and i thought for sure my blood sugar had Crash, yeah. that's what happened, hey. but it wasn't. Yeah. Och välkommen till Skandik, Upplands Väsby. For information in English, please press 9. For welcome to Skandik, Jim, I've got another uh, yep. tweeted tits question, actually, okay. that you could uh, chime in on. Uh, Troy Plunkett wants to know what your thoughts would be on in-helmet communications, um, mostly for motocross, but maybe supercross as well. Do you think it'd be useful or... 
Yeah, I, I, other than yeah, it being expensive, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'm not sure with the guys now, but even your mechanic with the signboard, a lot of times, you know, you're not looking over there every lap at that signboard. I mean, you're you're pretty much focused and intense. I know in NASCAR they have it, you know, and you're kind of sitting there and you're still focused and intense, mm-hmm. but it's not like a, I, I don't know. I, I think someone being in your ear. And telling mm-hmm. you, hey, watch out. Yeah. Maybe if there's a big pileup, it might be benefit. Hey, w- watch out. You know, coming up, there's a big pileup or whatever. But mm-hmm. and I- I'm not a big fan of it. I-, I don't think they should be talking in the in the rider's ear. I think he should be focusing focused on on what he's doing. I think it's more like uh, texting, hands free device. You know, when you're sure. driving to the United States, I think you're there to race a motorcycle. You're not there to listen to somebody talking in your ear. I, I think for NASCAR, at the speeds they're running and everything. And they have spotters and to relay mm-hmm. the information down. Hey, go low, go low, because you can't see. But I, I think for Supercross, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. All right. What about Mathis? Is he a fan of it? The helmet to helmet stuff? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think he is. Ah, I mean, yeah. Can you imagine Tony Lessie with a radio to mic? <laughs> this is what I think of. This is the worst case scenario. Right. Right. No, so, no, I, I agree. Um, the JGR guys have it. They've ridden yeah. with it. They've tried it. They said the throttle has to be way off on a 450. Oh, yeah. To hear I mean, anything. It's so know? throaty, especially yeah. the Yamahas there. Yeah, I mean, they suck in They the cut air. all the airs in the whole air boxes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, from a production bike versus one of their bikes, it's so loud. And, and, and here's the other thing, too, is it's going to work good on the practice track when you're there by yourself and, you're, and you know mm-hmm. your own practice mm-hmm. track and you can listen or whatever. But I think once you get into a race uh, scenario, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Okay. You got any more? Why? I actually just got a, a tweet. Just came in. Um, nice. Do you think that if there was? Uh, hello. Can I get room four one eight, please? Yes, one moment, please. Thank you. Third time's a charm. Um, factory bikes. How far below the weight limit could they get them if there was none? A lot, lot lighter, or are they kind of pushing it? Babe, they're, right. they're pushing it right now. Hello. Is this the finished Supercross champion? JT? Yo, what's up? Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Trying to, trying to, been trying to get a hold of you, but not going so well. Is Annika in the room with you? <laughs> I don't know an Annika. Oh, you don't? Storm okay. Sam, the golfer? No, she, no, no. <laughs> hey, that's Jim Holly, by the way. What's up, JT? How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hollywood admires your tenacity to go over to Finland and make money. Yeah, well, it's kind of uh, kind of how me and Hollywood roll. <laughs> right. One 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 this weekend in Finland. Good job. Yeah, one 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 one. Would you like to speak about this black flag incident I read on Vital MX? Sure, we can read about it or talk about it. What Whatever happened? You so do. you got black flagged. You're a cheater, but you kept going. Uh, I wouldn't really agree with that, and you're kind of being an asshole, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, really, all that happened was, uh, it was probably about halfway, um, I don't know, I guess the threads ripped out of my subframe, and, uh, just the, just the silencer just fell off, you know, and didn't really, uh, really change anything, but the FIM rules are different than AMA, like, AMA obviously doesn't matter, um, and FIM, I guess, you know, they disqualify you because your bike's too loud so <clears throat> they were trying to black flag me and i wasn't having it i kind of figured out what the problem was and i wasn't having no. it <laughs> no no it wasn't really an option for me at that point to uh-huh. you know abide by the rules like I, I understand this isn't nom but yeah whatever I, w- I wasn't stopping um well hey good job on that and so that 
Chad and I were discussing this. Is this your last race ever? I mean, you're not racing yeah, ever yeah, I'm again? Done. No, I'm, I'm done. Can we queue up? There goes my hero. If you give me a second, I can. Yep. No, never mind. Scratch <laughs> okay. it. We're running late. Hey, Jason, where, where was it at in uh, Helsinki, but in Olympic Stadium there? Uh, no, it's inside in like, uh, man, I forget the name of the arena, but there's a huge conference center kind of uh, connected to it. Um, I don't know. The track was pretty small, like 20, 28 seconds, 27, something wow, like that. Wow, typical wow. typical Europe Supercross deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, any other but, Americans uh, go over or just yourself? Seaboard uh, <clears throat> was there. Um, oh. And then, you know, typical Europe contingent. A lot of Scandinavian guys there. Right, um, right. Yeah, just uh, went pretty well. I, I, you know, you never kind of know how it's going to go. You don't know who the guys are, who's fast, or who's, you know, whatever. There's a lot of guys you don't know, but kind of, uh, and I'm sure Hollywood can attest to this, there's fast guys all over the world. There's there's guys you've never heard of that are just going to show up and practice like, all right, well, that guy's pretty good, you know? Yeah. And uh, so until the, you know, until the real racing gets going, you don't know if you're going to win or if you have a shot at winning or how it goes, but. Um, fortunately, my starts were pretty good all weekend and uh, made it easy on myself. You bring a lot of suspension and uh, things like that over? Or? Yeah, I, I take a lot of stuff. Um, I take, you know, bar suspension, subframe, exhaust, chain and sprocket, uh, clutch perch, um, tires. Uh, I take pretty much everything but the motor. Wow. You know, a lot of chassis stuff, yeah. yeah. Just because, uh, obviously, uh I'm quite tall, so I kind of have to change the bike around for myself a little bit. So, um, hey, we got an email about for, for you. Uh, All right, signed concern. No, uh, I've always loved your show and listened every week. The show is just as good without Kenny, but it would be good to have him on from time to time. I am a bit concerned about JT though, as the tone in his voice at times sounds like. He could be a bit depressed. Could this be because of his father's constant showing of disappointment in his riding ability <laughs> when he was a child? When JT sounds a bit down, maybe we could have Frank in the studio with a pit board saying, pull off too slow, and JT could lift his game. I really like JT and his insight into everything motocross, though. Signed, concerned. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Probably some truth into that. Some deep, deep uh, truth somewhere? <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. I probably am tired half the time whenever whenever I, if i come on late i'm usually probably tired so yeah that's a good point right i assume i assume we're all you know i don't want to let him know i'm i'm all good and no uh suicidal tendencies or anything all right that's good to know yeah uh, i'm sure everyone else was worried as well well tits seem to be a little worried yeah yeah i don't want to say anything but you know yeah. tits was only worried if he was matching all of his clothing tonight <laughs> that's also a Dude, good point. i look good so uh, does Steve. Hey, what? Uh, how was uh, how was CR? Did he talk a bunch of crap? On you? Yeah. No, nah, he was pretty good. All right, good. Um, how was Vince Freeze? Did he take anybody out? <laughs> <laughs> well, Vince. Uh, Vince said he's working on you know going forward, working on going forward. Yeah, honestly, I, I will be on, and I know I obviously pick on him pretty bad, but he I haven't really seen him take many people out or do anything really stupid this year yet. You know, I know there was the incident with Freeze, which is, with, or I'm sorry, with Weston Pike, Pike yeah. which yeah. I, I didn't see it, so I, I'm not going to bag on him for it. Um, but I really haven't seen it too much this year, so I'll give him credit there. He says he's working on it. He definitely says he's working on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll yeah. Him, uh, you know, and I know I'm rare to give him credit, but I'll give him credit. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not a fan. But 
He also well, says, I just, he also I just said, know that I'm not a fan. I just don't agree with some of the stuff I've seen him do over time. But to be fair, which I want to be objective about it, um, I haven't really seen that much this year. So, you know, kudos to him for that. Uh, yeah, he says that he's trying to make, trying to, trying to do better. Yeah, and that was really my whole thing with him because we battled a lot the last couple of years, and I was, I was just always kind of like, we're never going to get anywhere. You know, your, your results are never going to be where you want them to be, or you're never going to get going forward if you're taking people out because it's always going to come around back to you. You know, right? It's hard to it's hard to move forward or or finish well when you're worried about getting taken out or taking other people out. So I mean, and, and he is a good rider, which he's proving this year. Yeah, so. uh, Jim, it sounded like Vince was a little remorseful. On past actions. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, in, in talking with him with Weston Pike, though, after he was more upset that Weston came in when he had his mechanic on the bike and he kind of went to T-bone him. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. If, you know, you know, racing's racing, and after the race, I mean, to take a motorcycle and run it into somebody, but who knows? I wasn't there. Yeah, well, there's a lot of bad blood there. <laughs> it's not oh, just okay. that one incident that's been going on for a while. So yeah, yeah, there, there is, isn't there? <laughs> Uh, ready, you ready to do, was that you? That was me. Oh. oh, Kenny was back in the room. <laughs> uh, you ready to do X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, JT? Um, no, yeah, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> it's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Okay, these are, these are questions sent in by Corey Moser. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you, you have them, right? I do, yeah. yeah. Am I asking him? Yeah, you ask them, I'll time them. Oh, okay. Or, okay. And we got them for Jim, Jim-san and JT. Right. So both. Um, these are 50 rapid-fire questions, Holly. Okay. But, oh, wait, let me turn your mic Coming back on. Turn back on, on again. Um, <laughs> these are all Moser questions? Every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, Is he can, sponsoring the show now or something? Well, no. He actually could be off the show. He's very upset about this Andrew Short contest we just yeah. launched. So, um, let's go. All right. So JT answers and then I'll answer? Yeah. Well, I've got – he gave four questions for Holly. Okay. Three for JT and two for both. So I don't know how you want – I don't want to do both. But who do you want to go first? Switch them up. Whatever you want. Okay. You you produce the show. We'll we'll start with with you, Jim. Okay. Okay. Name a celebrity that is better looking in person than on the big screen. Better looking in person than on the big screen. Huh. Uh, This is for Jim Holly's in a lot of movies, stunt mm -hmm. work in a lot of movies. yeah, yeah. Say it again. Who's who's a celebrity? Better looking, better looking in, in person, person yeah. than uh, on the big screen. Charlie Theron. Well, all 14, right. 14. That's oh, the, shoot. This is yes, where yes, you yes. do the. Sorry. I know this is your first week on the gig, and it's the first time we played this game, <laughs> so I understand totally. Uh, Charlie Theron. Oh, yeah. Dear. By the way, any new movie work for you lately? Anything we can keep uh, alive? Just the latest movie came out was called The Master. I doubled uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman on that and uh, Joaquin um, Phoenix. That that oh, that movie. was that. Yeah, yeah like, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't like it. I went and Paul saw it with Paul my Andy. wife, and I kind of said, I, I don't know if I should be telling people I was in it, but uh, I was just is, riding some motorcycle stuff. Is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is the director, renowned for – Taking forever to t- to do takes and everything else. I mean, did you have any inter- interaction with him, or was uh, he a perfectionist, like they say? No, I mean he was good. I mean he kind of moved it along. I, th- I yeah. think uh, you know when you got a lot of people out there. I mean yeah. you know you you got to kind of keep the thing moving right. or it just gets stagnant. But uh, no, it was okay. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was a really nice guy. I mean, just uh, yeah, class act guy. Really, uh, you okay. know. That's okay. one of my favorite actors. That guy's awesome. Paul Thomas Anderson. Right. 
No. Oh, he's talking about oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay, uh, wah, Jason. Wah, wah, <laughs> um, Jeff gives us these the keys to the race, but Corey would like you to give us the keys to an enjoyable international flight. Uh, my keys to an enjoyable international flight would that's, be that's good question, Moser. I think either so. sleeping or lots of alcohol. Those are really that's pretty much your only chance. Eight, I, I think you would go to the seconds. second one. You agree with that, <laughs> yeah. Holly? International? Oh, I don't. I don't drink, so I mean, uh, okay. JT's got me there. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I've had a lot of actually uh, good flights. I've actually had had a flight from uh, Tokyo to uh, LAX where I, I rode the jump seat on a 747 coming across. Really? But this is years ago. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that anymore. But uh, that, know, that was probably about the best you know, thing. Dogger told me uh, every time he went to Europe, he waited to the very last second to board and grabbed the first empty first class seat. And never, ever had problems. They didn't care. No one checked. No one cared. Yeah, I mean, those days are over, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. days are but over. But that was his I move. Mean, yeah, I mean, one of the first flights I had coming across the Pacific, uh, it was a Pan Am flight, and they used to have those. Um, Pan Am, you're dating yourself there. Right. Well, yeah. they used to have the uh, sleepers for the crew. I'm a young kid, 18 years old or whatever, and I, I see this, and I was tired from riding all day in Japan and testing, and I jumped in one of those things, and uh, I'm sleeping. Everything's going great. And about four hours into the flight, a stewardess jumps in with me. She screams, I scream, I think the plane's going down, and I got in big trouble for being <laughs> in the... I said, hey, I didn't know. I thought I could sleep there. Did you, did you have busy hands at all with her? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was so scared. I mean, because she screamed, yeah, yeah. I, scream, I, I right. thought the plane was going down. Oh, that's funny. All right, next question. All right, Jim. What is the proper way to handle a trophy girl on the podium? Oh, you got to pick her up. Nowadays, the guys don't pick them up anymore. I mean, uh, Diana Dahlgren, yeah, I mean, I'd be picking her up every weekend. <laughs> Tossing her around. That'd be awesome. That might be uh, actually illegal. That's, <laughs> just be careful with that kind of stuff. Is, is it banned assault. now again? Yeah. <laughs> well, by but, law. Uh, yeah, like six time and, and – and, and, Lachine used to just go to town with kissing him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't see that anymore. That's what they're there for. I like it. Yeah. All right. Jason, if you are, quote-unquote, the man, and I think he's talking about DeCoster, not, you know, the man, the man, do you continue to let Dungey run the air shock with the chance of it going deflated? Well, to be fair, I don't know what the circumstances were, and I don't think any of us probably do as exactly what happened, if it was something that could possibly happen again or if they can, you know, legitimately rule that out from ever happening. And also if, if it's something that they're definitely deciding to go with, you know. Um, it, it, and without all the, the information, it's, it's really hard to say because if it's, if it's kind of marginal difference between the two, then probably you would say, ah, it's not worth the risk, kind of. Uh, but, but if it's a lot better, then, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I haven't talked to – I can't really make that call. I know that's waffling, whatever you want to say, but I, I don't really know. Hey Jason, you know how how forty six you know, Mathis is doing this. seconds. <laughs> really, JT? Forty seven seconds. Like, oh. I, do you, do you really think that I care about your tear off segment? I'm just trying to answer the question. Hey, hey, give me tear off noise. Give me tear off noise. <laughs> I run Smith Optics anyway, so I could really care about your uh, Lester wow. X brands. Hey Jason, I That's I think that, that that I would have answered it. Uh, that's Ryan Dungey. It wasn't for you, Jim. Well, no, but I know. But I'm just saying I think that's Ryan Dungey's decision, not not the team manager, Roger DeCoster, if, whatever Ryan wants to run. 
That's what I would have said. Yeah, I agree. But probably if there's a if there's an issue where they can't really trust it, then I'm sure DeCoster has to step in on some level too. I, I wouldn't trust it. All right, next question. I, what what actually happened? Does anybody know why it did that? I didn't really even know that was possible for that to happen. It's always in his interview. He possible. said that it was when he was revving the bike, he could feel it lowering. So I don't know what that has to do with anything, Nothing. but no, that's just what he said when it happened. Anyway. Um, Jim, last question. What movie did you enjoy working on the most? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many different, different movies and different things. I mean, I think one of the hardest ones was probably the Italian job. That was one, but one I I really enjoyed working on was, uh, Princess Diaries 2. I got a chance to meet Julie Mm -hmm. Andrews and I had to do a little, uh, you know, fall down the stairs and stuff, but uh, that, that was kind of cool. I mean, you know, Mary Poppins and sure, everything, yeah. and just you know. But uh, there, there's a lot of different ones. I mean, for different reasons. I mean, uh, di- different uh, different emotions, different things happen on, on sets. And, and uh, there was one time though, it was it was a show that I was working on, and it was a TV show called uh, Red Shoes Diary. And uh, I had one of the motorcycles, and uh, I was running down. It was downtown LA. It was about two in the morning. A little bit of mist and everything. And I had to take a bike, and there was a gal getting Isn't out like of a cab. Sex show? Yeah, Rich Hughes Diary. Yeah, it really yeah. wasn't. I mean, it was. It was around. It was. It was kind of yeah. racy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Duchovny. Yeah, yeah. So she comes out. She's drunk, you know, and getting out of the cab. And I, I, I blitz by her on a motorcycle, and I got to turn around and scare her coming back the other way. Well, when I, I ran it down there, and Ernie Orsatti was the uh, stunt coordinator on, and I, I ran it down there, and and I had it on a. The, the rear brake on, and I was sliding real nice, slide, slide, and all of a sudden, wham, I went down. And, I mean, I went down hard. I lost the bike, everything. I picked it up, sparks flying from the axles and everything, grinding on the pavement. Got back up, finished the shot and everything. Oh, that was great. Let's do it again. I go, wait, Ernie, I, I got to know why I lost that motorcycle because that wasn't intentional. And, uh, you know, I also I always ask people, what, what do you think put me down? Yeah. That was on. I, I knew it was wet and misty and all that on, on blacktop, but what do you think put me down? Well, I would just think the moisture. Nope, because I had it in, in, in a nice slide yeah, yeah. already. I had right, it. Right, right. I had it in control. I had the slide, and I knew the moisture. A lot of people say the paint, you know, from the lines on the oh, street. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Wasn't the paint? Manhole cover. Manhole. Didn't cover. see the manhole cover in the oh. middle of the street, and I had it on a nice slide. As soon as I hit that steel, wham! The bike went away. You were talking about maybe a nightclub. You went into the manhole. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, Two minutes and 12 seconds. Yes. Very good. There was no tits laughter going on, though. Yeah. No, I know. For t- for somehow that was fine. Well, well, the laughter that was, 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 your, was your snoring. That's I what, what I was. Laughing what are you talking at? about? Well, someone's maybe. Next snoring. question. All right. Last question. Hold for... on. Hold on. Kenny just called. Who picks these questions? <laughs> All right. Um, when the series goes east, whose results in the Supercross Class One will be the most improved? You didn't say who this was for. Everybody. No, this is for Jason. Sorry, we were oh. going back and forth. My uh, apologies. He's in Finland right now. He's half asleep. Right. When it goes no, east, who, who's going to... Who, who will be in, in Supercross class, big bikes? Who will be better, obviously, Supercross yes. class? Um, I will say Ryan Villapoto. All right. Just because his results have been pretty bad so far. That has been the X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment, sponsored by X-Brand Goggles. Bobby Canari, Michael Lee, <clears throat> PJ Larson made his first main, Ben LeMay, Paul Atelli, Travis Baker... Jake Canada, Michael Lessie, those are some heavy hitters, Holly, that wear X-Brand goggles. 
Rich that, Taylor must be paying a lot of money. That depend on me to build their goggles. The product speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, product speaks. Hey, put, how many tariffs put, do you stack up? Uh, put your, uh, put uh, your how, mouth. Put your <laughs> microphone up, Kenny. How, okay. how many uh, tariffs do you uh, stack on for the main event? Yeah, 14. Yeah, yeah 14. I I, some of the goggle companies do 21. But, yeah. like, you, you start seeing a little, uh, yeah. little reflection with 21. You don't need 21. But that's good, though. You start seeing a little reflection that way when you're running in on somebody, you can say, yeah. hey. Yeah, that's what Vince was saying. Steve, yeah. Steve put on too many tariffs. <laughs> I couldn't see. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, JT, did you get to see the white race at all? Yeah, yeah, I watched on online. And what'd you think? Yep. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. I didn't get to see really what happened with Bill Poto. He just crashed because of the Brayton Reed crash, yeah? Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because the footage, yeah. the coverage is a little spotty uh, in the back. Um, and then uh, he crashed again, just coming, like, kind of similar to A1, like, similar kind of race for him, like, just crashing, trying to come through or what? Yeah, yeah, he crashed again, yeah, coming through the pack, and, uh, yeah, he poop again and kind of got tangled up with Mike Alessi. Okay. Um, other than that, I thought the race was uh, pretty damn good. Like, Stewart was much better than he has been. I, that's kind of what I expected out of him at Oakland. Um, but uh, I, did, he, did it look to you like he got tired or maybe, you know, just yeah. – uh, yeah. I, I kind of noticed, too, whenever I was going through the same thing, you overcompensate a lot for your knee. And uh, kind of makes you more tired than you feel like you should be, just because you're, you know, other other parts of your body are you're making up for the lack of strength in your knee. So I don't know if it was that or if it's just he hasn't really been able to train the same way he would like to, um, and then that that kind of caused it. So I, I really didn't expect him to get tired like that, and I, I thought he had a legitimate shot at winning the race, kind of halfway through it. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting that, you know, I was excited to see that he was kind of back in the mix, and hopefully moving forward he can uh, be even more. Um, Millsaps' race was pretty interesting to me. He kind of looked like he dropped back a little bit and then had kind of a second win that he's yeah. had kind of all year that's not normal, you know, typical Davey Millsap stuff. So as these weeks roll on, he's becoming more and more legitimate at this title, and I'm sure that's not, you know, that fact's not lost on him either, so. Um, pretty cool. I mean, it's it's probably the you know the most surprising season we've had in a while. I would think. Yeah, he Millsaps is gnarly, huh? Like he looks. I mean, he's legit. But mentally, he's he looks stronger, right? I mean, those guys kind of uh, like he came through. He was like all over Dungey for the lead, and I, I think if he would have got Dungey early, he probably would have won. Uh, but to Dungey's credit, he kind of held him back there, and then I don't know if Davy you know, kind of blew up, as we like to say, like where his heart rate got too high and he had to back down. And then uh, I was just really surprised to see him charge back up like that. That was pretty uh, pretty impressive. But, but Jason, I mean, as a former rider too, uh, you know if you're training and you're putting in the work mentally, you, you know you can go out there and run with the guys and he's got that confidence. I, I see something that he was patient. You know, when James got by him, he didn't panic or anything. He just kind of – Laid back, kind of watched James, watched a few lines, and then he, he made his move into second. Yeah, I just wasn't sure kind of what brought that on, though. I felt like the first half of the race or the first six to eight laps, he was by far the fastest guy on the track. And I, I was, you know, I, I would have been interested to see if he could have got around Dungey. I think he honestly would have pulled away at that point. He just looked like he was, his pace was just better than everybody else. 
And uh, it looked like, I don't know if he just got frustrated a little bit sitting behind Dungy and not being able to make the move happen. And then um, I, I was surprised that he kind of dropped back as fa- much faster as he was than everybody to, you know, drop back to where not only did he lose Dungy, but also Stewart got him um, after he kind of blew by James. Um, and then to regroup and then come back the last, you know, five laps was just something I haven't seen very often from him. So it's cool to see. Um, not not mad at Keith McCarty at all, Holly. No, no. <laughs> JT, <laughs> JT, l- listen, you've been where Holly top privateer. You know, you've been there. Let's say you get picked up by a factory team. Okay, your your national number ten. Mm, oh no, your national number twenty four. Right. JT, right? Okay. You're pretty yeah, good. No yeah, pretty good. Picked up by a factory team. Given a factory bike, you go out, you bust your balls, you get national number 10. When fifth, it, with, fifth in the championship. Fifth in the, in the championship. Which championship? The Supercross. Supercross championship. You've never been there before. It's the best finish you've ever had. You, you overachieve. You're a privateer hero, given a bike, and instead of getting coke and hookers with your extra money and time, you actually train and you bust your balls and you do great and the next year, the team drops you. You'd be a little bitter, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would be, yeah, I would be bitter for sure. Yeah. Holly, yeah, but, yeah, but they, they Holly's paid, claiming no problem with McCarty yeah, and yeah, Yamaha. No problem. Yeah, I'm okay. They paid me to win races. I didn't win races. Somehow. Well, only one guy can win, Jim. <laughs> That's true. Somehow McCarty thought Jim would win races and beat Rick Johnson when he'd never, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, Holly. I mean, I admire the loyalty. I lost. I can't I, believe I, you rode J- Yamahas J- with number. I can't believe you didn't put a number ten on your Yamaha and ride by the truck, flipping Yamaha off every single time. Yeah, I think I was a more mature Jim Holly back then. Maybe the younger Jim Holly might have did something. Maybe. I'm just saying you got. I think, I think Yamaha's been pretty good to him over the years, though. Yeah. No, no they I'll, have I'll, absolutely, I'll and I don't want to. But in '87, you deserved better. You should have yeah. bought Hondas. They were a much better bike anyways. Hit the road with number 10 Yeah. as a number 10 guy on a Honda. Right? Yeah. Anybody out there listening, don't listen to Mathis. <laughs> don't take <laughs> motocross career advice well, from that guy. And, 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 Jason, you can attest to this. You know, uh, you know, as a privateer, I mean, you, you go over and you, you make races and you make good appearance money and, and you make a lot of money doing those races over in Europe. And that's something that when I was a factory guy, maybe this is why I'm not upset because – I was out of that contract, and I could go do those races. Well, when you're under contract yeah. with the factory, they tell you where to go. Yeah. And when you ask them, hey, I'd like to go do that, they say, no, you got a test or something. And yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's why I'm not bitter. Who knows? I don't know, man. I mean, you got, I mean <laughs> look, I was a kid. Yeah, we know you don't know. We, we uh, understand. <laughs> your best rollerball battle. Your best rollerball race ever. Uh, I, I want to say hey, it was. JT, you know that rollerball jersey you have in the studio? He was showing it to me. I, you know that? I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Jim was looking at the front of it, and I said, here, let me help you. Maybe you recognize this, and I just turned it around to the back. Because that's all Holly saw. <laughs> hey, uh, I doubt. He probably saw the side and all kinds of stuff. Probably saw the side of it a lot. Yeah, we did. We did. The best best, ra- the best ra- race you had with Rollerball? Uh, well, I ended up winning. Luckily. No, no, no. This is, this is when uh, I was in uh, Winnipeg. It was in your hometown. Oh, I was yeah. in Winnipeg. Yeah. And uh, Rod Black, Rod, Rod, <laughs> Bla- Rod Black was the uh, yeah. TV announcer. Still a big time play-by-play guy up yep, there. Yeah, Rod yep. Black. Uh, 
C- CTV, right? No, he's TSN now. He's oh, with TSN. TSN. Okay. Yeah, he was CTV, though. Yep. Right, right. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember Bones Rathman. Was he the promoter of that event? Yeah, uh, Bruce Rathbone. Bruce Rathbone. They, they yeah, nicknamed them Bones. Yeah, yeah. He was gay, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He, he took me and Ross out on the Red River. The Red <laughs> yeah. River we, that runs through that. We stopped to appreciate the, that fact. No, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying he was a gay guy, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, cool I found, guy. I, I, JT, I found out afterwards after you know he enjoyed taking me and Ross out on the ski boat and stuff on the did. Red River. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah, yeah. That's way too much information. Yeah, yeah. So a guy it, named Bruce later nicknamed Bones right, comes out right, to be gay, and you right, enjoyed boating with him. Right, 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 many times. right, right. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, the um, uh, he didn't want me to come up. And he wasn't paying me to come up, and I told my dad, I said, you know what, you cross that border, we're going up, and we're going to go win that race. And uh, ended up winning it, and we rode right into uh, the uh, sports. They were doing the news, and I'm always one to promote racing and yes, everything. And, and we had it all set up, and, and none of the other newscasters knew except for Rod that I was coming in when he was doing his sports segment. I fired the motorcycle up, and I did a big wheelie right into the stage, and the other two uh, broadcasters, they jumped out of their seats. They didn't know what was going on, but uh, but me and Ross had a good battle that night. I mean, he, he wanted to win, and I wanted to win, and uh, we've had a lot of battles over the years uh, up there in Canada. <laughs> so you said you, got, you, said that, uh, you won? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, you guys, did you guys ever like stage any any races, any never, battles? Never. Are you never. sure, Holly? Swear to God on my kids' lives. Every week, you guys go and, Winnipeg, and, Calgary, and, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Any, anybody who knows me knows that if I say that, I'm, you, I'm yeah, not bullshit. You wouldn't say to rollerball, hey, you win Winnipeg, I nope, win Calgary. Nope, not at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sweet Jesus, as a child watching you race, right. yeah, nothing. Was, you guys had some battles. We knocked out, were, drag out brawls. I mean, maybe my age is getting to me, but I remember them being epic. Hamilton, uh, just outside uh, Toronto, was a, a big battle that we had yeah. one year. I remember knocking down each other and just, yeah, crazy. And, you know, crazy. and you played it up, too. They would bring you out with the sun. You would have the sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah, Straight no. from California, they'd That's say, right. he's here to beat your Canadian hero, folks. He's here yeah. to take him down. Yeah. Jim Hall. And you come out with your glasses on yeah. and everyone would be booing you. Yeah. You like that? Oh, I, I, yeah. I was okay with it. I mean, I remember one one year, not 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 uh, there, but down in Australia, at the in, in uh, Sydney at the Entertainment Center. Uh-huh. Um, I ended up winning the race that night, and the, the Australian announcer goes, "Hi, Matty, you Jim, you came down here and you kicked everyone's butt, Mike. How'd you do it?" So, well, man, I got a good it. accent, I, by the way. I, I, I go, I got to hand it to the Aussies, man. They helped me win this one. He goes, "How's that, mate?" I said, well, I come from Southern California. We don't have topless beaches. I was up every morning running on the beach, and the crowd just went big. <laughs> nah, yeah, man. Um, JT, you should have saw his battles with rollerball. There, there uh, I haven't heard about him. I, I haven't seen. I need to find some footage of that because I've heard not just from you, Mathis, but from lots of people racing up there over the years how good they were. Yeah, yeah, every week. Yeah, no, they, they, were, they were good. I, actually have, I have an old newspaper clipping of you from the Winnipeg Sun. I meant to show oh, yeah? it out. I don't know. Uh, is the sun girl in it? Yeah, she's yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Second page. <laughs> Always look for that. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Um, hey, thanks to a show, um, uh, a, sh- a fan of the show named Eddie uh, Cadoba. He, he's a marketing guy for Cadoba Mexican Grill. www.cadoba.com. Q D O B A. Free entree coupons, yeah. which we were going to give out to the show. But I've decided I'm going to keep them for myself. I think you should. Yeah. Free <laughs> they're, entree. They're delicious. Do you go enough. to Cadoba, Holly? No? no okay. No. All right. Um, 
Is that a Vegas thing? No, it's local no. everywhere. It's, it's franchise everywhere. It's in L.A.? It's everywhere. Well, yeah. I'm going to go now. I'm going to give you this free coupon. Right. You can go. It's Mexican right. food at its finest. I like Mexican food. I went food. on Friday, and it was delicious. And I'm not just saying that because it was free. It actually was really good. <laughs> JT, what's next for you? What's your plans, world uh, <laughs> world traveler guy? Uh, yeah, racing's obviously done. So um, gonna you know I'm got my obligations at Fly, which was why I'm in Sweden right now. And then um, yeah, the program on the weekends, and uh, yeah, just kind of moving on to all the you know stuff I right. have going on with Racer X and Fly and the team. So. Well, we're excited you about that, that and um, yeah, I don't have to worry about practicing and all that stuff. It was kind of stressful racing with you know with no time to practice. So, just glad to put it all behind me. Honestly, like everybody's like, "Oh, are you bummed out?" And honestly, I'm not. I I don't feel like I left anything out there, and kind of uh, kind of no regrets kind of deal. I'm just excited that um, you know it ended the way it did, and I don't really have anything I can look back on and be bummed about. Are you living in Florida? or Are you in Idaho? Uh, I'm in Idaho right now. I okay. still have a house in Florida, but um, man, I, you know, I, I have a condo in Idaho too. But I honestly don't feel like I live anywhere right now, other than yeah. a hotel room. So, um, no, it's good. Uh, you know, I'm not from Idaho, so I'm not really that bummed out that I'm not there that much either. It's just uh, between all these races and traveling to the, the races still on the weekends, and then uh, my travel schedule for for fly, it's been uh, it's been pretty hectic, and uh. <laughs> It's honestly not going to slow down anytime soon, so might as well just deal with it. Hey, what were you riding over there? Were you riding a Suzuki? Yes, I was. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's it's usually pretty good. Only though, like the kind of the exotic, weird countries, you tend to deal with a little bit of strange stuff. Like uh, Greece, I had a 2010 bike, and you know, other people are kind of all, some people are on 2009s, and but most of the right. time you get a, a decent bike, or you know, I try to get a new one if I can, but. Um, um, doesn't always work out. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, Chad did take a shot at you. Um, uh, shocker. We were talking about the BTOsports.com VIP program and about how you're bringing mm-hmm. the people over to, to oh, meet him. Oh, yeah, yeah. To meet him. And uh, yeah. he, he said uh, a lot of times it's it's kind of at the worst time for him. Um, and, yeah. and, and typical JT, uh, slow and late. <laughs> slow and late. So Well... For, I need to talk to him about it because it's obviously not something that he has to do. So right. um, it, he just does it as a favor, and it's not really anything official for him. It's just like if he has time and he has a second, great. Yeah. Um, but, well, he, you know, I don't really know when the best time is for him. So if there's a better time for him, whatever. You know, no, I don't really uh, care. I'll be there, you know, you, first thing in the morning if he wants. I'm just trying to make it as painless for him. And if he, you know, he, he doesn't even have to do it. It's kind of uh, he just does it because he's. He's nice to me, really. So. You should do it on track walk. Those guys got nothing going on there. Oh, <laughs> we've already went there. Um, uh, you know, if you met, if you would have came to, to um, A3, Tim Ferry was there. They could have met Tim Ferry. Uh, I think Tim Ferry will be at a lot more races than A3. Yeah. Correct? No? And how would that hey, What co- was the deal with Trey, by the way? Um, went down, crashed twice in the main event. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing serious, but he tip over. He looked a little untrey canard from just he, the, he said, I didn't get this. You know, on TV, you can't really tell a whole lot, but, no, but just what I saw. It's funny you say that because he said uh, after the race that uh, all day long, he didn't feel good. Didn't feel like himself. Uh, you know, his mom said, his mom said that that I video. I do not. I do not. His mom said that that video, that opening ceremonies video, might have spooked him a little bit. Hmm. You know, it was more focusing on his crash JT and stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. She was just like, I don't know if that got in his head or not or what, but Trace it after the race, just just wasn't the same, wasn't the same guy. So. Yeah, he didn't look like that either. He just didn't look aggressive, and 
you don't you rarely see Trey Kennard moving backwards through the pack, yeah. you know. Right. And so I wasn't sure what was going on. Hopefully he you know remedies that. And that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. I think about racers is no one is more upset about a poor result than they are. So. You know, everyone kind of uh, thinks, oh, they're going to yell that or whatever. There's no more pressure than you can put on yourself than we already do. So right. I'm sure good, he'll get point. it straightened out. Well, Holly put a lot of pressure on himself to live up to that factory ride in 86. He still got boned in 87. <laughs> by by that dude in Winnipeg? No, 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 but by Yamaha. <laughs> he did not get boned by bones. Um, hey, hey I'm, I, just to let you guys know, Larry Brooks – Bones made him go out in opening ceremonies and do a jump in his underwear, and Larry Brooks spent the night. Did. And Larry Brooks spent yeah. the night at his house. Yeah, Brooks said that. Oh, he spent yeah. the night at his house. He did, and uh, and Brooks was like, "Yeah, you kept telling me to go out in my underwear," and I'm like, "That's weird, but yep. okay." Yep, yep. We yeah. were laughing, and, I, and, and, and as a matter of fact, we were getting on the airplane. They used to have those uh, photo booths, and uh-huh. I went in and I took a, a picture of myself naked. And I gave it in an envelope to the stewardess, and I said, well, when the plane takes off, make sure you hand this to this gentleman here. And, <laughs> and, and Larry was on the plane. We take off an hour, and he gets this letter and said to Bones, or to Larry from Bones, hey, had a great time, man, when you're sleeping. You're, you look like I just had all this stuff written in there. <laughs> no, in you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh. Larry spent the night. He, he was so gullible he didn't know or anything. He spends the night at the guy's house. So I'm right. okay going yeah. water skiing, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, on the water with skis. Yeah, right, right. the other I thing didn't of water spend the night, I didn't right. spend the night at his house. Um, <laughs> good times in Winnipeg. Great times. Uh, <laughs> uh, JT, really great for Larry. <laughs> yeah. uh, JT, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. No uh, worries. Um, I don't know what time it is in Sweden, but um, yeah, uh, seven fourteen a.m. There you go. Making time, time for the show. Out. Yeah. Um, so, are you, you in Stockholm or where are you at in Sweden? Yeah, I'm in Stockholm right now. Yeah, yep. Stockholm, nice. So we'll see you in yeah, San so Diego. I, I fly back to Helsinki t- today, then back to Boise tomorrow, then San Diego Friday, then back to Boise Sunday, then Indianapolis Tuesday. Wow. What's in Indy? The dealer show is next weekend. Yeah, yeah, trade show. Yeah. So pretty. When are you going to sleep? When does the sleeping happen? <laughs> uh, I just woke up. I was sleeping. I know. I know. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy schedule for sure. I try to sleep every night. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, no worries. All right, guy. Hey, well, thank you, and, and uh, stay safe. Uh, have a good flight, and we'll see you in San Diego this weekend for the BTOsports.com VIP program. Very excited. All right, guys. Hey, hey Jason, uh, you know, congratulations on a, a great career. You know, I didn't get a chance to talk Thanks, to you man. when you were at the uh, races and stuff, but uh, good job, man. Right on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Can, can, I'll see you this weekend. Can you, can, do you think – can you equate a time when you got boned as bad as Jim Hawley did by Yamaha in 86, 97? <laughs> I'm going to try to stay away from the word boned at this yeah, point in the show. You, you, you right, got right, like right. A, a, a bone on your mind. I, gonna, I definitely got boned by, some of those by uh, on my pay a few times by teams. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, JT. But, all right, guys. Bye, Jason. Uh, uh, Jim Hawley, thank you for coming into the, Not the, a problem. the Pulp Show. Great time. Glad to uh, be here. I knew you'd be good, and I think you knocked it out of the park. Uh, much better yeah. than every other co-host we've ever had. Yep. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> That's my second job. Um, no, it's good. And thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. If hopefully you're in Vegas again. I don't know. Like, yeah, whatever I'll, your schedule. I'll, I'll, we, I'll keep you informed and stuff. And uh, just want to say thanks to all the people listening in. And make sure you check me out on supercrossonline.com and, and Supercross Live with uh, myself and Kevin Barnett. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Chad Reed, Matt Lemoyne, Vince Freeze, uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, 
Atlas neck braces, NFAB Jeep and truck bars, Showy helmets, free gun underwear, works connection, Tech One designs, FMF racing, and Brat Bar. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to be back next week with a little different show than usual. Did I tell you about that, Tits? Nope. I didn't, did I? Nope. I'll tell you after we hit there. Thanks for your efforts tonight, Tits. Tits You're looks welcome. worried already. I yeah. think I think I It's a whole new show where we got a new producer. We're yeah, trying something yeah. try something new. <laughs> Can't really get weird. worse. Can't get worse. Uh, well you didn't you got the face to face song and that is what saves you each and every week. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to Jim Holly again, the great Jim Holly, and uh, we will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.